Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motosport.com, Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Daniel Blair. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, and Decal Works. Coming at you. It's Monday, August 30th, 5 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for listening or watching on RacerX Facebook, Pulp Mech YouTube. If you're listening on PulpMechShow.com, I appreciate it. Thanks, man. we got a good show. Lots to talk about. A dr- dramatic swing. In the 250 motocross points. So we'll get into that. Eli Tomac got his first overall of the year. We'll get into that. We've got some great guests lined up as well. Got a decent co-host tonight. Looking forward to that. 702-586-7857. If you got something on your mind, you want to talk about motocross, supercross, uh, MXGP, whatever it is. Got some news on Team USA as well. The Pulp MX app. You can listen on that. You can get all the sponsor codes on that. New one is coming Friday. Stay tuned, everybody. The new Pulpamex app coming Friday. Amazon widget on Pulpamex.com and Pulpamexshow.com. Please check that out. The Amazon widget. Uh, go to Amazon, make a little purchase, and uh, we get a little small slice of that. Thank you for that. Uh, sponsor deals on Pulpamexshow.com. All the codes are on there. So you want to save with our guys? Get the codes and save, man. Uh, the latest and greatest, of course, Manscaped. So Pulpamex20 saves at Manscaped.com. Um, and more. Thanks to motorsport.com. We're going to have the motorsport.com tweeted talent segment. We got the X brand goggle terrace. We got the race tech rant. Our partners on the show motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vertex Pistons, X brand goggles, Michelin, Maxima USA, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Pro Filter, Skosh, ORW, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF, Guts Racing, Get Data, OGO Power Sports, Art of Sport. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, WUSA, Ride Engineering, Intense Cycles, all on board with us tonight, as are you people. And again, uh, good show tonight. We got Ryan Dungey on, multi-time Supercross Motocross champion. Going to talk about his foundation, talk about some TV work he did at uh, Ironman and more. We got our usual Motorsport.com, ORW, Filthy Phil Nicoletti call in. We got Justin Brayton on. Brayton just re-upped with his team from a couple years ago, Motor Concepts. So we'll talk to JB10 about that decision and racing and more. And uh, Jace McAlpine of Gypsy Tales. It's a podcast that is in Australia and uh, doing pretty well. And so we'll have Jace on to talk about that. Maybe we'll bury some beef uh, and more on the show. So thank you again, 702-586-7857. My co-host all show long, the man helping me guide this thing along from Eagle Grit, from the Supercross TV broadcast crew, from the local NorCal motocross scene, from LBZ, it's Daniel Blair. What's up, buddy? How are you? Generational co-host. Yes, you are. Call JT. Let's just get it on now. You, Let's you, do it. Let's do you it. You could not have come in at a better time. <laughs> or a worse time. Or a worse time. Why? I don't know. There's things going on in the sport that oh, yeah. I, I don't want to touch with a 10-foot pole, but nah, here nah. I am. Yeah, Let's talk about it. But I, I, I'm looking forward to our Jason Thomas discussion. The, the uh, Jet Lawrence, the Jet, goes 1-1. Fast he he must have knew I was coming in, yeah. and he just needed to give me some ammo, and he's like, I'm going to go 1-1 and just slap him. 
Yep. So my guy Daniel could take care of JT. Fourteen on show. point swing in the points. He's eleven Oof. up with four motos to go. Looking good, Jet Lawrence. And going to places that I think are good. Yeah. That's the that's yep. the key to this whole thing is he's strong at yep. Paula, Fox yep. Raceway. Yep. Hangtown, I I think he raced there like a Loretta qualifier regional. Yep. I, I don't like know that. if it was one of those yeah. two or Mammoth something. Um but nobody's comfortable at the Hangtown track for the national, and he's the kind of guy I think that will excel when it's an uncomfortable track. Yeah. So Justin, I, I think he's gonna be good. And Justin Cooper is under the weather; he's not been riding as much. He yeah. made in, he made reference a reference to that a little bit. So yeah, it's it's looking good for the Jet generational Jet. Yeah, I, I'm and honestly, I'm gonna keep it cool because I don't want to get too cocky yet. But after Hangtown. If he closes it down, yeah, I will it's be on. oh it's on. JT's not he will block me right. from the group text. Yep. I, we won't speak for a while right, after right. Hangtown. Uh any any truth to the rumor that you were actually intercepted the phone calls between GL and the, the broadcast crew and you were trying to get yourself in there? No. Any any truth to that? No, no, okay, no right. just a rumor that you just made up just now. Okay, no. all right, yeah, okay. Because yeah, that's, that's not even a rumor. Okay, all that's right. not even a thing. You just <laughs> said that just now. I did. Yeah. I just so, made that up. No. Uh, lots to talk about when it comes to tonight, of course. We'll touch on the GL situation. Uh, that may or may not have something to do with my race tech rant of the night. Uh, Figured it would. And, and, and we got more to get into, but uh, directing the show, holding things down over there, uh, playing Mad Skills uh, Motocross 3 when he can, uh, probably texting his uh, hot wife at times. It's Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? How are you? Hello, Steve. Wait, what? wait, wait. What? I'm, oh. be- I'm better. Ah. That is the sound of an ice cold watermelon Red Bull. It's so good. Thank you. That was a bad. Thank you. It was. Oh. Yeah, it was. It didn't pop, did it? It, no, didn't. it didn't. It had nothing. It it's because I don't open it all the way. Okay, like, Paul. Uh, all right, Paul. Weird. Uh, over there in the corner, taking your calls, holding things down, 702-586-PULP. He did return the intense Taser MX, everybody. It is uh, back in my possession. Talon Taylor, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up? What's I'm up? not I'm not happy about it, but if Phil wants to ride it, I'll let Phil ride it. Yeah, it's going to be used by Phil next week. So, yeah. Or what's t- happening? Phil and Troll? Phil and Troll are coming in studio pretty, next Monday. Yeah, excited yeah. about that. It, it's going to be good. The amount of back and forth between those two is going to be uh, uh, its going to be absolutely amazing. Are you kidding me? Uh, all right. So, yeah, we're gonna, we've got lots coming. Brayton coming on. McAlpine. Gypsy Tales. Yeah. Coming I'm, on. I'm here to You've n- done men- this show, I'm here, right? I'm, I'm here to mend another relationship for you, Steve. Okay. Just fantastic. When, I, when you have a problem, you call me. You, I'll fix it for you. You've done his show, right? I before? did, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so you've had interaction yep. with him. Uh, and then Phil, Thomas Victor, and Greg Adler uh, are going to call in from ORW. They told supposed, me they were coming in. They were supposed to come in. Some issues with the weather. They couldn't make it. Uh, but uh, yeah, so looking forward to having those guys on as well. They're going to call in and we're going to try to, you know, get them back with Phil for 2022 because, you know, I mean, like, this, this thing's Phil's going to keep going. Well, you can ask him if you want. Didn't Troll tell him his career's over? He just doesn't realize no, it Phil yet. Phil told Troll. That. I know. I'm just oh, playing. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I just. It's like the. Yeah. What's that old saying? That's like the something calling the kettle something. Yeah, just like that. Yeah, that. That's, uh, to me, that, I, that's very funny. I how is your podcast doing? Speaking of podcasts, the main event moto. Uh, good. Just yeah. we do our thing in the summer. We're every other week or so, and then depending on schedule, I was supposed to do one this week, and then I remembered I'm coming here, and I'm like, I'm not going to go on my show and use up all my ammo so mm-hmm. i'll save it for this so i'll do one next week and then hangtown pumped about hangtown dude getting dark side in yeah Looking the pony pod coming in pony pod coming yeah. in hot someone right. someone's got to take care of pony pods since and, you don't and how's that gonna go are you gonna great is he are you gonna let him in your house oh it's at my producer's house oh yeah, so, yeah he's not okay. coming to my house yeah okay all right no. yeah fair enough i, I understand totally yeah. um we're gonna look look forward to having a great show for sure and uh 702-586-7857 um I just real quickly, uh, OGO guys are on board with us, and I uh, love the 9800, love the backpacks, everything else. 
We were giving away a 9800 Pro uh, a couple weeks ago. We said, give us your best travel story, and we got a lot of submissions, a ton of submissions, and uh, I sent them to the powers of be at OGO, and they picked. Oh, they picked. They picked. Um, they picked Quinn. Uh, Quinn's story, his worst travel story, and there was some god-awful was ones, people. Ones? Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> I feel sorry for you guys. So, All right, so Quinn says, uh, I was headed home on some R&R from Afghanistan, lower, uh, Hel- lower Helmed province to be exact. I had to take a four-hour flight on a C-130 from Kandahar to Kuwait. A C-130 has a metal seat that you have to sit at a 90-degree angle with body armor and my OGO backpack strapped to my chest, using it as a pillow to try and sleep through the pain going from my asshole to my neck. I got to Kuwait and hopped on a chartered jet to Germany. We stop, deplane, and grab some snacks. I get back on the plane and taxi out of the runway for the fuel pump to fail just prior to taking off. We get towed back to the terminal, deplane, and grab the next one, coming in an hour later get back on the plane only to have the fuel pump fail on the second plane jesus i'm stuck in germany for 26 hours with the clothes on my back and my ojo backpack as my pillow the thing was a lifesaver wow yeah so congratulations quinn you get a 9800 now from the folks at ojo ojo power sports just email wow. us using the uh contact form on pulpamex and we'll pass it on and the guys at ojo can give you a deal you you probably run ojo or you yep. have and have in the past. fantastic yeah uh great to have those guys on board with us great to have the guys at firepower as well you know who uses firepower a lot of privateers but you know who really? cheers cheers yeah he just went 11 oh, no he hey and the best thing about the broadcast is they gave him i don't know if it was a full lap yeah he looks good too. It's it's like it. I mean, his he, form, everything is just as he, good as ever. He's reborn. He is. somehow he's reborn. He's better than ever. Uh, he just looked good, and I'm glad they got to him because you know when it slows down in the front and there's no battles going on, they like to go through yeah. the field. Yep. And when they got to him, I'm like, all right, that's yeah. good, dude, because he rode awesome. The results were there, but you know how the eye test has to match sometimes, yeah. like. I just I thought he looked good. He he chizzed him again. He did. Firepower parts use Chiz uses the battery. Chiz uses the chains. They're committed to offering superior products with over fifty years experience in the industry. Don't waste money when replacing OEM batteries or chains when you can get more power and supreme reliability by choosing firepower. Firepowerparts.com. Featherweight lithium batteries. Chains made in Japan. Ask your local shop or the guys at Motorsport for firepower if you can. So thanks to those guys. And Chiz is doing a great job, as is Jet Lawrence, Justin Cooper. I mean, I, I said this on the review show. Cooper got lucky to only lose 14 points. Uh, Mosman was probably better than him. RJ Hampshire was probably better than him. J-Mart was probably better than him. J-Mart broke an arm. It could have been, that would have been a lot of points. It could have been a lot of points, and yeah. it was only 14. And and he's been sick. Now, Anstey's out with COVID. Marv couldn't race because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I know some other guys missed the race that apparently have COVID. Mm-hmm. There's some teams and pit people in the – paddock that have covid or had it recently if you are justin cooper or jet lawrence you are bubble boy from here on out i wouldn't speak to a human at all well hunter was sick right right and then i'm like wait whoa because you never know and and that's a weird thing too because there's a lot of regular sickness i don't know if it's a cold or a flu there's a lot of that going around too so it's Obviously going to affect you in the results column, but the COVID one's scary because you could the title could be over if one of them. So if I'm Jet yep. or Justin, I wouldn't be within 15 feet of a human <laughs> being for the rest of the season. Just don't I, even go around and don't touch anything. Well, Just walk around like this. I think at the end weeks. of the deal, if Justin Cooper loses his championship, he can blame sickness. Like it is, he has not been the same guy. And from what I hear, he's got a thumb injury from Washugal. It may be better, it may not be better. Uh, he's got the sickness going on that that's, that's preventing him from riding. Like everything's falling apart late in the season for Justin Cooper because I just I I like his chances to bring this thing home. I did too. I actually someone asked me that a week or two ago. Like you know who's going to get it because it was so close. Mm -hmm. 
And I was leaning towards Justin because the starts, he puts himself up there, he stays away from a lot of the trouble, not considering what a sickness could do to one or the other. So obviously you could see him this weekend, there was just no spunk. He had not much fight. Um, and yeah, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, when you win or lose a championship, you look back on certain days that kind of did it for you yeah. or didn't do it for you. And yep, yep. the sad part is for him is that he gave up a lot early. He, he could have had a bigger lead oh, yeah. than he yeah, had because yeah. he gave away a no, lot early. You look at a couple rounds, yeah, for sure. Wash, you take Washougal and Redbud, those two motos that went raw there, maybe we're still tied. So I, it's yep. he, he has something now that's a, a significant day that really cost him, but there's been a lot of days. Jet, yep. too. If Jet loses this thing, you can look back on some goofy stuff that he did. Yep, yep. Um, but for Justin Cooper now, in in one sense, mathematically this is bad. It's kind of okay in one way. No, more, th this? no oh. more thinking. Oh, yeah, no yeah, more thinking. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. You just yep. stop preserving. Stop strategy. There's no strategy. You right, just right. got to go win now. Yep. And if you win out, you, you could get it. So, I mean, it's what? It's 11? Um, 3, 6, yeah, 9, 12? Yeah, yep, you so, went out, it's over. So, yep. he's essentially taking the pressure off at least clear his mind. You don't want this scenario, but yep. if this is the one you're in, there's only one way to look at it, which is no pressure. I'm yep. just going to go win now. And right. that's I'm trying to find some silver lining. Yeah, for the guy, listen, you know? man, it's been gnarly tough on these guys to see what they, you know, 24 motos. It's the end of the year. This thing is getting gnarly. And it's to stay sick free, to stay COVID free, all that kind of stuff in these times. All of it. It, you know, these guys deserve some some props that, that do it, that, that end yeah. up 24 motos that end up being the champions. Yeah. Um, it is, it is weird that we don't have a testing program for outdoors, right? There's not. There's not. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even know that. They the, don't do the whole the, thing the day the, before. No, like we no. There's no testing for, for outdoors. And oh. I almost wonder. Like, look, we only got two more. It's not going to happen. But the way it's ripping through the through the pits. And if you talk to the guys who went to Loretta's, there's a bunch of people that got it there. The Star guys got it. The Pro Circuit guys got it. Now we got Marv. We got Anstey. We got other guys that got it that didn't show up this weekend. That I don't, I just heard about. I can't mm -hmm. confirm, but you know, mm -hmm. it seems logical. Um, I mean, look, we're, they're not going to do it because we only got two more, two rounds left. But I, man, I don't know. Uh, so I, maybe there should have been a testing program here. I, I mean, you know, it's a race against the clock, I guess. Yeah, kinda, right. Yeah. To end this thing and get it over with. You follow NFL and you follow other sports, oh, yeah. and I mean, th that's what the other sports are doing. And we yeah. did, and we had to do it for Supercross. Yeah, I mean, even for me as a Cowboys fan, there's I think five or six players and a coach right now in the COVID protocol. So it's. It's it's still happening. Yeah. It's I obviously I'm not a scientist or any of those is that are out there. Oh, because there's a lot of them out there no, on, on social yeah. media. Well, most <laughs> people are at the moment. Uh, but at the same time, it seems like whatever this strain or whatever it is yeah. is active. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it, the numbers yeah. are crazy to the roof. Luckily, I think I think we'd all agree the death rate on this variant is it as violent as the last which is obviously I, okay I it, it's good it you seems want. like it is if you're older or have pre-existing conditions it seems like it's as bad death rate none of us in this room i think would would die from it you know but yeah and i think that's again maybe, when, maybe, it maybe, the, the yeah, <laughs> when it comes to the decree when it comes to the the um politicized debate on all this i guess at the end of the day if you want to put the politics aside you're just hoping that people aren't dying and hospitalized as much as before yeah. And so, and even the math, you don't know the numbers. It, it gets fuzzy out there. But I just, I just hope that this thing burns through like it did in other countries. You, I know this variant went up and down in other places. Hopefully, we just get uh, through it. I like, asked two riders today, two high-profile riders, if they thought what percent of the pits are vaccinated. And one guy told me, under 5%, probably only the privateers that need to do it for their jobs during the week. <laughs> and another guy. That might. Uh, yeah. 
be dead on accurate. And another guy told me he doesn't have it. He has no problem with it, but he also thinks it's probably under 5%. Uh, uh, and so, I, yeah. so Rod Bell has it because he's got to go to he's work on Monday. Yeah, yeah, His HVAC's yeah. like, mm. right? Yeah, um, but you know, so speaking of that, so the EU came out. So Team USA, it's going to be Sexton, uh, Barsha, RJ Hampshire when it's announced. But when? Yeah, well, oh, we had a win or if, we had an if, if. if it's announced, uh, September first, there's supposed to be new regulations to for travel for Italy or announced. Apparently, Germany just announced some. Germany banned the US uh, from coming in unvaccinated. Americans from coming, coming in. into the country. Yes, because uh, just that's the U.S. cases are over over the top right now. The EU European Union came out today and said they recommend they have no actual power in the countries, but they're like the CDC, right? They have recommendations. So they yeah. The the EU recommended no Americans uh, are allowed. Unvaccinated Americans are allowed to come in, um, and we know from the Team USA people that basically none of the crew of Team USA are vaccinated. It will be. You know, if you ask for the vaccinated people, there might be five or six of them going. <laughs> so Rod Bell's representing the country. Rod, 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 Rod. He's going so, by himself. So, which is, by the way, super unfair. I don't know his status. I don't even know the guy. I'm, this is just the funny joke because of the right, HVAC right. thing. But I, I know job, right. he has a um, real job. But uh, anyway, so we're waiting till August, September 1st to see if there's new regulations going. Mm. September 1st is a huge day for Team USA. And, What's and, the date of the race? Uh, the 28th or something, September, 26th of September. Like the last weekend. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we'll see. Team USA may not end up going. Um, you know, the, again, the EU. They came out today and said no unvaccinated Americans, but honestly, they don't have the power over Italy and the individual countries. Yeah. But we'll touch on this with JT along with the generational stuff. Oh, uh, but okay. yeah, it's not looking great for Team USA. Nah, and, and so. I, I don't know all the way. I've heard you talk about it, so my my sources would be you on this. But okay. isn't the the European riders like the top ones? Not all. I mean, this is yeah, looking like yeah, uh, Sewers out and uh, Geysers out, Febra's out. Uh, uh, Hurlings is in. Hurlings will be there. Um, Caroli, I think, is not decided yet, or we haven't heard. But yeah, most He's in of, Italy, though. So I mean, most of the top guys are are out. Yeah. So it's I, you know, I, I feel bad saying this. I feel bad, but it, that takes a lot of it out for me. Even though I know we're not sending our, we never send our A team. It's, it's always our B time. or C yeah. or whatever. Yep. I still like the race to see. I, me personally, I like to see their best guys in this format too. So if they're, if we're losing a bunch of them, it takes away my uh, interest. I'll be straight up. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, yeah. if well, yeah, they're I, not there, I, I uh, I have a ticket to go, but I'm sort of on the fence about going. Um, so we'll it see. It depends on what ends up. Who's yeah. Right, I think it's just, yeah. I mean, it's I, a long I, way to go for a, for everybody's right. BC. Right. I, I hate saying that, but you um, know what, I mean. what about, let's get back to Iron Man. J Mart's charge. That would have been that. W- I, I was texting with him yesterday and I said that would have been an amazing moto because you know Jet ain't going to let him just, just get well, by. Well, right? he didn't. No. He, J-Mart made the run, and he was coming fast. That's like, what I mean. He was J-Mart was fast, catching him. But he but, got but, to but, him. But Jet, Jet would, would wick it up. Well, he did. Yeah. Well, he got to him, and Jet got really defensive. Like, And I was even thinking that moment, is Jet aware that Justin is on? Cause Jet, Jet did look back at one point, yeah. I think, to see, yeah. oh, it's six. Yeah. It's not Justin. But I'm thinking to myself, Justin's going backwards. Does Jet? realize that maybe in this moment he doesn't have to go like fist on fist against Jamar or is he whatever and he wicked it up he fought him off he got defensive blocked him a couple times and then Jamar does the crash but i think a gnarly battle was just yeah, starting I, I think we we lost on, on you know yeah, yeah. it would have been something and not special. only because jet was i think going to fight him off but jet was riding that track phenomenal too and when you're feeling it on a certain day which obviously in practice he was Dude, yeah. you ain't wanting to let it up 
on Jet, a day when you're feeling it. So. Jet told me, and I, I didn't confirm this. I didn't even look. I probably should have. But Jet told me that his first three fastest laps in the first session were would have been one, two, and three. He had the three fastest it. laps out of anybody. <laughs> he was, I mean, he was yeah. going for it. Yeah. And it looked right. so right. good. Obviously, great day I, for him. Shimoda, good day. But, yeah, Jamer, I was bummed about that. Not only from an individual moto thing, but, dude, he's one of, I mean, I'm dramatic, right? I'm a drama queen. I want to see it get spicy. And J-Mart being in there and the whole, like, what's he get? ball. That too. Him being in there would make it just weirder for yep. Justin and Jet because yep. is he going to help Justin? I mean, he had no problem blowing by him, I think, in that first moto, right? Like, I'm out of here. So having Jeremy in there makes the whole storyline a little bit uh, yeah. twisty. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I-, I think at the final round, Jeremy would help Justin. I do. I don't. You don't? Mm-mm. Okay, well. I don't think. Anyway, he broke his uh, arm. So. I, I know. It doesn't matter. But I don't I don't think he would because not only I don't think he would help anybody, yep. but let alone him, of all people. Right. So I think he, Jeremy's attitude would be, uh, how am I supposed to help him when I'm trying to thrash both of you? Like, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. think that's who he right, is. Right. So we lost a very unique piece of the fun, and now maybe now it's just one-on-one, yeah, on one, so it, maybe this it, is better. Let it, him go one-on-one. On one it really is. It, it, we, we just talked about Cooper's sickness and Cooper losing these points and Jet being good at Paula. On top of that, the one guy that could help the whole thing mm-hmm. is gone. Uh, help Justin Cooper is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we've seen the cream rise to the top. Uh, who's the next guy, fastest guy? Maybe Hunter Lawrence when healthy. Yeah, he's going to help Jet. Uh, RJ Hampshire cannot keep it on two wheels uh, for two motos. Um, you know, Mosman, I don't really put in that category. You know, he's good. but And Forkner's coming along, but I don't put him in that category. Right. So, like, we are really – if you're Justin Cooper and you got to get some points, it's tough. It's, and it's Jeremy that would be the one that could probably – just straight up get in between you two, you know? Yeah, yeah, oh, you, could go, you could go one and Jet could get a third yeah. because Jeremy legit is right in the middle, and uh, I don't know if the rest Mark says, actually, not top three for, for Jet, but top four marks. The four fastest laps. Yes, that's correct. Oh, he did? <laughs> so that's like an actual fact of four yep. fastest laps for his? <laughs> yeah. It's okay, Jet. For, yeah, all right. Almost all right. generational. Hey, I mean, it's just, I, I trust right. me, I have ammunition for JT. Okay. So can't just, we, we'll Yeah, well, we that's right. Uh, Justin Brayton coming up here shortly uh, on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, and Decal Works. Uh, I'm going riding tomorrow, by the way. I'm riding blue really? tomorrow, yeah. Looking What's forward the weather to that. looking like here? It's gonna, I'm going to Glen Helen. Oh, yeah, really? It's going to be a hot one. But Leaving early? Yeah. Early drive? Balls. Early. Balls. Uh, hey, Daniel Blair tonight brought to you by the folks at Vertex Pistons. We had Talon Volan on the show last week, a NorCal guy, mm-hmm. and he said he'd actually been to the factory in northern Italy of Vertex Pistons. Really? Yes. Wow. Of course, right? Talon, dude. I love Talon. He's, He's a good dude. Yeah. Well, he was like a, a mentor for me. When I first turned pro, He, I had a little super cross track in my backyard, more like an arena cross track, and he would win in... in Did you have LBZ then? This is before that. Okay. Um, he would... Uh, He'd come and ride. He lived close, and him and his brother Tyson or his dad, they'd come and ride. So he was always like Talon to me. You know, yeah, him yeah. and Lammy were like right. the NorCal guys. So um, I just I'm pumped that Max is in there now. It's like full circle. Yeah. I, I love Max because it's Talon's kid, and yep. it's just fun to see Max's success and knowing that Talon's been working on this for a long time, and this has been well, a long process. Now he's at Baker's Factory doing that program a little bit. Yeah, so. I'm yeah. curious of that. Is he is Max like gone on his own, or no, is Talon no, with no, him? Talon's there. Okay, good. Can I get back to my Vertex Pistons? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay. my bad. Uh, every two-stroke KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas, Daniel, comes with a Vertex engine and, uh, piston in the engine from the factory. 
I've heard that before. Two-stroke, four-stroke pistons and replica high-compression GP, GP stock configurations. Sales at PivotalWorks.com to save at Vertex Pistons. If you, if you need a new piston and a whole piston kit, uh, simply email sales at PivotalWorks.com, and they will give you a deal. Tell me, listen to Pulp. OEM supplier to KTM Husqvarna. Beta, Gas Gas, TM. Uh, again, two-stroke and four-stroke pistons. Sales at PivotWorks.com. For the folks at Vertex to help you out, they're bringing you Daniel Blair tonight. Justin Brayton coming right up. And you know I'm really stoked about the Brayton thing because I'm going to scoop Wygan on that because there's mm-hmm. been no Racer X coverage of JB since he went back to Moto Concepts. How did so, that happen? I don't know, but I'm really loving it. We, um, we, yeah, we just he was a little preoccupied this weekend. He was... Yeah, he, he was busy. Yep. Uh, 702-586-7857. You want to call? We got some lines open still. Uh, com, the number one source for power sports companies looking for employees and candidates looking for employment opportunities. It's the first and only job board built, built specifically for the motorcycle industry. Job of the week this week. Get, get this, Blair. It's at KTM. It's a factory race technician. Marietta, California, full-time. Oh, and it's full-time. Factory race technician? Yeah. It's on MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Wow. Uh, under general supervision, the factory racing tech provides a high level of technical service and equipment and maintenance to support the factory racing team riders. Carlos retire or something? I, I don't know, but uh, they say a high school diploma is required. And, uh, again, it's a full-time job, and I can vouch that this is a full-time job. Uh, <laughs> more than, more they're, than They're looking for job. a factory mechanic, man, <laughs> factory racing mechanic at KTM. So wow. I don't know whether this is for the Supercross or Motocross, off-road. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, definitely take a look at it. Uh, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Also, another job we got is Eagle Grit looking for a president of <laughs> of Eagle Hunting. Eagle. Hey, so we, you have a, you have an opening in that division. Yeah, the uh, it, we call it our capture. Division. Oh, okay, the capture. Yeah, yeah. And um, the other guy wasn't working out, so uh, yep. we need a new one. Anyone okay. out there's got the skills? Hit me up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, fantastic. Um, I wonder if that's ever gonna bite me. All that, you know, like. Am I going to get a call from PETA one of these days? What like, about Feld? Does Feld, does Feld care? That I, that I kill eagles? Yeah. Yeah, do they care? <laughs> I don't know. I think That's they're fine. Right. Uh, um, all right. Well, I, I, yeah. I mean, some of the the social media stuff about it is really funny. No, I have, Amazon, I have Amazon reviews that just say beaks and talents. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's, tra- oh, it's, yeah. Traveled, it's yeah. traveled to the, to the, uh, to the five-star reviews. Uh, That's all I, uh, I'm really proud of that one. I think I made that up on the spot, like just kind of like the, that the Eagle Grid is made out of, you know, yeah. beaks and talons. And we ran on it. You caught me on the right night. Yeah. I, I let it slide, and yeah. now I'm screwed by it. So uh, Daniel Blair bringing, brought to you by VertexPistons.com. we got a call on one. Let's get right to it. This is very, very important. Uh, Seth, what's up, man? Ah, hey, guys. How's it going? Good. What's going so, on? Um, I meant to make this call a couple of weeks ago, but... Every week, every time Darkside's on the show, I hear you talk about cutting off his pony, so I just wanted to give him the opportunity to do that. I'm a licensed professional barber in Vegas. Okay. And I am more than willing to come into the studio while he's in town and okay. cut it off on air. Oh, okay. Um, interesting. Yeah, this is this is very interesting. Now, he trimmed a little bit of her off a while ago, um, and then he broke up with his chick, but now he's back with his chick, and she oh. likes the pony. Uh. So I don't know, See, but Seth. He was saying last time that he didn't know if she cared. Can you thin the pony out? Yeah, like a thinner. Oh, dude, if it's long enough, I'll donate it to Lost Love myself. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right, Seth. I'm gonna put you on hold. We're gonna get your your phone number or or, or email, and then uh, okay. when Darkside comes in, if Kiefer ever gets him a date, uh, uh, he can come in and we can discuss the pony cutting. Ooh, all right, man. let's do it. Because honestly, Blair, like, dude, he's gotta cut it, man. Why? 
Why? Po Explain to me why he needs to. Do you to. think ponies look good on dudes? Dark side looks cool to me, man. It fits. I don't know. Ponies, I know it. ponies. So ponies look good on dudes to you. I think everybody what they run and I get used to is what I'm used to, and I would not like him without a pony. And knowing the music he likes, knowing how sounds gay, it is. Listen, but I like. I, I'm it not on. against long hair. I'm just against ponies. Mark, I don't know. Pony or no pony, right? I'm. I'm I would have to be uh, probably team no pony. T talent. I, I will T talent. It looks, would it, you it ever grow similar. a pony? I'm definitely team no pony, but dark side. Pulls it off in a weird way. No, he does not pull like it off. Like I'm it's getting dark there, side, dude. dude. I, gotta, I can put a little bit. All right, Seth, together. we're gonna put you on hold. We'll get your info. All right, we'll try to make this happen. I'm all about all right, you. Right. I'm all about you no doing problem. you, Scotty P. No, Whatever listen, makes you listen. happy, you do. Okay, can I just? I don't want to get too much into this. Brayton's coming up. Dark side's life slash luck. It's really down on the dumps, right? Like you oh, know. Oh, I know you're going. Like with this. He, the chick issues, and he had to buy a house, and he had to sell a CR250 or CR450 to buy a house, right? So he needed money. He had to let go of one of his babies. Uh, he he screwed up with Eli Tomac on the interview a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Things have been going rough for our guy Darkside, and we love him. So you think the pony's got to go because that, that's the problem? You're again. You follow NFL. You follow other sports closely. What do they do? They get new shoes. They 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 do haircuts. They you got to change your luck up. A slump buster. Right? So cut the pony, change the luck. Sounds to me like ever since he started doing the review show, his luck's gone down. Maybe that's what he needs to cut. I mean, we, we, hey, if that would help, he can cut the review show. <laughs> I mean, no, if he feels like that is dragging him down, then he can do that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I don't mind. I, I, I like when people do what makes them happy, and the pony makes him happy, so I support him. Really? Really? I support your haircut. If you were like, dude, I gotta shave it, I gotta go big. I'd say, no, you do, you do you. I think you know what? You're fucking them over with that attitude. No, it's not. Good friends help good friends out. This is the same thing with the danger okay. zone with Weege. You guys get mad at me because I support him on danger zone. I, I, I can't have an opinion, and just because it's different, then I, there's a problem. And I'm no, what? but bros help bros. He likes it, and I like that he likes it, and I like danger zone. So if you're going, so. I'm dropping Danger Zone. So next Hangover, year. the movie Hang Danger Zone. The movie Hangover. I'm gonna say Danger hey, Zone. The movie Hangover. A lot next year. The movie Hangover. Yeah, they're all going out. Alan shows up with a fanny pack, right? Yeah. And Bradley Cooper's like not having it, right? I'd probably have to do you stand on the fanny. Well, that's I what think I'm saying. I they helped him out. They helped him out in Hangover. I don't know, man. That's a lot of work put into that growth. Dark side. Don't do it. Dark side. Don't do it. Yeah, I didn't know if the intro was coming first, but... Oh, shit, that's David Bradshaw's bike I just fucked up. It's the best every time. It, that's the best good. intro ever. Dark side, just, like, lose the... Do you, th do you think the pony would, you know, help change your luck a little bit? No, I think it would It would probably just... My life would go to all, all the shit if It'd I could It would be the it. final nail in the coffin Listen, for him, man. Dark side, yeah, true, man. true or false, you had to sell a bike to buy a house. Uh, yeah. Thank you. True yeah. or false? I don't think the pony has anything to do with that. <laughs> True or false? Your your chicken and you are on the rocks. We're on the rocks. No, we're good, man. Yeah, we, but you were we on the rocks. Re... Yeah, okay. we were. All right. Sure. True or false? You you screwed up the time with Eli Tomac and it was devastating to you. It, it was it was it okay. did go well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. True or false? Like you're not happy with your job and that that you're on call and your job isn't great. Wow. Okay. This is true or false? Wow. True or false? Uh, sure, yeah, my, my job's not the best. Right, right. Dark side. What if you cut the pony and your your life just took off, dark side? Wow. 
That's there could be other variables stretch, like Steve. stop drinking Coke. Maybe that's the problem. It could be other things. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, but the can pony. we start with the pony? I think you have a problem with the pony. As his friend, I'm, I've told him this: the pony is not a good look. What would he look like without it? That's what Hold I'm on. saying. I need to visualize. He it. Said, not with a hat on. Not with a hat on because that whatever. He, he said he's had the pony forever. So like, right, Dark yeah. Side? Right. It's been. So. Uh, yeah, pretty much since high school. So look at the the length and the girth on that thing. So, so if will you let Seth cut it off? No, I will not. How does some random caller get to call in and just offer and magically that's going to be like yeah. what gets him to do it? Like throw out like five hey. grand maybe? You can't just I made, hey I'll do it I for you. One off. I made one offer to Steve beginning of the year. We could cut it. How much money? He, oh, he, 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 he said no, he cut. He said he, to privateer. he said he would cut a twelve it. inches no. off, some six inches. Some, yeah, when you've got 30, when you've got thirty six. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. You, and Kiefer was with me. You cut the whole pony off. No, yeah, no, I don't think so. It's it's taking forever to grow, but it's not even that much of a pony right now. It's Dude, not like you're. It's, I'm trying to help you. Like it doesn't like it. I'm just trying, man. Like <laughs> just ponies don't look good anymore. They did maybe in the seventies. I don't know. Yeah, okay, I'm a child okay. Of the 80s, I, 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 uh, uh, six months a year ago, you know what Chucks are, right? Chuck, mm-hmm. Converse Chucks? Yeah. I bought some red ones. Okay? <laughs> and I thought, thought they were bitching. Sounds gay. Uh, okay? So they come in. Pookie looks at them and is like, what did you? I said, don't you think these look cool? And dude, she's like, you're never wearing those. Oh my god! You're returning those. Where did you get the idea to if do that? If you want chucks, you got to get black. So I got black ones. Okay. Where's but the red ones at? Do you have I returned them? them. I returned them. Oh, you returned so them. Okay. There's an example of my friend, my wife, helping me out. You didn't have them from the time you were in high school, man. What if those were your shoes from high school? And it she's like, throw matter. them out. Can you? This is this, this uh, is life. Chucks are bitching too. Justin Burton, yeah, I red ones. Kill JB, you. JB, welcome to the show. What's up, Steve? Do you think ponytails look good on dudes? Dang, you're hitting <laughs> me hard with the, with the good just, questions. Just, just well. be hey, honest. Welcome Come to the on, show. Dark, dark side's <laughs> fine. On, I, I, I came uh, all the way up your Well, I did Come hear on. a little bit earlier of dark side sounds like you might be having some issues with the chick, yep. but now they're back together or something. Yep, yep. So I actually side... Well, I'm not going to side with you, Steve. I'm going to go right in the middle. If he's not back with this chick, I would say start from scratch, cut the pony. Let's go with a little comb over, clean cut. Yep. Ah, okay. Let's start over. But now that he's back with the chick that likes it, right? Like, doesn't she doesn't she dig it? Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. Oh, then the, the debate's over. It, you got to keep it. Yeah, I mean, it's Pookie no made you take your it. shoes back, and you just withered, dude. Do you think that red quick. red chucks look good, Brayden? <laughs> <laughs> red chucks? Yeah. Um, yeah, Nichols. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, oh, thanks. Yeah. Guy. Some guys can pull it off. Right. Thank you. I think I could have pulled uh, it off. Some guys can pull off the pony. Uh, no, <laughs> the only guys that could pull off the pony are like guys in rock bands, and Darkside is not in a rock. But band. isn't Darkside like a, a metal guy? He like, is. A, yeah. He, yeah. But he's not yeah, in so the he's, met, he's not in the band, bro. He's just going to the shows. Like, I mean, that we know of, right? Darkside, are you? Are <laughs> that you we know of. <laughs> Secret Life. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, I am not in a band. No, no I'm not. All right, Dark Side. Dan- Daniel, Daniel needs to grow his red hair back out. I am, dude. I haven't um, cut it since Supercross. All right, Dark Side, I got to go because the Daytona Supercross yeah, right. on the line. But, 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 so yeah. you're going to cut your pony when Seth comes, when you come in. <laughs> Seth's going to cut your pony? <laughs> no, I don't think so. But I, did, for the I didn't get the vibe right. that that was going to. 
sway him in any way. Well, JB, welcome to the show. Thanks for thanks for weighing in on that. Yeah, it's been a long long night, Steve. I've been doing a lot of media with weeds the past couple hours. Oh, so right. I might have to cut this one. Stop it. A little bit, I love right? it. I love it. Just nothing from weeds, <laughs> nothing at all. Pulp MX gets to jump on Justin wow. Brayton, super fan. Jason Wagner. I know. I love it. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. So, okay, a couple things here. Uh, you wrote for Muck Off last year. You made a podium. You also got hurt, didn't finish the year. I had heard that you were going to, you know, quit and retire and be done with the sport. And then I was thinking if you didn't retire, you would go back to Muck Off. And I don't know the status of their team. So the MCR thing, when I heard about that, that took me by surprise a little bit. Uh, obviously, you had good luck with those guys when you wrote for them. You did really well. And, and they run a good program. But so take us through, like, how close were you to retiring and how close uh, to signing back up with Muck Off and what they're doing? And then why did you decide to go MCR? Yeah, so so first thing, uh, I got hurt at the second Dallas. Mm-hmm. And leading up to Dallas, so I had, had a big crash uh, riding with Kenny at the Sandbox before Orlando 2. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I had a couple mechanicals leading up to Dallas even and and things just weren't going that good and then obviously had a had a big mechanical and went over the bars and I thought that was it honestly when I was laying okay. on the ground I'm like <laughs> I think just all of it like from the prior month was just really really tough and my daughter was there in Dallas my wife was there and for my daughter to see me like that I had a broken wrist and, and two broken hands and it was just like yeah, there was a lot of emotions there, and, and obviously, you know, father time is, is catching up. Like, I'm not getting any younger. Right. And, yeah, it definitely took some, some wind out of my sails, and, and I was thinking I would most likely be done. And But then, you know, how racers are, we, we start to get healed up, and, and we spend some time every summer at our Iowa place, and we're just back there with family. And, yeah, I started to kind of get motivated again, and I was riding bicycles a lot, and, and yeah, that racer in me is just like I okay. started the year so good this year. Yep. I started, you know, six, three, ten. I was, you know, top five in points after the first three rounds and yep. um yeah, podium which nobody expected, you know, especially on a on a new startup team and the new Honda four fifty, like I adapted to it right away. I only had a few weeks on it before Houston and just it was so good that I'm like I still feel like I have some fight in me especially on that motorcycle, if I can get the right structure around me to where I'm just the racer. Yep. And going back to the Muckoff team, you know, I'd essentially been with that team and Uribe for really four years in Australia. Uh-huh. We get, got along awesome, won four titles down there. And, and I like Uribe a lot. He's like a brother to me. And um, it just it just got to be too much for me because he's in Australia most of the time. Yeah. So I was like kind of team manager, rider, um, I mean, not really team manager, but I was calling a lot of the sponsors, yeah. right? like even yeah. down to plastic and getting handlebars and, you know, like just all this stuff and dealing with Honda and, and coordinate my suspension. And I was kind of creating my own little program within a team. And and that was stressful, man. Like sure. there were so many long nights when, when I'm on the phone to Uribe because the time change. And I just said, and, and me and my wife obviously sat down and talked about this because she has to be on board with it first and foremost. And mm-hmm her thing was like i just want you to be the racer and if you can only focus on racing then yeah let's do it and i still talk to to genova all the time yep yeah i knew you guys were tight right yep for sure yeah i i 
I loved hanging out with Mike and and we had good chemistry there. I mean, I had another year on my deal when I went to factory Honda, he let me out of the deal to, you know, and obviously I wanted to go to the factory team and, and then a lot of speculation was off. If I just continue racing, I'll go back to MCR. Well, then the mock-off came thing, thing came up. And so, yeah, so I was talking to Mike and, and we just threw it out there. And, and next thing you know, yeah, I mean, to make a real long story short, here we are back with the yeah. team and had a lot of good vibes there. And, and I still talk to you, Reeve, though. I mean, was there's he, no hard feelings Yeah, was he all. bombed? Was he bombed or like, oh, how was that? Sure. Yeah. For sure, and I was bummed too because I'm like, man, he's like a brother to me. Yep, we've had so much success together, and but the hard part is for him, and it's honestly not his fault. He's just handcuffed because for one, he's in Australia. Yep. For two, he doesn't have a ton of contacts in America, and three, COVID. Like, yep. try starting a team in like during COVID, you know. So he picked the worst time. I know he can do it. It's just if this is truly going to be my last year, with it, which I think it is, I want to just race, man. I just want to wake up every day, train. Mm-hmm focus on my riding and that's it i don't want to have to deal with all the other stuff or wait right like i don't want i want to have to wait till november to see if we have the funding and yep. then if we don't and, yeah, yeah you know what i mean where mcr is like it's turnkey i i know exactly what i'm getting Genova doesn't really need any funding of course he would like it but he can fund it himself if he has to right no it make, all makes sense for sure like yeah i can see where you're coming from and, and your reeves cool so that you know, he I'm glad he that didn't ruin a friendship there or really cause cause any hard feelings, you know, because you were the program, yeah, right? Yeah. You were the star of that thing. So you know, but and like I tell you, Reeve, you know, to be a startup team, real. I guess you know he had a West Coast team the year before, but we came out in his second race in the 450 class and got a podium. Yeah, I mean, how many teams actually could say they've done that in, <laughs> in really their first year? You know, a lot of teams take ten plus years to get a, a yeah. Supercross podium. I hope to go back to Australia for him. I mean, I would probably go this year if it wasn't for COVID and all mm-hmm. the restrictions and everything. So who knows? Maybe we could, you know, race in Australia together again or whatnot. But, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, he's like a brother, and, and I'll help him out as much as I can. It's just I truly wanted to just be the racer for, right. for this last season. Breaking news, 2028 press release, Justin Brayton. Back with Yuriv and Muckoff Honda. <laughs> well, hey, so I, I, put, I put this in the new Racer X. I don't know if they're going to run it or not, but we've seen guys ride for two factory teams, okay? We've never seen guys twice. We've never seen guys ride for three factory teams, which is basically twice. three times. No, JB went to factory Honda twice, JGR twice, and now Genova on a you know on a factory ish bike. Yeah, JB, like, you're it's you're phenomenal. Pretty, you're a pretty nice guy, huh? You you don't burn bridges. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely try not to. And what's funny about that is, so I was JGR 2010 and 11, and then I left there to go to factory Honda, mm-hmm. which they were you know they were signing James anyways, and and all that was kind of changing. And then uh, I come back to JGR, and then when I left MCR, it was to go to factory Honda again what, eight years later or yeah. something with the same team manager like Kehoe was still there. And um, and then, yeah, now MCR. And I mean, I would say basically every team I've been on, like I definitely try to leave really respectful because like Daniel, you know, I mean, you're arena cross royalty. So, but before <laughs> yeah. that, you kind of get it. Like I didn't grow up with a lot. Right. I mean, I was stoked to get 50% off of gear. And so now when I'm on these teams and I'm getting paid to run gear and, and I, I understand like the budgets of it. And since I am a little bit older, like I understand all that. So I'm really appreciative. Like a guy like Genova is spending more than a million dollars out of his own pocket to go racing and Corey Gibbs and, um, 
you know, like I had a lot of respect for, for what Coy did. And even at the factory level, like the pressure that Eric Kehoe's under at the factory level, like, yeah, I don't take that lightly. And, and all the guys from engine builders to suspension, There's... all the mechanics, everyone at the shop, like I, I really respect everybody that's in you, it. You've left one team on a bad note that in your whole time I, that I can think of. Yeah, BTO. Like, yeah, yeah, BTO team and you did not yeah, gel. I think we both. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah. you know, and the track record is not very good there either. I think a, a lot of people have left there, yep. you know, pretty bummed yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, um, hold on. Yeah. Justin, breaking, Bra- breaking oh, news. Yeah. Press release 2026, Justin Brayton signs with MDK KTM. <laughs> yeah, nice. bring it all full Not circle. Yeah. <laughs> Brings yeah. them back. Uh, Justin Brayton on the show brought to you by OGO. Uh, OGO Power Sports. Again, we gave away a 9800 uh, from the folks at OGO. And JB, you've used OGO forever. Uh, you had oh, one of the forever, real yeah. funny Instagram uh, social comments, I think, last year when maybe you were going to Houston or something, you had uh, three 9,800s all towed together with your daughter or something. I yeah, my son was pulling son, them. So yeah, my my three-year-old son was pulling <laughs> And what's funny is a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, he's so strong. But it honestly, like, you could just tap it and it would roll itself. Yeah. And then so we had three or four of them hooked together then. But actually one time in Australia, it was myself, uh, my family, Duff and Gavin Faith were all traveling together, and we had something like 14 OGO 9800s <laughs> all hooked together by just a little clip. Yeah, out. the clips, and you could yeah. just pull them around, and, yeah, they would stand up on their own. But, That's great. I mean, they're so so durable, right? I think I have some 9800s from, like, 02 or something. Yeah, <laughs> I, we got to go to the OGO factory when I was with Nick Way in 02, and, yeah, they just said, go pick whatever you want. We're like, what? Really? Triple X? We're janky privateers, and we just filled our shopping carts up. I'm sure I still got some of the same stuff. But uh, anyways, yeah. OGO Power Sports, if you want to deal from those guys, uh, use the contact form at pulpmx.com, and we'll get the get it to OGO guys. And uh, we're going to give one ninety eight hundred away a month, everybody. So stay tuned for the next giveaway. Uh, 702-586-7857. You got a question for Justin Brayton. So, JB, I'm guessing uh, they're going to kick down. You and the factory Honda guys, as you mentioned, are tight. You're going to get some cool stuff for your bike. It's going to be going to be pretty good. Yeah, for sure. That was one of my things, too, is, I, I really wanted to stay on Hondas, obviously, have a really good relationship with them. Me and Ken are, you know, obviously pretty good buddies and ride together a lot and, and chat quite often. And mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, I mean, as far as factor equipment, you know, the, the usual stuff, the suspension, and I've been, I've voiced how, how much I like the front brake, you know, even yep. years past, like I really like that, that front brake. And so, yeah, little odds and ends, I think chassis-wise, right. they'll, they'll be able to help me a bunch. And, um uh, yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. No different than, than years past. Just work closely with, with those guys and, and the MCR team, and it'll be good. Yeah, that'll, that'll be good for sure. I know uh, it's funny that, you know, because I said, I, I heard you. It's funny because Osborne's done, and, you know, I didn't think Zach was going to retire. I thought JB was going to retire. The Fly guys got me mixed up. They did the opposite. They swerved. They swerved <laughs> us all. But, JB, you know you should never make a decision when, <laughs> the night you crash and you have broken hands and shit, like ribs and everything. Like, you know, you got to yeah. let – no decisions are made then. That's for sure. For sure. And, you know, we kind of joked about the Marty thing a little bit when – like right when it happened and then he posted that at, yeah. at Salt Lake. You yeah. Know? yeah. It was like, oh, man, I was feeling that same way. I really was. If, yep. if I jumped on social media <laughs> the night of Dallas, I would have been done. He yep. would have had his phone um, with him. Yeah. yeah. It was over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it took me longer. Like, I really wanted to take some time with it. And because I know, as you guys do too, I know what it takes to be at the highest level and to race at the front and, um, you know, to have gear companies and teams and all the effort it takes to get me to the races, let alone, you know, three kids and a wife at home. 
like that's a lot of sacrifice. So mm-hmm. if I'm just going to go roll around in tenth place and just collect a paycheck, like I don't want to be there. My wife doesn't want me to do it. Like her thing always is, if you're going to go all in, I support you as long as you want to race. Yep. But if you're just going to dabble in it and you're just going to collect a paycheck and accept mediocrity, mediocrity, then well, we're not racing. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I I know for another year I can go all in and and um. It's yeah, kind of when you get are. hurt too. When you're not all exactly. in, it's when you get hurt. Or, when you're kind of you know, playing around out yep, there, you're you're yep. you're too damn fast, and it's too gnarly to yep. play around. That's when things yep. happen. If right. you're all, I mean, things can happen anytime. But if you're all in, you're prepared for variables yep. way more than if you're yeah. just kind of. And you're just around. going off instincts, right? Like you're always better when you're just going off your instincts rather than oh, thinking oh, about over it there. Yeah. No, should I jump this or right. get the like this? So, um, yeah, you're I'm gonna... excited about it. It'll, it'll be fun. I'm I'm stoked. I actually fly to California this Wednesday. Oh, nice! Start riding Supercross uh, this Thursday and Friday. So, uh, we're gonna try to get trying to get you and Seely to come up here. Uh, we'll see how that works out. But uh, I'd love to get that later on in the off season. So we'll see about. Yeah, that. that'd be fun. We've got some stories. Yeah, we'll, that'd be we'll go that'd, way back. That'd be great. Yeah, uh, Justin Brayton on the show brought to you by OGO. Give us a call if you got a question for him. Um, JB, I love talking to you about a lot of stuff in the sport uh, on and off the track. Uh, what do you make of this GL thing? And I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to just what do you make of his sudden decision? Um, you know, they wanted to hold him out because he wasn't vaccinated and then he decided to quit. Talk about Marty with the uh, with the phone and the, and the decision quickly. GL did the same thing. Uh, he did a great job. He was fantastic. And then Fro jumped in there. What's your take on all of that? Yeah, I guess first and foremost, GL was awesome. Like he was great at what he did um, from announcing as a racer. Just you know, so much respect for him. Um, my gut feeling was like just as fast as it had happened. Like I had sensed he maybe wanted to be done anyways, and I don't, yeah. I don't have any inside information. I don't know, but um, yeah. And then not to get too political. It's cool that he, you know, he stands up for what he believes in. You got to respect that, whether whatever side you're on. Um, so I definitely respect that, and yeah, I mean, I, he's definitely going to be missed. I, I like, I learned a lot from him just watching the broadcast, yeah. and um, but yeah, that, that sure spun out of control <laughs> and did. crazy, right? It, like did. it, did. it was it was wild how how quick it happened, and. Um, so yeah, interesting for sure. But yeah, I don't want to go down too far down the rabbit hole. And can we get crazy political? And, can we release who's your mechanic, or is that not is that not public? Yeah, let's do it. All let's right, so it. wrenching for JB. Yeah. Uh, look, we'd like it to be Tony Berluti, but I think uh, Berluti's hey. Berluti's days of the off the road are. Yeah, uh, we tried. We tried. We tried again, hey, right? Hey, what's more we likely? Tried again. We tried again. What's more likely, Berluti coming back or cutting the pony? You're fucking kidding me. I don't know. That's a great question. Cutting the pony, dude. Yeah. The yeah. Pony. Really? Tony's that hardcore? He is oh, done. We threw everything at him. We threw everything at him. We threw oh, he, he obviously loves Delta, and I'm like, we'll fly you first class. We'll do hotels and this and yeah. that. And flying on Saturday if you want. And no bite. Huh? Originally, that was, yeah, that was the deal with Genova. Like, I said, hey, let's. Let's try and get Berluti too. Let's get mm-hmm. the band back together. And yeah, and uh, so he's like, "All right, I'll try." And and at first, it, honestly, I thought there was a little bit of hope. Uh, Genova called me after he had talked to him, and he was like, "Yeah, he, you know, he kind of sounds interested." And then, like a couple days later, it was a hard no. And <laughs> hard I, no. Yeah. So yeah. Berluti's not coming back, but you have a you have a great guy spinning the wrenches, Sean Ulukowski. Uh, really? Work. Yeah, Ulo uh, has been living in North Carolina for a long time. Um, used to wrench for Travis Preston at yeah. Factory Honda yeah. and at Factory Connection and everything. So yeah, Ulo back picking back picking the wrenches back up. 
Supercross champ. Yeah. Supercross champ. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm stoked. Me and Eula have been friends for a long time. And what's crazy about that is when I filled in at Factory Connection Honda in 2004, Sean was like the first guy I met at the shop. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. I had this, like, uh, Daniel remember this, but I used to rock this fro. And oh, it was a big perm, dude. Thing. Big, big perm. perm. I know about yeah, big perm. Exactly. So I walk in, and then Sean just starts, starts calling me Brizzle. And <laughs> so now, like, all the old school guys, like Mick and Schneike and all those old school guys at Factory Connection, they still call me Brizzle. And Yulo's <laughs> the one who, who made that up. And Sean was super nice to me when I was on the team. And Yeah. And then fast forward to JGR days, he was the engine builder for the four years that I was on the oh, team. Oh, yeah, there. I forgot and about that. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. And he's the one who really got me into mountain biking, and, and we raced mountain bikes together for years. And that's So right. it's cool. Like, he, he was kind of ready for a change. And and what's funny about that is, too, when, when Tony Alessi and I started talking and talking about mechanics and stuff when Berluti wasn't an option, he mentioned Sean. And I'm like, he he kept saying this guy Shane Shane he he lives in North Carolina I'm like <laughs> I can't think of a guy named Shane he's like yeah he You're like, and then he, when he said he worked for Preston I was like oh Sean you Lukowski yeah he's like he's one of my good buddies I talk to him all the time and yeah and I just said nah Sean won't do that he's got a family right and, right and then yeah next thing you know we we kind of started talking about it and our mutual friend Ryan Kelly who you know uh, yep you met him a few times Steve Ryan called me and he's like. Dude, I think Yulo really wants to work for you. And I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> that's rad. So, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, he's that's he's, he's back. back. So Yulo's back. It's all chemistry with that, right? You're a mechanic. you got to be on the same page. When you have someone that you have a history with, that there's yep. – especially your history with him is outside of just racing too. It's like life. I feel like that's like totally, the yeah. perfect yeah. match, you know? Uh, and then you're going to yeah. have another teammate we hear, right? Um, from hey, we know. is Vince riding a 250? Please tell me. <laughs> that the gods of the sport have come together to make this why, happen. Why do you? Why, Daniel? What? I don't know. Why? Wh- why would wh- you say that? Why do you mean why? Why? Well, okay. The why would you best, want that? Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. want the, that or the, you don't want the that? Be- That's what I'm trying to figure I want it. Oh, I want wants it so it. Okay. bad. Okay, okay, so the best Supercross riders in the world don't know what to do with him. Put him with the kids. Do you realize what's going to happen? <laughs> the first three laps of these main events with Vince up front and these 18-year-olds that don't know yet <laughs> i mean i can tell you from my experiences right. it's brutal wow. and i just when i heard that was a possibility i've been praying every night okay. it's gotta happen it's <laughs> gotta happen vince if you're watching listening yep. force tony's hand race 250s please okay, yeah. for all of us if, if he did do you think he gets podiums would he get a podium dude nothing is out of question with him possibly man i mean you know he's gonna get good starts and how are they gonna pass him they don't know how. You guys don't know how. How would the kids know how? Right. Oh, okay. All this makes is, sense. Yep. This is so good. It and, needs to happen. And JB, it'll be one more 450 guy? Or two more? Yeah, or, I, yeah. I really don't know the full structure of the team. Um, you know, I, I do talk to Mike all the time, but I think it's still up in the air and uh, just was worried about getting my deal sorted and right. kind of getting a Supercross bike ready. But And, um, and can we confirm you're yeah. in fly? Do we know that for sure? Is that, oh, yeah. yeah okay. Sure. All right. Fly, that, yeah, 100%. Right. You know. To be totally honest, I, I don't think I would have done it. Nothing against any other gear companies, but yep. I'm I'm a fly guy. I love everything about fly and right. and uh, yeah. I thought so. Driver, I, I don't know why I would leave. Yeah, I figured so, but they do have a gear sponsor, so that's why I was sort of asking. But yeah, uh, makes sense. For no, sure. it's one of the first conversations with Novin. He understood <laughs> J- too. Like, JB's he's on the uh, he's on the Mookie program. Mookie ran his own gear too. Right, right. Mookie runs his own. I gear. did too last time I was there. Yeah, on MCR. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's no, that's a good point for sure. 
Uh, Justin yeah. Brayton on the line, 702-586-7857. We got him for a few more moments. And then Ryan Dungey stepping on. And then Phil Nicoletti, of course. Uh, he's our weekly correspondent, JB, uh, Phil Nicoletti. So. Nice. Yulo, uh, Yulo borrowed Phil's road bike to go. We climbed Mount Mitchell. It's like the highest point on the East Coast. Okay. And uh, so went over and got a Phil update, fresh out of surgery, limping around. And he was, he was in Pretty I'm good mood, actually. I'm surprised, Phil Phil. Would, I'm, I'm surprised Phil would borrow out a road bike. I, I don't know. I just feel, picture Phil would, wouldn't borrow anything out. He'd rent it or something. <laughs> God or just, bless. Or say it's broken when it's not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, JB, how is – so you're going to start Soupy next week? That'll be kind of the start this of week, stuff? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, this, yep. uh, this Thursday and Friday I'll ride Honda track, and then um, they'll ship a bike to North Carolina, and then I'll, I'll yeah. probably get going. I'd say October 1st-ish, right do, around there, get going full-time. Do we – are we going to Paris? Do we know? I mean, what? I hope, but yeah, there's so much going on, right? Like, I mean, oh, you think because of COVID? You think of COVID? I I don't know. I think it's just changing daily. Right, right. What's the date on that one? Uh, November twelfth or something? Uh, It's so far ahead. You don't know. Um, know. Yeah, it's so hard to tell, but I hope so. Yeah. If if there's a race, you're going to be there. For sure. Yeah. Like I didn't know if Eric had taken your money, you know, and give it to another guy, and you're screwed that way because you were hoping it for Aussie, you know. So that's why I was kind of, yeah. Well, at first, yeah. So the first time Eric called me about Paris, yeah, I was still in for Australia. Yeah. And and then I said, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. So so keep my name on the list. And he's like, <laughs> well, you know, you know, obviously Eric, he always right. hooks me up. And um, so I called him back a couple weeks later. I'm like, and yeah, he's kind of it's unknown a little, but obviously there's a few guys confirmed. But yep. I think. Um, there's a few un- unanswered questions. Yeah, so. yeah, we'll see. I look forward to going and having some club sandwiches with you in the hotel restaurant. So. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I was, mean, why wouldn't you? A club sandwich why, right there, get sleep in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, why would you go anywhere in the best city in the world for food? Why would you go anywhere, JB? Just stay in a hotel. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. How's 10 Cycles yeah. going? We know it's a uh, KTM yeah. uh, Husqvarna dealer there that you uh, are a part owner of and, and, and e-bikes as well. That must be crushing business, JB, like everybody. It is, yeah. You know, we uh, we started it a few years ago and, and uh, got a partner, my buddy Ryan, who, like I said earlier, you, you know him. And, and when we're sitting down, I, so I wanted to do this like a long time ago, and a lot of people still don't know that I own it, but – uh, my inspiration was from Eric Bernard. He owned half KTM, half Scott mm-hmm. Bicycles shop in in Florida. And I was in there like 10 years ago. I'm like, this would be so cool. These are my two passions. I, I love both of these. And when I'm done racing, it'd be sweet to have a shop, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, a few years ago, I started it, had some opportunities come up when I was actually on the BTO KTM team through KTM. They needed a couple dealerships actually in the Charlotte area. It was one of their biggest open points in North America. And, one thing led to another, and, and here we are. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, specialized e-bikes are crushing it, and um, intense tasers. Everybody yeah, use the code at intense cycles. So, yeah, Levo Life. Levo Life. <laughs> this is our this is our um, daily yeah, battle. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's going good. But what's funny is when we first sat down uh, with a, a couple of the guys I, I talked to for business, they're like, "Well, I think it could go really well unless there's a few things, or you know, yeah. a pandemic, and then this, <laughs> and then that, and then when." <laughs> When COVID hit, it's like I got a call from my buddy. He's like, uh, "Remember when we were sitting down in those business meetings? You said the a, a pandemic could possibly." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what a terrible time to start a dealership!" You know, yeah. we're I don't know a year or two in, but um, still, yeah, yeah. Who would have thought we it would like 
tripled it, triple the number. It's insane, <laughs> in the man. Way, in, the, it, in the good way. Yeah, yeah, it's such a such a gnarly thing. So, so many families have been hurt by this. So many businesses have been hurt by this. Restaurants and and then the power sports side of things is just thriving. OEMs can't make enough TTRs and the kind of bikes and bicycle companies. You can't get a derailleur for your mountain bike, you know, like so wild. Huh? Yeah. And it's yeah. just at one point you're like, wait, this is good. Wait, no, I'm mad. I'm bad. Like, yeah, it's, it's nuts. So, you know, and the e-bike thing, Steve, I'm sure intense is crushing it, but yeah. what a time to really make e-bikes big. Yep. Like right before COVID is when they were really first kind of starting to hit it pretty hard. Yep. And now through COVID, it's like, I've met so many people on the trail that are riding e-bikes that never would have yep. even touched the bike. So, yep. I think it's cool. All the e-bike haters, there's a there's a few of them left. They're all starting to convert over. But I, I think so. I hope uh, so. Yeah, I hope so too. I know. Uh, you know, last time I went uh, to uh, e-biking with JB, I pushed him too hard. He went down, Daniel, on the on the on the Levo. So <laughs> pushed yeah. him too hard. I, dude, him too I, hard. I, I did. I crashed. I crashed through a rock garden. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Couldn't handle yeah. the pressure. I wasn't even supposed to be mountain biking, which Steve doesn't know this, but oh, so I had I was fresh off my hand, right? I right. Had yeah. Two broken hands and a broken wrist. Yeah. So I was riding, and Daniel pictured this. I was riding without my thumbs, you know, like, uh, like the, old, the bar. I was just riding on top. Yeah, the old. And up, I'm going through a rock up. garden, and boom, my hand slips off, and I go over the bar straight to my hands into a rock garden. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. The taser was pushing him. Taser was pushing him. Couldn't handle yeah. it. Yeah, couldn't handle the heat. So, uh, uh, well, hey, JB, uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, congrats on the new ride. And, uh, yeah, Mike Genova, Tony Alessi, you're back with those guys, and and yeah, should be should be good, man, no doubt. You made a podium last year, and and yeah, why not do it again, right? Hey, what's the oldest guy to ever get a podium? Was it Chad at Detroit? A I think years so. Ago? Yeah, I think. Oh, that triple crown. I think so, he was. Yeah. So if I got a podium this year, I'll be the oldest, the oldest oh. winner, and oldest. Oh, he'll be he'll oh, be man. so bitter. Yeah. He will be so <laughs> bitter at that. Yeah, I think so. I think you will be. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's work on that. No, I think it. I think it'll be good, yeah. man. And you got a good bike. You know that. You know the team. You know the bike that's underneath you. All of that stuff. You know. So uh, that part's really good. So I, th- I, I think you'll yeah. do well. And uh, glad to get you on the show ahead of uh, any sort of Jason Wygant interview. So really happy. About I know. That. What a bummer. What yeah, a bummer. Well, I'm slipping. I'm he's, slipping on Weege's list. He, I think the GL thing just rattled him. He, he's he's rattled. So that's yeah. what it was. He's just super yep. rattled. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, thanks, JB. Appreciate the time, cool. man. Thanks, guys. All right. Later. Appreciate it. All right. That's Justin Brayton. Everybody brought to you by the folks at at uh, uh, OGL and Decal Works. Daniel, you know Decal De- yeah. Works. Uh, Ron and the boys there. Uh, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom graphics around. Decal Works, officially licensed with all the OEMs. The expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Quality, service, and knowledge. I took uh, Sean out from Decal Works. He lives here in Vegas. I took him out on an e-bike ride last week. How'd it go? Did he crash into a rock garden? He did not crash into a rock garden, but uh, yeah, maybe I'll get him in here to explain how it went. It was one of those stories that Needs to be told. And like mm. He did well. He did well. Okay. He didn't do great. Okay. <laughs> he did well. Okay. Uh, so thanks to Decal Works and Sean for all they do for us. They're a proud sponsor of the Red Bull KTM team, uh, as well as the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna off-road team. DecalMX.com. Uh, they'll custom make your graphics. they got quick turnarounds. Promo code PulpMX to get 20% off your order. So it's really easy to do. PulpMX to get uh, 20% off your order. DecalMX.com is pleased and proud to bring you our next guest of the night from Justin Brayton. Uh, a Supercross winner to this man who's won quite a bit of Supercrosses and Motocrosses. It's Ryan Dungey, everybody. What's up, Dunge? How are you, man? 
I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're good. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming in. So, Daniel, uh, are you worried about Dunge coming in to grabbing your job next year? <laughs> He's getting better. He's getting better. He's off. coming I in. I noticed this weekend, <laughs> Dunge, you're extending your uh, your points. The analysis is getting deeper. Yeah. Watch Damn out, it. Blair. You need to chill out. Don't you have a coffee <laughs> company around? Get the hell out of you, there. You, uh, well, you, sh- you sure set the tone, so it's uh, <laughs> a hard, uh, hard path to follow. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to be fantastic uh, when Dunge replaces Daniel Blair. No, hey, you know what was good this week, Ryan, was uh, – and this is – and you, you handled this so non-ego, which was awesome. You said before the second moto – Jet just has to do this. He just has to do that. And if he does this, this will happen. It was like a, he, he, he kind of set the, yeah. you know, what, yeah. the keys to Jet's race. Mm-hmm. Two laps in, Jet's did exactly what he said. And it goes back to Ryan. And it was like a perfect opportunity for Ryan to be like, yep, just like I said. Ryan goes, see, he did exactly what he needed to do and just kept it with Jet. It was like a super good right, broadcasting right. full circle non-ego yeah. moment. And I was like, yeah. damn, Ryan, that was that was good. And it, it, Brian, tell me it doesn't feel good when you kind of give a keys to the race for a guy and then he just goes and nails it like exactly word for word what you said. Tell me that don't feel good. Yeah, no, it's good to see because, uh, you know, it, up until that point, you know, either Jet had, had a good uh, second moto, but the first moto is off. So you're like, I was personally, I'm just like, wh- which one of these guys are going to put it together? So granted, yeah, he did it. You know, he he got good starts, put himself in a position, and I mean, he's proven he can come to the pack. But he he was on fire this weekend. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was quite fun to watch. Our, yeah. our guy Travis here, Don, just told us, and, and and Jet told me after the race, but I want to confirm it. He had the, in the first practice, he had the four fastest laps. So out of any rider, the four fastest laps could be amazing. No yeah, yeah. I don't even know that you've done that. I doubt you've ever done that. That's crazy. No, I, yeah. I haven't done that, no. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, the first practice, he was, I think, two, three seconds faster three. than the whole – Yep. Was it three? Yeah, three. Yeah. Yeah, um, which is yeah. nuts. So, hey, uh, you're getting more TV stuff done. You're getting more comfortable with it. Yeah. You, you enjoy doing it? You like doing it? Or, or are you? is it frustrating to you because you want to be better? Are you happy with it? Talk, take us through that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think like it may, you know, Daniel can tell you this too, but like I think you can always be better, and I think that's that's uh, that's the part that's never ending. But I gotta tell you, there's, I mean, Redbud, I will say, Redbud, I was more nervous behind that camera yeah. than I was sitting on the starting <laughs> gate. Like I was just like, I don't know why, if it's just like yeah. live television, like you can't mess this up, Dunge, you know? It's like, but it got better, it got more comfortable. You yep. know, I feel like as we got to Millville, things were a little bit better, and then then this weekend, sure. It was nice. Yeah, it was just nice to, you know, I've done a, a couple of the positions, sat in the booth with Grant and uh, Jason at times, and even in Supercross with Ralph and Jeff when I, you know, back in, I think it was like 18. But yep. uh, yeah, this track's I reporting, it was, it was unique and different and, and, and fun. You know, it's, uh, it's nice to have that experience um, to be able to kind of know what these riders are going through so I can, you know, almost kind of tell that scenario as a, as a rider would be in. So it, that helps. Right, yeah. uh, Ryan, you, you never answered Fro's question because we each rudely butted in. Yeah. But why weren't you sweating? <laughs> like, Fro threw it out there and we just changed the subject. But I was like, yeah, why the hell isn't he sweating? Because he's Ryan Dungey, bro. He's an elite athlete. He's, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'm I, thinking about it. I, but the, I will say the one thing that was really bad, which I thought the cameras would sure pick up on, was the, the naps. 
Oh yeah. Oh. Like, yeah. I felt I felt that was in, back in Tallahassee just like sitting in the chair recovering just gnats swarming your face. Ashley was, Ashley swatted some away in one of her Oh really? Yeah, she, I forget yeah, she, when, but she kind of had a little yeah. like and kind of swat so something. Yeah. I didn't know what she was doing, but now it makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, the yeah. Uh, you seem to be getting better at it, so that's cool. They're probably going to ask you to you know yeah. do more of it down the road. I don't know if that's is that something you want to pursue and like kick like guy like Daniel out of the out of there, or like, do you want to do more of that? I I, I mean personally, um, not not downplay. I I don't ever think I'll have the ability. I mean, what what Daniel does. I mean, and and Ricky just being in the booth. I mean, that's that takes a. I mean, a lot of hard. That's a lot of work, and and definitely a, a gift to to be able to do that. So for sure, I. I don't know if I'll ever get to that point, but but for sure, I mean, some trackside stuff. I, I I definitely been enjoying it, so it'd be fun to do more for sure. Yeah. Seven oh two. Before you oh. before you think about taking my job, just know that I have kids. <laughs> they they have to eat, and you really like you need the money. Yeah, Don so, doesn't need the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, right, just right. back. Off. Good point. Don't, don't worry, don't worry, Daniel. I'm not coming for you, man. Uh, 702-586. Paul, if you've got a question for Ryan Dungey, uh, multi-time Supercross and Motocross uh, champion, please give us a call. Brought to you by DecalMX.com uh, and their official sponsor of the Red Bull KTM team, which brings me to my next question. Dunge, you're back on Orange. You're riding a KTM again. Uh, is that a little bit more of an official deal? or talk? Take us through that a little bit. Yeah, no, it definitely feels good. I'm excited to be back on uh, on the KTM's, and um, you know, we've been we were chatting within the last couple couple months. Um, ultimately, um, I was also you know in the gosh, this was probably dating back four or five months ago. I start I was starting the work of um, uh, the, uh, my foundation that we just we just mm-hmm. launched, and so with that, um, just the kind of the natural chats with with ktm kind of came on board they they were talking what they were looking to do in the sport you know one of the things they want to do is grow the sport and by doing that is getting kids on two wheels and you know whether it's um you know the state six and the 50s and just trying to introduce kids at a young age and just just kind of grow the sport right yep and um so you know there's kind of a natural fit you know i told them like hey i'm just starting the foundation one of the things we want to do is creating opportunities for the next generation of children um, you know, we're 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 going to continue supporting the get, the fight against childhood cancer. But the other the other part of it is getting kids on two wheels. You know, through uh, through um, uh, one of the the beneficiaries of the foundation is, is all kids bikes, mm-hmm. and they they what they do is um, they they put these learn to ride programs in PE classes, and so it was just you know their striders. Uh, so yeah, it was just just amazing. And what we were talking about was like, man, this this sounds like it's aligned perfectly and, and good. And so we want to they wanted to be a part of it and. I'm really actually happy to say they're they're a, a huge supporter of our foundation, which, which is amazing. And so, I like that. And, and yep. then just ultimately, you know, uh, back on KTM's riding KTM's, we're going to have events and um, as well. And so, um, going to going to a few races here and there. So yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It, it was a natural um, kind of naturally came together. I you know didn't didn't really quite expect it, but it but it was a good fit. But it's nice. You know, we have such a long history together and. Good people there. Got a lot of good friends. Got a lot of good relationships. So I was back at the race this weekend, hanging out with everybody. It was it was quite nice. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel like this is? And we're going to talk about your foundation here in a second. But do you feel like this could mm-hmm. be something that leads you more into, uh, I don't know, an advisor to the riders on the weekends or anything like that? Or is that is, are we taking are we jumping too far? <laughs> yeah. You know the one the one little piece that I um, you know we've been chatting about a little bit is just being able to do a little testing for the guys. Oh, yeah. I think. You know, um, I've been riding a good bit now and getting back on the bike and, you know, going into the season. So it's not necessarily a, a full-time commitment um, by any means. But, 
you know, I like to apply myself and the, the, my experience of riding. And if I can jump on the track and heck, it, you know, yeah. get get to ride for fun, and not to mention get to, to get to do a little testing with the guys, and and I don't really have to worry so much about um, lap times these days. I can more kind of focus on the field, but. Um, that you know, that's kind of a never-ending for teams. You know, they all you know always trying to get better, always trying to improve. And you know, if I can help in that l- yeah. little bit of a way, then um, we'll do that too. But yeah, I mean, geez, you know, I think it goes without saying. I mean, the whole team, and all the riders. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm always here. The, the phone's always open, so it's uh, yeah, that's you know. awesome. I think I think you know Trey's doing it for Honda, and Trey. I mean, I've, I've talked to him privately about it. I'm like, dude, do you like get sketched out by riding soupy and doing? All-? He's like, no, I love it. I don't have to push myself. I'm not, I'm not laying down a, a heater. I can do the supercross all day long. You know what I mean for Trey? And same with you, Dunge. Like, he said, it's yep. fine. It's 100 percent fine. I have fun. I'm in my comfort zone, and it's really cool to see Kenny and Chase win with something that I had developed or I, you know, helped to help to build. So, uh, yep. yeah, Trey is all about it, man. He loves it. I don't know if you want to do it as much as Trey does, Dunge, but but you know, something like that yeah. could really get you yeah. get you going. Yeah. For sure, and I, you know, it, you know, probably wouldn't be as much as Trey, but at the same time, yep. um, who knows too? Because, you know, Daniel, you know, it's like we always got to get better, right? So, it's, uh, teams, whatever it is. So, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really pumped, and you know, uh, KTM's got a new model coming out next year, and so there's, you know, quite a bit of stuff to kind of work through. So, yeah, I'm curious to right. see where it goes. When I saw the post of you back in the KTM, I was like, man, Roger Neen must be really pissed at Coop and Marv. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we got to call Dunge. Get right. back. We need you. Listen. Like the bat line. Well, especially, Ryan, oh, no. hey, especially, Ryan, have you been riding? Especially Rog, who's not scared. To, <laughs> to, right? Dunge, Roger's not scared to, uh, to you know, call it out as he sees it. So No, that, yeah. that's, uh, that's what I love about Roger. And, and it, it's hard at times because the, um, you know, He's always was honest, but yeah, at the same yeah. time, it's it's the best thing. There's multiple <laughs> times in my career, I'm like, damn, that was too honest, Raj. But, but yeah. you're right. You're you're definitely right. <laughs> hey, this weekend, uh, Weege went over and was like, hey, Marv's not racing because you know Marv showed up and then yeah. Yeah, obviously COVID. And Raj is like, he's got COVID. I don't know if he wants me to say that or not. I don't even care anymore. He's not racing. He's got COVID. <laughs> Raj, well, just you know, yeah. I, I, on the broadcast, I because uh, I I thought it. Was, I didn't know whether they were keeping it on the low. I yeah. really didn't know. It. But right. I saw on the broadcast, it was like, yeah, these are the riders out. Marvin, you know, got COVID and this and that. And I was like, oh, man. Like, <laughs> They're just wonder, dropping I wonder it. If that, yeah, I wonder if that was like, but, yeah. No, that's I mean, wrong. That's wrong. You know, yeah. But, then, no, it's, it is what it is. I mean, it's a nasty, no. nasty virus. So, no, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and how about Coop on the podium? They're going to kill – Raj and Ian are going to kill me. Yeah, for the phrase. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Oh, all kinds of good stuff. It was huh? funny. Uh, so, Donj, I was, you know, you started this foundation. You got a ride day coming up at Fox Raceway. That's super cool. You've teamed up with KTM. You teamed up with Fox. You teamed up with uh, some of the some of the guys that you're involved with. Um, yep. And I didn't even realize this. Looking in your foundation, so you've had this bike ride going on for a long time uh, after Millville, normally, right? Um, with with people, you've raised 1.2 million for childhood cancer for St. Jude. And these organizations you've been involved with, uh, good job on that. I know you've had this bike ride. You know, I see it on social media, and I just scroll past it, like whatever. Dungeon's bike, Dungeon's got a bike ride, and then, dude, good job on that. One point two million dollars you've raised, awesome job. No, I appreciate it. It's it's been a you know work in progress. That's that's kind of dating back to two thousand twelve. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, we do, we don't have that ride anymore, which is okay. You know, we've uh, we've kind of gone and um, I want you know. For the, for the better of the good in a different direction, you know, with the foundation. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of nice because ultimately, you know, I've, um, 
you know, we, we've been with, uh, had a long relationship with St. Jude and, and what we're doing there. And, and it's nice because with the foundation, we get to continue doing that. Yeah. And ultimately, I believe that the way we're moving forward and what we're doing now is ultimately, hopefully, you know, we'll, um, we're going to raise more for, for the hospital, um, as well as other organizations like All Kids Bike as, as well. So, um, you know, we're, we're not having the bike ride, but we are this year. We're, we're going to have the, uh, the opportunity to wait to ride day. That's going to be at Fox Raceway September yeah. 18th. So, you know, it's, it's nice. It's kind of back to the roots a little bit, dirt bikes. And, you know, it's uh, just going to be a fun day. We're going to, we're actually, you know, uh, Stace is going to be there. They're going to have a full track. Strider is actually going to also have a bike there, oh, cool. or, uh, yeah. a full track as well. So it's not just, not just kids on dirt bikes, but also like if you got Stasis, Striders, you know, kids mm-hmm. who, we got demo bikes there too. And just a good family fun day. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have it struck the riding structured as well. We'll break up the classes and everything like that. So I'm excited. That's coming yeah. quick, but been a work in progress but i'm uh you know we're, we're definitely we're uh we're getting getting closer yeah that, weeks, that's so. awesome september 18th at fox raceway so yeah and you're gonna ride with people too which is pretty cool you know oh, what yeah. i mean like yep. you hang out yep. with duns or go ride and, and, and you know yeah that's kind of a neat deal kind of cool yeah we got a we do got a couple uh special guests that i'm excited about oh. here oh. to uh and within the next couple of days on the on Instagram, so uh, it's fun. So go to Ryan, some good supporters. RyanDungeyFoundation.org to sign up for that. Uh, it's uh, yep. eight to four at Paula, uh, September eighteenth. So, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun to do. And uh, yeah, with you and your the connect, connections you have, I'm sure it'll be cool to have some guys out there for sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, we got a call for you from. Uh, let's see, who's, uh, who's on the line? Alex is on the line one. Alex, uh, thanks for calling the show. What's your question for Ryan Dungey? Hey, thank you guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So, Ryan, huge fan. Grew up in Minnesota. Steve, pretty nice. sure I live just down the street from you now. But um, so you had a little drive to come back in 2019 to come race. And um, yep. you're now on a team that you won and dominated with that over the years. Is there some kind of drive coming back for you to want to race again oh. at any time? Or? Yeah, Dodge. Any, any comebacks, no, anything coming. Get it started again, though. No. <laughs> no, no, I think there's always the, that drive to want to race. It, it's what we did growing up. It was fun and enjoyed the heck out of it. I think with uh, with KTM, I'm excited to ride, get, do some testing and whatnot too. But you know, they're they're pretty well full. Um, you know, they got a good solid 450 program on the KTM side, the Husky side, Gas Gas, and so um, at that you know at this point, no, no, there's no no. You got a uh, 250 no. in the rig. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. You know, they do. Yeah, well. No. I, <laughs> sorry. sorry that right yeah, sorry. Uh, Thank, thanks, Alex. Thanks for the call, man. Hey, hey, yeah, Tyler. awesome. Thank you. Dunge, thanks. did you see Hurlings on Instagram riding a 250? I did, yeah. Did that make yeah. you go like, ah, I kind of want to rev out a, a little bike again? Like, have you, when, Actually, when was the last time you rode a 250? Um... Gosh, I, I want to say I, I rode a 250, and um, it was actually at a... Um, Right outside of Rome in Italy, uh, KTM was having their new bike launch, and that mm-hmm. we went over there for in in, uh, in eighteen. And so we were, you know, four fifty, two fifty. But yeah, that was the last time. I'm actually, you know, it, it's fun to. I'd rather rev out a, a one twenty five two stroke than than you know rev a, rev up a two fifty. I just like once once I got on the four strokes, I just there was just something about like um, I couldn't wait to get to the four fifty honestly, just because you had the torque and yeah. you didn't have to rev rev it so much. I just, I always, like, even on the 250, I felt like I was revving the crap out of them, and I'd come back, and they're like, dude, it's a thing, like, 
the thing's not revving at all. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just it just was kind of always, but yeah. Did you, did you get you a one fifty? Did get you ride a three fifty much done? Yeah. Did you ever do much on a three fifty? I did not. No, oh, I, I oh, rode a, I rode a stock one, but actually, I, I yeah, I haven't ridden much. But right in the beginning, when I was um, right before I signed with KTM, I got to ride a three fifty and and a four fifty. The four fifty was like a you know um, man a uh, really quickly put together deal yeah. just because they didn't have a 450 and they were going to create one if, if we were going to do one. Right. And, um, but yeah, I rode the 350 and the 450, but for sure, I just, I just wanted to make sure we had the power and the torque yeah. went with the 450. So. Uh, again, Ryan Dungey, uh, Ryan Dungey foundation.org, September 18th, Fox raceway, sign up mm-hmm. eight to four should be fun time to go there. And uh, again, the money's going to go to, uh, St. Jude and, uh, and kids on bikes. Uh, so it's fantastic. Um, yeah. Ryan, I was, we were talking about team USA and that's up in the air as far as going this year and all of that. But you yourself, uh, tremendous rides for Team USA at a number of events, but also some rides that you probably weren't too stoked on. I think you went three and three at the Motocross the Nations. Um, what's that like, man? Because I, I was a mechanic on a team that lost with, with Red Dog mm-hmm. in 03, and I just remember like the whole team. Like I was sort of like, hey, this was still cool. We got second. This was still cool. Uh, that sucks we lost. But like Kehoe and Ricky and Rhino and Brooks – like they were like somebody shot their dog, right? And I'm the guy going like, "Hey, this isn't too, this isn't that bad." But anyways, so I've been there yeah. a little bit. You, you, like I said, you've had some crushing defeats and some great highs. Do you? I guess you're like most racers. Do you just think of the ones that got away than the ones you won when it comes to that event? Um, you know, it's kind of one of like when we started out with like when, the years that I was involved, yep. we won the first three. So yep. it was like any anything less than winning, it was like, man, that's. Um, a bummer and, and you know i could handle i think i could handle you know not you know winning the designations granted like gosh there was a better team or and yeah. and and that was the case at times but like like 2012 for example like just how i didn't even know what i was in for um we go to the sand we just we just they just cleaned up on us it was yeah. just a struggle all week and i think that was more we still made the podium mm-hmm. and I will say, like, for sure, every time I went over there to the Disney, every experience is, like, hands down, it is, it is win or lose. It's like, dude, it's awesome. You're in Europe. You're traveling. It's, like, so fun. But the racing-wise and the performance of just 2012, that just was more of a bummer just because, you know, yeah. I, I almost wanted to go spend a year in, in, at Lomo <laughs> just, just yeah. to, like, master that track like they had it down. Yeah. And so that was tough to accept, um, you know, and – um, then we then in Germany the next year um, just rode terrible. Um, I yep. just my performance. So I think those were those were the you know just when I struggled that much it just was like that that was hard to accept, um, especially when you just had to be on for that you know those one or two days. And um, but it's kind of know, a weird track, right? Germany was a weird track. It was like hard pack, but then like had some traction at the bottom of the valleys. Other times it was like hard yeah. pack. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is unique. I mean, yeah. those those tracks over there are um, the way they develop, how rough they get, the lines. I mean, it, it, it is different from here, but but at the end of the day, it's it's racing, and um, they just it's crazy because they just started taking the European riders. They just were getting better yeah. um, all of a sudden, and so um, they were challenging. And so if you weren't, I noticed the thing: if you weren't getting good starts, I feel like you could, you know, maybe you know, if you, at least you, if you could get a good start, maybe get past or, or just kind of run that pace and, and, and follow that groove that was good. And, and even 2014, um, I feel like we were there. Everything was good. Um, I, the first moto got second, and then and then I actually went down on the first lap because I got a bad start and I tucked the front and um, 
you know, so that was like, damn, you know, and then yeah. Jeremy, Jeremy, actually Jeremy Martin, he had an injury that year as well. So it just was like, you know, it, it's, it's not just one guy though. It's right. three guys. It's the whole team. It's the strategy. It's everything. So a lot of, a lot of things got to come together. And the fact that we won the first three years that we went was, uh, you know, there, there was a couple of years going into the last moto. It was like, we needed things to go our way yeah. and, and they did. Yep. Right. So, yep. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of things that kind of come together too. Yeah, the France one was tight, and you and RV just dominated. That was awesome. And then yeah, the Lakewood, yeah. the Lakewood one was tight too, until the third. Yeah, level. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, yeah. So for you, yeah. So so you, I'm guessing though. Okay, going back to my question, you you don't let the defeats get you too much. Like you're okay. Like you're okay with going three three, and it's not something that hangs over you for your career type deal. Like you're well, for a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you come back. You come back into the states, and you want to be like. Guys, we we won. Not that we do it for, but like we wanted to win, you know. Yeah, and and it, yeah. you just kind of feel like we came up short, you know. And I think that was that was hard. But you know, you move on. It yep. is it is what it is, and you you hopefully get another shot at it next year. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, hey, so you brought me a bag of your coffee this weekend. Thank you for that. I appreciate. it. I ordered a bag. I don't know, like a month ago, and uh, uh, the amount of coffee my wife and I drink it didn't last long. So I it was, I was I was bound. <laughs> I needed to place another order for you. Like, uh, but you brought me a free one, so that's sweet. Uh, oh, th- yeah. Thank you for that, rdcoffees.com. How's that going? Uh, we've had you on here before to talk about it. Uh, it is uh, definitely something that you're into. It is. No, it, it's going really good. I think the last time we chatted, we had a, I had a couple rows. But, yeah, we're up to five and got a bunch of merchandise products now and, mm-hmm. um, you know, got, got light, medium, dark roast, every, everything. And, and it's been great, honestly. You know, the response has been good. It's, we're a little over a year now um, uh, since, I, since we started, since I started it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, things are things are going really solid. So I'm, I'm excited. It's been it's been really good and received really well. When when will we be in Target? <laughs> I mean, I know that's well, a big that's a big order. Yeah. But when are we going to be in Target? It just makes too much sense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, on, honestly, those those wholesale accounts are are huge, and um, <laughs> you know, scary. Got to make sure my margins. Are yeah, you got to be uh, ready for those ones, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's like um, you know, maybe you know too with your company, Daniel. It's uh, you, you turn that on. That's a that's a big that's a big turn on. So yeah. we're. At, I think at this point, you know, I really want to. My my biggest focus is building a really solid foundation, really good customer base side of things, and being able to just branch out and and hopefully you know to be able to do wholesale accounts like that one day. But I've always just committed from the beginning, you know, whether, you know, however bigger, you know, however big it gets, like I, I never want to sacrifice the quality. And so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll always stay true to that. Uh, also, before we let you go here, brought to you by Decal Works, by the way, decalmx.com. Dungy's probably got Decal MX bike graphics on his bike because it's their official sponsor of the Red Bull KTM team. So um, if you have graphics from the team, Duns, you have decal works. Uh, Pulp MX code to save 20% off. Um, in 10 cycles, we were going to get you here. We were, I was going to take you on a taser ride. I ride the taser, you ride the primer, and then we were just going to you know, <laughs> ha- go out and ride. I was going to put it on boost. But anyways, uh, how's things going at Intense? I mean, like everything, we just had Brayton on the line, right? He's got his 10 cycles, and he can't keep the damn e-bikes in stock. And I, For the guys at Intense, almost the same deal. Yeah, it's, it's going really good, thankfully. And, um, you know, credit to the whole management team jeff everybody involved there and you know jeff steber and it's uh it's been amazing you know ultimately you know i think when this pandemic hit you know people kind of shifted to you know cycle bicycles and and whatnot and um the e-bikes uh been 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 really good that market and then 
you know, ultimately into mountain bikes as well. And it's been fun to be a part of ultimately, you know, one, just my passion for mountain biking, but two, the, the passion for the business side of things and learning. And so, you know, I get to be, you know, hands-on and, you know, right in the mix of it all with, you know, Jeb, John Eric and um, Jeff and uh, Mark Blackwell, all those guys. So it's, yeah. it's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. Intense cycles. Pulp X ten is a code to save. If you got a, if you want to get an intense bicycle, a mountain bike, e bike, or a regular bike, use the code and save. Daniel, coffee, bicycles, TV, foundation. foundation. I mean, Dunge's got it all. He's he's on it. He's right making now. you and I. He's making you and I who just have these petty little small lives. <laughs> yeah. we, we just don't look, I and mean, we have nothing compared to Dunch. We we just talk into a microphone. He's busy. He's right. busy. Yeah. No, no. It's a good. It's a good balance, and uh, you know, trying to make sure, I put put the effort towards uh, you know being manage the time well. So. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, you're a new father too, right? You got that going on. Like you, yeah, you've got a lot a lot of stuff happening, Ryan, in your life. So that's cool, man. You know, a lot yeah, of guys, a lot of guys struggle sure. when they quit. Like they, they don't, they don't quite know what they're doing, right? So. Yeah. No, there's a learning curve for sure, but gotta gotta keep applying yourself. And. Well, awesome. Yeah. Uh, hey, if you want to ride with Ryan Dungey, go to the go to the website, go to his foundation website, RyanDungeyFoundation.org. Sign up for Fox Raceway September 18th and uh, eight to four. Ride with Dungey and some special guests, and uh, that sounds like a fun time. Thanks for the time tonight, Ryan. I appreciate it. Good to see you at Indiana. Uh, will you be at Will you be at Paula this weekend? Do you know? Or? Uh, I, I won't be at the, the last two rounds. Okay. We'll, All right. We'll, so uh, but, yeah, because the very next week, the very next weekend after uh, Hangtown, we'll head out to California. Right. So we'll, Oh wait, we got one more question for you. Let's God let's get it, let's get into this, Jimmy. Uh, what's your question for Ryan Dungey? Hey, hey, gang. Um, recently, I heard Villapoto talking about what it was like to race Dungey. I would like to know what Dungey's perception was racing Villapoto. What did Villapoto say about racing Dunge? What did he say? He said he was clean and he could go in. You know, he'd go in tough, and it was a good. It was cool racing him. He trusted him. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 I feel like we always had that. Um, Villa was just, I mean, from my side, Villa, Villa definitely, definitely got the winning end of that. Um, he, he just was, he was a tough competitor all the way around. I think, I think he was just a guy that, um, mentally he was strong. Like you could beat him one weekend, two weekends, but like when he started training with Eldon and getting his stuff together, like he was, I mean, he'd come back the, the, the very next week and like even, even matter. And you're just thinking like, wow, this guy never gives up. And <laughs> I just feel like he was going to do whatever it takes and, that made him a tough competitor, and and there was the the fact that he did. We raced clean and hard. It, that that was always like I never, um, I never worried if you know Villa was going to come in and you know clean my clock or do something crazy. He just he just was you know we just had that respect for each other, and um, but yeah, he he definitely elevated my game. Just like I just feel like he always had that edge over me. I couldn't I couldn't ever, you know, yeah, I could never uh, surpass it. So I had to kind of keep going back to work harder. And in, in the end of my career, it really, it really, uh, it really helped. So. All right, Jimmy, there you go, man. Thanks. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a great Thank night. Thank you. You know, Dunge, uh, RV, he comes on this show a lot, and he can, he claims he's the greatest retired rider ever. So <laughs> I just want you to know, like, if you're going for that title, yeah. he, he says he's he says he's the greatest retired rider ever. So. No shit, asshole. There he is. There he is, right there. So, uh, so just that—that's what you got. That's what you got, uh, Ryan. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. In what way? On the track or uh, who or, knows? Or, just, or drinking beer? I think drinking beer. I think yeah. I, I don't really know. I don't know. Running a cool mustache. I don't winning know. that too. I don't know his standards, but that's what he says. So. Yeah. No. It, I see the photo. He looks like he's having a good time. He yeah. Is. He is. He is. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Well, hey man, thanks for coming on. Good luck with everything. Thanks for the bag of coffee and uh, yeah. Have, have fun at your ride day, and we'll get you back on here at some point for sure down the down the line. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on tonight, and good chat with you. All right, sounds All good. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Later, Ryan. Okay. That's Ryan Dungey, everybody. Coming for Daniel Blair's job. Getting better, too. I, did, I noticed he said he's not doing the last two, which is good. We don't need any momentum going into the offseason. <laughs> yeah, we need exactly to end it right, right there at Iron Man. He, he's gotten better. He's gotten better. And, well, he said it. He It's scary at first because yep. it's like three, two, one, go. And he, I could tell this week he was – extending his points when you would think he'd be wrapping it up he'd give a little bit more that comes with comfort when you really are like i don't mind talking into this microphone you start to layer deep and i I noticed this weekend too i before i even knew he was coming on i was like man ryan did really good so i'm I'm glad he was on yeah you know and you know you um you're not getting out tonight without your opinion on the gl thing it's coming so that's fine. I'm okay. Ready for it? All right. Okay. Because I mean, you're in the TV business. Me and so. we have the same lawyers. Are you? Are you? Do- <laughs> are you doing the play by play now full time? I heard. Is that was that what I heard? You heard that? Yeah, yeah. Because I haven't heard that. <laughs> you're lying. Did you just make that up too? I just made that up. Again, okay, yeah. God, don't do that to me, man. Because I haven't heard that at all, dude. That's rude. Uh, yeah, not now. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening tonight. Uh, Ryan Dudgey, Justin Brayton, already been on. We're knocking these things down uh, quickly, and we're going to get The mood to- is so good right now. Like, how do we ruin the mood? Who's next? Uh, well, I'll tell you how we ruin the mood. Absolutely. We, we get in a rider who uh, barely raced this year, uh, took a bunch of his sponsors' money, did nothing with it. <laughs> and uh, let's welcome our, our next guest, Filthy Phil Nicoletti. What's up, Phil? Well, that's one hell of an intro. Thanks for uh, the appreciation. I can't wait for next Monday night. Like, how how many liberal jokes are you going to make for oh, Patrol God. and I? Oh, we're already stacking them up right now. So I, I have an idea. Of, I have an idea for a nice little game we're going to play between you two, uh, and it's really? going to be fantastic. Oh gosh! Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. It's, it's going to be great. I'm pissed Alex at Phil right now. I'm pissed at Phil right now, though. Why? Where's the I'm confirmation not- on the fantasy league? I mean, how hard do we have to hammer you all day? Like, just do it, cheap ass. I'm not spending the money to watch a bunch of kneelers play football. (laughs) I knew that was coming. Not happening. I refuse to watch NFL, NBA, anything. I'm out. Really? Really? Yeah. That's where you're at. Yeah, I'm the dude. I don't care. I'm not getting in the view. That I'm out. But they don't do yeah. it during the game that you like to watch. Like that that part, they're not kneeling. Like Kaepernick don't even play anymore. I, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I'm out. I just I, I yeah, I'm I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, like yeah. GL, I admire your principles, <laughs> Phil. You, yeah, I was, you were, I was actually gonna I was gonna have Lucas. You know, he was gonna flip my uh, bill for me, and then he, I was gonna let him pick. Uh, Basically, have two fantasy. Oh teams my God! So Myrtle would have Myrtle would have two teams, Steve. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, he'd give me a cut. Right, right. Okay. Uh, wow. Yeah. But then I can get some money back from all the money he's taken from me over the years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He didn't, he didn't get you a boot deal, the, the bastard. No. No. Uh, thanks to the guys at Motorsport, by the way, for having Filthy Phil on the show tonight. Uh, great guys at Motorsport.com and uh, and ORW, and uh, also on board with us uh, with Phil, of course. Also, we're gonna have Greg and Thomas call in here right away with Phil. They're not in studio, uh, Phil. They had a, a flight issue, so uh, yeah, yeah, that's what Mr. Tom said. Right, but uh, uh, Phil, so um, 
knee's good. Knee's getting better. You're cycling, right? You told us that yeah, last week, so yeah, all that's good. Yeah, yeah. Every, everything's coming along with it, so walking pretty well. So it's still a little stiff and, you know, uh, like I said, it's not even four weeks yet. So, But right. uh, I feel like I'm ahead of the game. Uh, so your team, Club MX, they announced they, uh, Garrett still can't get figure out this issue he's got going on, and uh, mm. uh, uh, your Thurry's hurt, and uh, Shar, I guess, could come out. But the team is not coming out to the last two. It's kind of understandable, uh, which sucks because it was going to be a Pulp MX uh, title sponsor at one of the rounds. But uh, Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. That, that would have been cool, and I think uh, maybe get you in there, spin some spanners and stuff, yeah. strip a few bolts, oh. uh, <laughs> have some seats fall off, you know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a bummer because they're going to do something with – uh, ORW at, yeah. at Paula because they have a bunch of stores right there, and then uh, in Hangtown, it's going to be a Pulp Mex uh, type theme. So, yeah. but uh, bum for the ORW thing. Uh, could care less about the Pulp deal. Right. So, yep. Well, that's that's, um, that's that's per per per, uh, per standard. Um, yes. Uh, Ironman, fun track. Looks like a fun track uh, to ride, huh? Yeah, I think it's one of the best yep. ones on the circuit. Underrated. To be yeah. Hey, how about the overhead shot of the facility? I've never seen that place oh, or yeah. been there. That place looks sick, just as a facility, and that one part had the semis. Yeah. I mean, I, I've you know never they been do there. The GNCC there, right? The GNCC. I know they do. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. But it yeah. just looked like a cool place. I think underrated yeah. a little. I think it's underrated. Yeah, I think it's absolutely underrated, Phil. Yeah, tracks. Yeah, I mean, I think the tracks underrated. But uh, the only thing that does kind of suck is a little bit is the uh, hotel lodging part is a little bit eh. Nah, but other I than that, stay in Indy. I stay in Indy. Ah, uh, you do. Yeah, but that's far for riders and forty-five stuff, minutes. You know? I mean, forty-five minutes. Oh, it's longer than that. No, it's not. It's 45 it's minutes. Not, I, just, uh, I just did it two days ago. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I still think it's a little underwhelming as far as that. But, uh, yeah, track is track is unreal. So um, um, I don't know if I like the new track changes that they've made over the years. I uh-huh. like the, how it used to be with the old layout with the big step up and stuff. But yep. um, it's okay. If it works better for spectators, that's fine. Right. Uh, so yeah. Jay Coop is in trouble here, huh, Phil? Uh, jet, yeah. The jet was great, and he's going into a track he won at. Hard to see yeah. how Coop can can pull this thing off. Yeah, I don't, man. I don't know what that what happened or what the deal was because it wasn't like he got beat by a little bit. He got beat by a lot. So, yep. Yep. Um, I don't know. I thought the first motor was going to be you know same song and dance from the the past couple of races that they've been Unadilla and Buds, but yeah, it just was not there. So. Uh, I didn't think Jay Coop's bike looked the best the first moto. Um, I think it looked a little stiff and stuff, right. but I think that I talked to Seth. They made some changes and whatnot, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what the deal is. Uh, I don't think I, I don't know if he's hurt or what the deal was. They've been pretty quiet with everything, but you yeah, do know I, what the deal is. You know what the deal is. You're just not telling us. I have no idea what the deal is, but I would I'd be hitting the panic button right now after yeah. uh what was it, a fourteen point swing on the weekend? Yeah, eleven up now, right? Uh yeah, so. it's, that hurts. Um that yeah. definitely stinks. Yeah, exactly. It, it looks good for, for Jet. Um yeah, I yeah. think I think Justin was dealing with a thumb injury, right? And I don't know what the status of that is, but now he's been sick, so he said he hasn't been riding much, right? So yeah, all yeah, of that no. is just yeah. Yeah, and uh, Jerma's out, the guy that could have gotten in the middle to kind of help out a little bit here and there. And, yeah, it's just uh, – it's it's looking pretty good for Jed if he can uh, keep everything from being a ticking time bomb, you know, which he has so far. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. He Jed, for a kid, 
rides really smooth and in control. He really does. Oh, you, don't, you don't yeah. see it uh, uh, very often. It comes like in generations, you know, every so often. <laughs> Jesus, here we go. Uh, yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree with Daniel, you know, but, yeah, Jets' flow is unbelievable. I still think I would have loved to see the – the Jet JMR duel that first photo. Oh, yeah. oh, it was yeah. common. Yep. It was definitely common. Um, and I think JMR did have the upper hand because um, JMR was fast. He reeled him in, laid down some burner laps. And I was actually talking to Troll Daddy on the phone while I was going down. And I was about <laughs> 30 to 40 seconds ahead of yep. Alex. Okay. So when I started screaming at the TV, when Jeremy went down, he's just he's screaming, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, I'm not there yet. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, I kind of calmed down. And then Troll Daddy started screaming ah! <laughs> You know, so, oh, that's funny. Yeah, it was it was a bummer, but um, you, yeah, I don't know, I don't know who would have taken that if it would have been Jed or if it would have been J Mart. It, it was going to be good. Been heated. Yeah, yes. yeah. J Mart yeah. was out for blood, right? Like he he yeah. he wants just wants to crush everybody. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think he goes back to the dealership after his arm heals up, Phil, or do you? <laughs> do you think? I don't know. I don't know. He's got to uh, embrace. Becoming coming back as an underdog again, you know, for the eleventh year in a row. And uh, she, that, that can... chip, do you think that chip will still be there? That chip on his oh, shoulder? It'll, it'll be it'll be chipper than ever. He's got so. a bag of uh, chips. Uh, yes. He, he uh, him and I were talking a little bit, and I mentioned Al was coming in, and he said he knew he knew that you were coming in too, and. He's like, I'm sure my f- number one f- fan, Phil, will be making my ears burn. And I go, yeah, Jeremy, there's going to be a lot of talk about you, so just better not listen. Yeah, skip this week. Yeah, skip, skip next that's week's funny. show. Tell the parts counter to turn the show off this week. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. exactly. Uh, so. we, we got Phil Nicoletti on the line, brought to you by motorsport.com, of course. Uh, dedicated team of gearheads there helping you out. And anything over 79 bucks is free shipping and OEM parts and aftermarket parts. Um, hey, so, Phil, are you um, – uh, do you are you thinking Cooper Webb is back? Your buddy Coop C Webb is he back? Is this you know uh, where are we at? I don't know, but the weekend was really good. I yep. mean, he was on par even the first moto, going lap for lap with the guys. So that was that was pretty awesome. Um, I I don't know. Obviously, there's been bike changes and stuff like that to get him more comfortable. So yep. um, you know, with those guys at that level, it's just a comfort thing, and he's been struggling with it all year. And I don't know who's who's been fighting it or who's been battling against it to go one way or the not another with a bike uh, change. But I guess they kind of met in the middle and got there and right. seemed to work out on the weekend. So, uh, Are you a believer in that? So they took the brace out of the frame, right? He, had it a, he, had a, he didn't have the brace there at Bud's either, which was just an okay race for him. But are you a mm-hmm. believer in, uh, like, that's a big change. As a former mechanic, that's a big change uh, to the flame. Yeah. So I, I'm mm-hmm. not going to scream and yell about setup like I normally do. That that's a legit change. But are you of the belief, Phil, that that is something that you know would make a massive difference for him? Uh, e, yeah, I think so. I think Paulo will be a better telltale because okay. of the track, yeah, you yeah. know, because of the way the bumps square edge, whatever. If he can carry the speed of Paulo, then for sure, like uh, Iron Man's a little softerish kind of dirt. So, I mean, even if your frame was a little stiff and rigid, uh, you can kind of get away with a little bit more, I think, at Ironman, whereas Paul is, uh, brings out the negatives a bit more. So, we'll see compared to the last time he was yeah. there to, to now. I mean, hey, it's kind of a be a good comparison. Phil, from a rider's perspective, does Ironman feel fast By to the you way, guys? before we get – hold on. Uh, JB yeah. and Dunge both brought up 
like you know Daniel, like as a racer. They know. They uh, know. That, that didn't make we me very know. happy. We, uh, but, yeah, they know. I'm just, I'm just saying. They know. Wait till okay. JT gets on. You're going to hear right, it again. Okay. Right. Uh, Phil, I, for me, just watching, again, I, I've never been there. It just seems like a fast track that when you get in the rhythm and the flow and the rut, you can kind of like like a choo-choo train. Like you can kind of just get it going and get. And next thing you know, you're just kind of flying every lap. It doesn't seem like there's as much stop and go. Is that is that does it feel that way when you ride it? Yeah, I, Iron Man's fast. You know, uh, I don't know, but it doesn't. It, I don't necessarily doesn't seem that fast when you ride it but the way the track flows and the way i guess you can connect it i haven't rode the new layout but in the past yeah it was fast but um when it's prepped the way it is and it gets super rutted i don't know if i'm going very fast but uh certain sections are are definitely quick um but where they come through the tunnel and they're going over the it was like kind of like a step up uh and they ended up wheel tapping it you know like right oh, after yeah, the yeah. germer went yep, down yep. yeah like screw that i don't <laughs> i don't want to go that fast through that section you uh, know yeah no that makes sense that for whole sure run you, was fast have you talked to the guys at club about riding there next year is that is it way too early do we do we, do we... um I, it's it's yeah most most likely yeah but no so. death cross uh oh. i don't know i i i haven't thrown the idea out you know um okay. you know it's uh only because i i won a race and this year i was kind of behind the eight ball with uh yep. not racing so um I, I i don't know i'm i'm not opposed to the idea so please uh, uh talon please put out on pulpamex twitter right now breaking news filthy phil may be in for 2022 <laughs> death cross <laughs> thank you and uh i will retweet that because that the world needs to know that we we will see. We will see. Two fifty or two fifty or four fifty. Oh no, he's going four fifty. Because I'm not riding a four fifty. Okay, because Freezy's riding two fifty next year. You might want to get in on that. That'd be fun. Is he? No, I don't know. I it's a rumor. It's a rumor. I heard. No, that. yeah, he's doing two fifty supercross. Oh my god, please! And by the way, the other rider on the team, Brayton, didn't want to say, but and he didn't tell me this, but it's Mitchell Oldenburg. Okay, so yeah. Um. Oh uh, man, everybody's leaving muck off. I know, right? Um, all right, we got some. We got some phone calls here for for Phil. Uh, this gentleman is anonymous, but you're a friend of Jay Coop, anonymous. Hello. Okay. <laughs> he wanted to go. What's that? Hello. Yeah, hi. You're on the air. Hey. So I just want to touch on like why is everything such a big secret? Like we know Jay Coop is hurt. Like, why doesn't the team come out and say something? And I say, don't know. It's wait, the dumbest thing like, ever. The dumbest. It's the dumbest because, thing ever. Because, you know, what's going to happen is at the end of the season, you know, if he loses the championship, they come out and say, oh, I was he was riding with a broken thumb, and then it just turns into everybody commenting, oh, you're just making excuses now because you lost. It's the dumbest thing ever. I had one buddy, somebody tell me that if Phil came out and said, I hurt my knee, uh, then a rider's going to target his knee, and I just fucking couldn't stop laughing when I heard that oh, theory. come on. I, I know. I know. I couldn't stop laughing when Ricky, I heard that theory. Ricky has said this multiple times. When he was racing Chad, and he knew that Chad was hurt, and then you get five laps into a main, and he's sitting right behind him, yeah, lap, going know. speed. And, for He said it would ruin him because he's like, wait, this guy's supposed to be hurt, and he's matched me now. Well, it would actually work the other way as an advantage to the guy who's hurt. Let's ask I don't, Phil. Exactly. Phil, what do you think? Like, I, I, we know Coop's hurt his thumb, but yeah, it's just not out there, and I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know, but if I if I had a result like last week and I'm coming out and saying, <laughs> <laughs> right. 
you know, yeah. you would you would think you would think if he came out because uh, Justin's a guy who posts everything on Strava, and I I went and took a look, and he has ridden twice since Washougal. Yeah, yeah. and it it's just like if when he beats Jet first motor at Buds, you would think that would hurt Jet knowing that Justin has a broken right. thumb. Now the flip side is. Ferry told me one time years ago that if he knew a guy was injured, the flip side, Timmy said if he was behind a guy and he knew he hasn't been riding because of injury, that would motivate Red Dog. He said to that he knew that guy was going to be struggling late so in a moto. Him. It laid in a moto. <clears throat> so I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know because the guys had performances, you know, uh, Budge Creek and Unadilla were phenomenal. So I – I I don't know. Right. And 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 a tortle shot, if something really is jacked up, isn't going to completely block the pain. Right. You know. Hey, yeah, you can do. Especially you know, one second motos. Yeah. yeah, second motos, right? Exactly. So. Uh, yeah, but you go get another shot. You, you don't have to. You do can't get one. another shot. Sure, you can. You can't get two you in can, a day. You can break the shot up. You can do oh, okay, half in the morning, right. half in the. You know what I mean? Okay, like yeah, yeah. it's right. You done that know. before, Phil? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. I, I agree they should be more open with that, but it is their, their right. health, I guess. Thanks, man. Um, all right, uh, four is Steve. Steve, what's up, man? You got a question for Phil? Yeah, Phil, uh, you guys were talking about the battle between uh, Jet and J-Mart earlier, and J-Mart's trying to dominate everything in 250s before he goes to 450s, but um, would there be any teams that would just hire him uh, to be a 450 rider and – get him out of the 250 class where he keeps getting hurt, you know? Like, at what point does his value start to drop if he just doesn't get the title and keeps getting hurt? What do you think, Phil? Uh, I don't know. His value doesn't drop because he can stay in the 250 class and keep winning. So why yeah. why jump up to the 450 <laughs> class when, you know, there's nothing really there and, you know, you got to settle for something that you don't really want, you know? He's had a physically rough season, but he's won a bunch too this year. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah. You look at his look at his races like won to lined up, right? I actually looked yeah. at the points too last week after Bud's Creek, and if you took out the races that J Mart was not there, yeah, and you take Cooper and yeah. Lawrence's results out, J Mart was winning the point. He, oh, he, he was, done, yeah, he by three. He was up by three. So yeah, if you yeah. take just the three motos that he wasn't in, yep. He was winning. Yep. So, I mean, he's had an incredible year when and, he's been up. And, and, you know, I'm the first guy to yell and scream about these guys staying down. But in j case, I get it, man. He broke his back. He missed a year and a half. And now he broke mm-hmm. his shoulder and wrist. Like, you know, uh, yeah. It's well, and outdoor, it has been it's, easy. It's a yeah, full-time exactly. national championship, dude. It's not a regional. I, I, the you know what? the pro- Supercross debate is different and, for yeah, me. But and outdoor. Prop, and props to j I think, at a, at a press conference last week or whatever, he's like, I want to move up. I don't want to be here. It's kind of embarrassing. They told him about beating Lampson or tying Lampson. No, he didn't want something. to beat the record. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, man, I, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not stoked to say that, right? So Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he was, there was that Daytona where he was on the Geico Honda, and he killed it. And it was like, all right, cool. In the next right. couple of years, j coming to 450s, and he's going to – He's going to be uh, really competitive, but yeah. uh, now he seems like he's kind of stuck in this rut of uh, 250 dominance when, you know, what if, like, moving to a 450 would just kind of give him a fresh start and kind of uh, – Well, I, I yeah, I I, like Phil said, why would he do that, right? Because they're still going to pay him, yeah. him $200,000, $300,000 to ride 250s. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, or work at a dealership. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Steve. Thanks. And, I, and I get the indoor thing with him. Just, the, the, you know, he's had his struggles indoors, so I, I kind of get – um, maybe not feeling like you could be competitive. I think he believes he could be competitive indoor on a 450, but 250, he's got straight chance of the title. I don't think he does indoor on a 450. But outdoor, yeah. I would love to see him race 450 outdoor. I think he would be unreal. And it's like, are we 
Are we not going to get that chance ever to see it? Dude, he's 28 now. We, we might not. Uh, I know, and it's... Uh, we got another call for you, Phil, here from Spencer. Uh, what's up, Spencer? How's it going, Steve? Good. So I had a question for you, but I also kind of had a mini rant for Phil. Okay. That kind of went back to this freak national, but I haven't been able to call in. By the way, so, oh, sorry, sorry, uh, uh, um, Spencer. Phil, I got a couple of texts from riders that absolutely loved your rider vlog uh, rant from a couple weeks ago or last week or whatever. Yeah. Mine, not mine, DVs. Uh, I just somewhat agreed with You them. disagreed with them, yeah. Oh, that about, whole segment. About the riders yeah. doing vlogs? Yeah, the riders doing vlogs, right. They, they love that. You and DV going back and forth, they th- thought that was the greatest thing ever. Yeah, but they don't know shit. Yep, so. That was pretty good. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, go ahead. Okay, so, Phil, do you remember on Friday for the amateur day, you kind of came up to the line and you were talking to Milt right before he took off for one of his motos? Yes. So I actually came up and I was kind of talking to him and you were right there and I thought that was super cool, like getting to see you up close and stuff and you were out walking around. I saw you on the team, uh, pit vehicle, whatever they have. Well, then you go to take out your phone and take a picture with Milt and you stood right in front of me and I got so excited I was going to get a picture with you two and then you completely cut me out of it so I was a little butthurt about it. Oh, wow. Phil, I I didn't I didn't remember. I just tried to get Milt to get a you know uh, give the fingers so he sent it all to his uh, FXR employees. Right. Yeah, well, no, so I, I, I figured and, that you know, HR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Spence. I tried to give you a little tip for it, but it was uh, pretty cool. Sorry, Yeah, Phil, you're breaking up. Your your phone. You probably didn't pay your phone bill or something. <laughs> Oh, wait a second. I was going to find you later to see if I could get like a, one of my jerseys or my helmet sign or something, but I wasn't able to get into the pit because they only had the limited pit passes. Ah, well, next time, speak up, man. I'm not a mind reader, you know? <laughs> I got you. All right, thanks, Spencer. And then, my other question okay. was for Steve real quick. Yeah. Do you know if they're doing um, the Monster Cup this year at all? Have you heard anything? No Monster Cup. No, none at all. Daniel, Dan, they wanted to, and Daniel said he didn't want to have it. So no, it I told him no. Yep. Okay. All right. Thanks, Spencer. Hey, mate. Thanks. Uh, all right. Listen, uh, the motorsport guys are on board with Phil, but so are the Off-Road Warehouse guys. Off- offroadwarehouse.com. You can use the code PulpMX to save. You can get your bike to the track with style and performance from those guys. They got the latest Jeep, truck, Overland, UTV racing products from the industry's leading brands. Uh, Phil and, and Marchbanks have the ORW butt patch on, but nothing's been going on with those guys. Thankfully, ORW's on board with uh, Cody Shock and Mumford because that's what's really saving this deal. Certainly, Phil and Marchbanks are not. But let's welcome a couple gentlemen that uh, you know support Phil and, and they, they're behind Phil uh, for a number of years. It's Thomas Victor, uh, our buddy Thomas. What's up, Thomas? How are you? I'm good. How are you, Steve? I'm good. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. I'm also, just over here, look, I'm looking at the Pacific Ocean here in Manhattan Beach at Greg's house. Must must Quite be spot. Must be nice. Uh, Greg Adler from ORW also on the line. What's up, Greg? How are you, man? Hey, good, Steve. Good so, to hear uh, your voice. Thanks, man. Yeah, uh, Greg. So when Thomas, your buddy, you guys are tight. You guys are friends. When Thomas sells you on this Phil guy. And, and, and then it goes the way it's gone. I mean, what what kind of friend is this? How Thomas? are you guys still friends? Yeah, Greg. Well, I say leave that that friendship term pretty loose at best. Uh, he's got a garage full of uh, pretty awesome rides, so I usually will leverage that. Uh, you know, so the Ferrari's been working pretty good for me now. Yep, yep. Okay. Since, uh, Phil Phil's had you know hasn't had the year that he was open, but uh, yeah. 
no, it's it's all uh, all good, and we get it. I've been I've had plenty of times of racing and ended up on my roof. So yep, yep. You know the uh, good and bad. Uh, Thomas, but you know Cody Shock and Mumford coming through for ORW. Well, from my perspective, I think they've all done a great job. Phil's still trying, you know, to connect the dots here, especially on on your uh, medium. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Cody Shock is definitely. Uh, what, what can you say about that guy and his results? They just keep getting better and better. I'm just wondering if he's going to win one by the end. Yeah, maybe, right? Phil, six Am I a little too aggressive? With you're that you're too aggressive. You're too aggressive. Yeah, so, but anyway, a sixth <laughs> place is a win. I consider a win for that guy. So it's, And Mumford's coming up, too. So yeah. I've been really excited about, uh, you know, bringing the butt patch back. I mean, Greg's not so, so uh, happy with the placement, but I think it's the best place on the uh, motorcycle. I mean, it, it definitely yeah. sticks out, right? Well, you did NFAB, and that's where the JGR guys ran the butt patch, Phil, when you were there, and it well, worked mm-hmm. out great, you know? We were, try, we were trying to everywhere. bring it back. I was, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but, no, it's been going well for sure. Offroadwarehouse.com, again, motorsport.com, uh, behind this Phil uh, bandwagon. So, Thomas, did you hear Phil may be riding Death Cross next year? Um, I heard rumors. I'm, I'm, I don't believe them. But I heard rumors, <laughs> and more importantly, on a 250. Right, jeez, <laughs> Phil. If the stars align, if the stars align, but nothing really lines up for me ever, so it might not happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Thomas, did you did you shooting in the dark? Thomas, did you warn Greg before this season about Phil's sunny, optimistic outlook? No, I don't. I don't think I warned him, but I think with Phil's sunny, optimistic outlook. There is, underneath that, there is a lot to be said for his whole career. I mean, he yeah. he talks about it like it's so horrible, and he, he <laughs> acts like it's horrible, but he's done a great job at, at uh, you know, being that guy that, that's able to continue to go racing. And, and uh, as he knows, and we talked about before, I'm, I'm very proud, as with, like, the doctor and some other people, to have uh, – you know, prolonged his career. I'll, I'll, I'll put that on my shoulders, and and uh, he, but he does the work, and he does a great job, and and uh, I consider you know Phil one of my my closest buddies. So wow, um, you know he doesn't call, he doesn't write anymore, but uh, <laughs> but I but I know you know if I needed something, he'd still be there. That's because I spend too much time on this damn show, Mister Tom. That's the problem. It takes up too much time. By the time I hang up, between I'm over this it. and your Racer X, uh, yeah, you know, exactly. are you still doing that? Yeah, he's still doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I got no time for nothing anymore. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I think he's just been calling, texting Greg now, Thomas, because that's you know that's who's helping him now. So he's moved on. He's moved on. That's, so. that's how these writers work, right? <laughs> uh, except for Brayton. Yeah, except for Brayton, right? Uh, Phil, so uh, Greg, actually, Greg, we had you had Brian Deegan at your store in uh, the new one in, in Georgia, right, Marietta? Yep, yeah, we had Brian and uh, Hayden, Danger Boys. So uh, we've had a good uh, friendship with uh, the Deegan family and with Brian for a lot of years, going back to early days of short course racing and, and banging fenders uh, yep. out there on the track. So we've uh, done some stuff with him in the past with products, uh, the Metal Militia products and the Deegan 38 uh, wheels and tires and other uh, bumpers and NFAB steps that they worked on. So. Uh, so yeah, we've uh, pr- brought that relationship over to Off-Road Warehouse, and they came out to uh, help us kick off that kind of our first store out there on the East Coast. How'd it go? 
Was it good? Packed with people? It was good. It was packed. Yeah, yeah. we had a good turnout. Um, and honestly, we had a lot of folks come down uh, just to um, see Brian and to see Hayden. I right. think uh, Danger Boys line was, was bigger. And oh, wow. Got, you know, wow. People with the uh, vegan tattoos uh, and showing that stuff off, too. So uh, good crowd all together, and, and it was great to uh, spend a little time with those guys. Yeah, we race Ryder D. We'll get there. We yes. race when it's time. <laughs> um, hey, so they got quite the following now. Yeah, that that's why again. Um, so hey, why don't we do Greg? So why don't we do like next Monday? Phil's here for Vegas and uh, in Vegas doing the show next Monday night live. We'll do a signing at the ORW Vegas here with Phil. <laughs> I mean, I, that'll that'll well, and then we'll compare it to Deacon signing. Yeah, line, line will be super long. <laughs> I mean, well, I, hey, I'm. I'm game any time, so uh, we got to figure something out using you, that Vegas connection. We we almost flew out there today, but a yeah, uh, little, little bit of weather, and Thomas is such valuable cargo that I didn't want to <laughs> take any chance. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Thomas? What about a Phil signing next Monday for, like, the people in Vegas here? Well, let's just say I'll give, I'll give Phil a dollar for everybody that gets a, gets, gets a, uh, a signature. <laughs> okay, all right. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, hey, Greg, uh, uh, you know, obviously I met you through Thomas. Thomas is a longtime friend of ours uh, and everything else. But he sold NFAB, uh, and, then, and then he got fired from NFAB, Greg. We've talked about this on the show. Uh, how surprised are <laughs> well, you, hey, Adler? No, no, no. Let's, let's go backwards a little bit. Okay, what? I've been fired from two people, from two jobs in my life. I've only had two jobs ever. I've always worked for myself. Uh-huh. One was Truck Hero. The, the other one was Greg Adler. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't know this story, but in my past life, he bought some uh, okay. the stereo stores that I had, and I worked for uh, his past company that yeah. uh, he was building up at the time. And, and uh, yeah, one day he called me up, and I was at lunch, and he goes, he told me, hey, you've made your bed, uh, you're done. Oh. I was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. so fast, forward, fast forward, uh, you know, yeah. what was it 20 years, 30 years now? Yeah, see, so I, I, he says I fired him. I think I inspired him <laughs> to, to go out and start NFAB. And, and, and that's a true statement. And now have, uh, you know, all the success and, and uh, that, he, that he had. So, uh and I gave him plenty of warnings, too. There's always two sides of that Yes, story, of right? course. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, you can tell this guy's not the easiest to get along with. So for payback, Mr. Thomas getting Mr. Greg into motocross to sabotage yeah. him. Yeah, ruin his life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Suckering him for all the money in the sport. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, Greg, Thomas has got you hooked, line, and sinker into moto now with payback. a RW. And your riders get hurt right away or they have diseases or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, just you know, welcome to the sport, Greg. <laughs> yeah, now we're uh, we get it. We're having fun with it, and uh, you know, Thomas obviously had a great success with NFAB and and the connection with with uh, Moto Moto, and you know, and so uh, he's he's definitely helping us uh, helping steer the steer the bike in the right direction here. And you politically aligned with Thomas too, so that works out really good, Phil. Uh, they're, he they're, politically they're... aligns with you more than he does me. <laughs> Don't say that. We are uh, we are leaving politics out of this one, I think, for uh so, you know, so uh, Greg, Pulp of Mexico it saves money at offroadwarehouse.com. You've got Corona, you've got Vegas, Temecula, San Diego, you have uh, Arizona, you have Georgia. Am I missing one in there? 
Uh, Escondido, El Cajon. So we got the San Diego market covered. That's yeah. where ORW started in, in, uh, 73. in 1973, mainly for, for uh, off-road guys going down building VW uh, Beetles and Baja Bugs to go play down in uh, in Baja. So right. a good heritage of racing. But, yeah, we're moving, Dude. growing and yeah. moving out east. And so big steps for us, and we're, you know, trying to get it trying to get it right but having this connection with you guys and the, and the moto uh you know industry and all the riders and guys that love to you know go uh tear it up it's good for us so yeah. we're enjoying it yeah it's a natural uh progression for sure because everybody has trucks and uh if they don't have a truck they got a utv right uh so yeah it all works out for for off-road warehouse absolutely um but it's not ridgelines what are we ridgelines uh, ridgeline sales are off the hook at orw i heard greg ridgeline stuff <laughs> You know what? I every time I see one of those in the parking lot at the mall, I think of calling you. <laughs> Thomas is the same way. Thomas does the same thing. So that's, that's the only other place great. that Ridgeline yeah. goes hey, is the mall. I so they are making they are making that one look a lot better now. They and, are, and they're doing a lot. So I I'm supporting that. And again, Ridgeline. and thank you, Greg. And again, I moved three pairs of steps for Thomas uh, for Ridgelines for Enfab. At that back in the day, yeah, so. screw my gave away. <laughs> <laughs> Lost money on the deal. <laughs> Just I moved some steps for Thomas for Ridgelines. That's all I know. Uh, so what are we doing, Thomas, for 2022 for Phil? Then are we are we getting uh, off road warehouse back on, or what, are, is Greg too scared, or how how are we doing for Phil? Well, it's a little premature at this point <laughs> to really know. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> but, Basically, I'm quit from the program. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, Phil knows that if if uh, he's got if he's going to put a program together, and I'll say this: what it's been a pleasure to you know because from back in the even two thousand seven, eight, nine. I mean, I was sponsoring you know like uh, Hewitt with the Suzuki's and yep. and Bobby Reagan. So so I have a long history of trying to build brands through this, which I've I've always thought has been great. But mm-hmm. I think uh, for next year, it's been been a pleasure to work with you know brandon and the club mx team and i really appreciate how hard he works and <clears throat> what he's trying to do um as i do you know michael Lindsay. so we're here to try to help and support the underdog and when when phil moves on you know maybe we'll pick up another guy like cody shock or something and see if we can uh, extend his career half a dozen years or so <laughs> what do you think phil <laughs> hey whatever works you know that's what i am i'm the career the career extender Thomas, have mm-hmm. you have you thought any more about buying Pulp MX? We tried this in Houston when we were there for the race at your at your house. Uh, have you thought any more about this? Well, what I will say is, uh, and Greg will probably back me up on this, is you know when you look at what people are looking at and and uh, what they're paying attention to, it's all social media, right? So yeah, yeah. I would assume that this is kind of something you could build a brand with, right? Yeah, yeah. So I thought about it a little bit more. Let's say. Okay, there we go, Greg. Uh, you know, Pulp MX. Now, when you come down on the price to make something make sense, then, uh, you know, maybe <laughs> I, w- I would love sense. to have control over your paycheck. Phil, oh. I offered I offered Thomas uh, Pulp MX for $1.3 million, and he wasn't interested in January. <laughs> I don't remember that conversation, but that sounds a little hefty. <laughs> Greg, are you interested in PulpMX.com and the internet radio show, Greg, at all? You know, all of my moto, uh, I'm, I'm contracted with uh, through Thomas Victor Holdings <laughs> <Okay. laughs> at all okay. uh, with all my moto. Okay. Uh, contract uh, so i'm sorry i can't comment further <laughs> uh hey how's the code working greg i don't know how much you check it out i hope it's working well again pulp of mexico at offroadwarehouse.com 
to say. Yeah, so. no, it's it's been good. Look, good. We, we really appreciate that connection and your your listeners, guys that are riding. Uh, you know, luckily there's a great connection. They're driving trucks and need stuff to get them back and forth from the track uh, and looking good going down the road and playing in the dirt. So right. it's been good. working out real well. We're happy and, and looking forward to continuing it on. Well, good. Good to hear that. You hear that, Phil? I deliver. Yeah, I deliver for the these guys. Phil. Uh, I don't know how. It doesn't make any sense to me. But <laughs> yeah. I was hoping Mr. Well, Tom, Greg, and Corey would buy out, and shut it down. The, oh, I'm you, sorry. Whoever's going to the race, uh, ORW will have a presence still at Glen Helen, even though – um, yeah, the club and next team won't be there. Paula. Oh, Paula, Paula, Paula. Yeah. So, sorry. Phil, you want them to buy it and shut it down? Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought Thomas, Greg, and Corey should uh, uh, um, all three of them just pitch in and then shut the whole yeah. the whole radio. Buy it and down. bury it. <laughs> yes. Do us all a favor. That's fucked up, Phil. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you know, uh, Scott from Motorsport.com. He put it into your program too, Phil, and and then that's why you're calling in every week, and he can probably relate to Greg and Thomas here. You know, so yes, yes. I uh, actually, I only do. I only have two more of these, or what? Yeah, two more. Really, that's sad. <laughs> kind of starting to, yeah, kind of starting to like them a little bit. It's but, not till the know. end of the year. No, it's just for the twelve outdoor rounds. Mr. Tom, yeah, don't give him any ideas. Yeah, you got to go till the racing starts again. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. ORW wants it. That's what ORW wants. And motorsport.com. And that's what they get. That's what they get. Phil on weekly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Phil, Phil fell short on the track, so he needs to he needs to come through for us for the rest of the year. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yes, I'll, I can handle it. I can handle it. Uh, hey, Greg, you, extra workload. Greg, you've got a you've got a big following in the truck racing world, and one of my buddies that I mountain bike with, uh, it, it was very impressed that uh, we went out mountain biking. You know, there six months ago or whenever the hell that was last year. I don't even know, but. Um, so what's going on with the truck racing right now? I know that Lucas Oil Series, that's something that you did, isn't really around anymore. Uh, so, what, Greg, what kind of stuff do you do now? Yeah, so short course on the West Coast, we're, we're trying to keep it alive. At okay. least for the kids, there's a bunch of youth racers. Tro- they got these mini little trophy carts. My kid, I'm pretty invested with uh, at least three or four of these things. So, so we're trying to keep something alive and, and get the trucks back. So uh, because of short course on the west coast kind of dying on the bigger mm-hmm. trucks like the, the pro four four-wheel drives were just fun as hell to drive but expensive as hell to, to uh, upkeep so i got my partner over here thomas and i we uh decided to invest in a uh, trophy truck to oh race my, the desert oh so my god jesus we're going yeah. uh baja racing <laughs> And uh, we'll see if we survive one Baja without uh, killing each other. <laughs> Phil, trophy trucks are pretty cheap, I bet, I think, Phil. They're, they're not uh, much. Yeah. No, it's just like dirt bike racing. The trophy, you know? the trophy truck is the cheap part. <laughs> it's the parts and the support, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Uh, so the rest of it, the going racing part is the expensive part. But, you know, honestly, there's kind of been a game plan for a long period of time. Um, I just didn't know if it would come to fruition or not. But right. Greg said a lot of. Uh, point what they call point-to-point racing down in Mexico since he was a teenager. And uh, I've always been obviously interested in that, and now I have the opportunity to team up with somebody that has the experience. and, right. and the. Uh, so I'm actually also going to uh, get with – had to talk with him this week, but Rick Johnson's going to help me. Oh, wow. Kinda, yeah, going to try to get uh, a little seat time with me and – kind of learn the ropes so mm-hmm. uh, but the first race that we'll do is the mint 400 there in your hometown so you'll have to either come out or hang out or uh at least uh 
you know, throw us a kind word here and there. Can I drive the truck? No. Okay. No. All right. <laughs> Didn't even it's think a about it. If you moved up to a real pickup truck, we might be able to Oh, uh, here we go. Uh, yeah, you don't uh, have experience. Line, we'll probably a little too steep of a curve for you. Uh, listen, the Ridge Line was mid-sized truck of the year for tr- car and driver. Mid-sized truck of the year. Yeah, like nine years ago. What have they, what have they done for us lately? Uh, no, Greg, but hey, I actually, Greg, I don't know anything about truck racing. I know you're really good at it. I know you've, you've done really well with it. I was bummed at that Lucas Oil. Like, I watched it. When I was perusing through the channels and I they saw it. I liked it, man. It was cool. Jeremy was in it. Brian was in it, as you mentioned yourself. Like, I thought that series was really neat. And I guess Lucas Oil decided just that was it, huh? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it had struggled a little bit. I mean, more guys were spending money to go desert racing because for a lot of reasons, it was hard to figure out. The, the action at uh, Short Course was awesome. I mean, yeah, it, it know, was. Yep. It's like Supercross for you guys. You know, we're just banging fenders and tearing shit up and, and going for it. It's like a 100-yard dash versus, you know, the, the Baja races are more of a marathon. And it just, I, you know, for whatever reason, you know, Lucas, I appreciate that they supported this series for so long. I don't know if it, you know, obviously wasn't a huge moneymaker. Right. As most of us know, uh, you know, racing's, uh, you become a millionaire by starting as a, you know, multi-millionaire or right, something like right, that. Right. So, I think that was ultimately what what did it. And they've had some changes in how they're managing their business, so so it sucks really because yep. the, the sport is is really cool. It's great on TV, but it's so much better in person. It is, yeah. um, it's it's hard to compare, but it's just just like you guys, you know, on you know I think Supercross and Motocross do a great job of of showing that on TV. But when you're there live, you're just your jaws dropping at the shit those guys are doing on those bikes so um same similar deal but right. yeah so yep. it is what it is it, it, the, the short course is still going strong in the midwest um with the champ series so for anybody fo- likes to follow that the champ series is uh, doing a good job with the pro two and pro four trucks but i'm mostly a west coast guy and, yep. uh, and for the business just made sense to just go back down to the desert and uh, have some fun down there. Well, you got ten or uh, ten and growing ORWs, so you got a lot of stuff to going on. Actually, absolutely right. You got a lot of these businesses. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate all the nice things about my racing, but um, you know, really, I it, I couldn't quit my uh, day job to uh, go full time racing. So, right. Um, you know, we we competed against a lot of fast guys, rub fenders with a lot of uh, of the the best, and. Uh, usually somehow ended up on my roof, but uh, <laughs> at least we had a good time. Well, like Phil. Like Phil ended up not on his roof, but, yeah, on the ground. So Yeah, uh, so maybe that's why <laughs> Phil and I, you know, it's Thomas, we have this triad of uh, yeah. mutual respect or something. I don't know what you call it. Right. Well, yeah. uh, Thomas, Greg, thanks for calling in, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, good to have you. Thanks for your support of Phil and, and Shock and Mumford and, and Marsh Banks and, and everybody. It's worked out really well, and I'm glad ORW's uh, having some success and and all of that. And Thomas, uh, you know, you put it everything together. You're the deal maker. Well, I, I think everybody's done a great job. I'm happy with the results. I hope it's, you know, making an impact. And I hope we can keep doing it for years to come. Right. Now, you told me to buy this house, by the way, too, Thomas. So I just want you to, this is all on you. So. Well, I gave you some sound financial advice, and, and uh, you were smart enough to take it. So <laughs> I, I appreciate that as well. I mean, I, I see when I look at the uh, the studio, it's not quite as palatial, but I'm. It's not. I'm, the, rest nope. of the house is great. We're, we're getting by over here. That's it. That's what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sorry we missed out today, but. Yeah, uh, bummer. We'll, we'll take it another time. And I, look, we appreciate you um, helping us get the ORW word out, and, and uh, I appreciate the friendship. and. 
I mean, I hope, uh, you know, Phil will come on next year. We'll see how that works out. But uh, I, hope, I hope we can continue this on. Awesome. Well, uh, awesome. Thanks, Greg. Again, thanks for the support of the show and everything. And, and Thomas, you too. Thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, thank you. See you, Phil. Thanks, fellas. See you, boys. Thank you. All right, that's uh, Greg Adler and Thomas Victor on the line. Good guys. Uh, they were going to come up here in studio, but, uh, yeah, weather got a little bit bit because they don't fly commercial, so they have a smaller plane. <laughs> I wonder what that's like. I don't know, Phil, right? <laughs> wow, can you imagine? Uh, well, buddy, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. I know it's late there, but this is all part of your contractual agreement. So No, it's fine. I can I can swallow the bullet, no problem. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> he loves Harsh. it. He loves it. Uh, I can't yeah. wait till next week. Like I am, I am uh, rubbing my hands together in glee at you and Troll Train in here. Oh we're, yeah, we're going mountain biking. We're going e-biking. We're going to do the show. It's it's a whole thing. So yeah, I know. RW signing. Yeah, Troll Daddy's got his teleprompter all set up. He's just going to read word for word, and it'll be dialed. Uh, what about Troll Training? Yeah. How many? What's the over under on jokes you make at Troll Training? What's the over under? <laughs> I'll take it easy on him. He's had a rough year like me, so. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> I mean, we'll light him up a little bit, but, please, you know. Please do. Uh, all right. Thanks <laughs> Thanks for calling in, Philip. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Yeah, no worries. See you, Daniel. Later, Phil. All right, see you. That's Phil Nicoletti. We're going to commercial break. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. we got Jace McAlpine coming up, Jason Thomas, more talk with Daniel Blair. We'll get to the bottom of what he's doing for, for Supercross next year. Big news uh, for that. We'll, we'll drop that as well. we got much more coming up right after this, everybody. He's a fat fucker. Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motosport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at motosport.com. Steve. Kiefer. Do you want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about race tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with race tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of race tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at race tech, the stuff has been great. So uh, for you guys out there listening, if you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work, or as Steven says on the show sometimes, Get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt Bushings. in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. 
Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you when you call. You can save on the service. You can save save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code Home Life 2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified service with the folks at Race Tech. Good people. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with the right sprocket and chain kit for your bike. With more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex EK has more gearing than your garage has room for. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Star Racing Yamaha and Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, orange, silver, and Kawasaki green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will be. Call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and mention promo code PULPMX2021 and get the best deal on your next order. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp Nation. Andy from Guts Racing. We are the leaders in seat technology. We feel like for any need that you have with your seat, we've got you covered. For 2021, we're going to be adding more colors to our, our product line, and we're going to be adding more merchandise to our product line. Also new for 2021, we've expanded our distribution through motorsportoutlet.com. So please support the people that support Pulp, support Guts Racing, and also support motorsport.com. Hope to see you guys at the track soon. Once again, this is Andy Gregg from Guts Racing. Thanks again to Pulp Nation for all the support. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin Motorcycle Tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. 
For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring Tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com, visit your local dealer or online retailer, and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then while the competition has been trying to catch up. Grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys who wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. Our guys at Works Connection have always been there for the Pulpamex show, and they're there for you as well. Uh, they're just as passionate and as dedicated to the sport as you are. For over 30 years, Works Connection has been designing and producing innovative products like the Pro Launch Start Device, the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch, Elite Axle Blocks, and much, much more. You'll find Works Connection products on AMA Pro Riders bikes under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, Smart Top Honda, as well as top teams and privateers alike. The best part of this deal is Pulp MX20 code saves you money at worksconnection.com. Stop by your local outlet and check out the new lineup of Works Connection products for 2021. I've got the perch on my bike. I've got the engine plugs. I absolutely love it. Great product. I've got the uh, start device as well, which helped me in one moto at the World Vet Championships and one moto. Not so much. Worksconnection.com. Pulp MX20 is the code to save. Please check them out. All new. 2021 products now available. Thanks for listening. Hero. 
Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MD Augusta, and Ducati. Today, Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Welcome back, everybody. Paul Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing, Decal Works, all on board with us. And, uh, again, thanks for listening. Thanks to JB, Justin Brayton, Phil Nicoletti, Ryan Dungey, all been on. And thanks to my co-host, too, the great Daniel Blair. What's up, DB? <laughs> the great. The great Daniel Blair. <laughs> That's rad. I've never been called the great before. I'll Jason Thomas coming up. It. Jace McAlpine as well from Gypsy Tales, all coming up here. And, uh, yeah, man, it's going, uh, going well. Thanks to our sponsors, by the way. Uh, I want to talk about Maxima USA. Uh, of course, those guys are fantastic oil. Great, fantastic stuff. And uh, whether it's Pro Filter or whether it's Maxima, those guys are doing a great job. Monster Energy Pro Circuit, Monster Energy Kawasaki running Maxima USA. SC1. It's great. Mm-hmm. Jalik Swole might have had too much SC1. Too much. Flew over the bike. Too much. Dislocated his shoulder. Get well what, soon, what, Was it on that crash or not? Yeah. yeah. I, thought I, I thought I heard that it wasn't from that. Mm. It was something else or something. I thought it was. Okay. Maybe you heard differently. I don't. I, okay. I could be well, way wrong. I, don't spray a lot of SC1 on your bike because yeah. you'll fly off like Jaleek Swole. I really don't even know what really happened there. A whip that just got away from them. Uh, they got the 927 two-stroke oil as well, uh, Super M uh, as well. They got the good old trusty Super M. Great. A bunch of oil at Maxima USA. Use the code PULP20 at checkout to save MaximaUSA.com. So whether it's four-stroke stuff, two-stroke stuff, grease, SC1, whatever it is, they got it all. And Pro Filter as well, PULP20 at checkout, ProFilter.com. They got top-quality air and oil filters for dirt bikes, street bikes, side-by-sides, and everything in between. Sold through Power Sports dealers nationwide. Pick up a pre-oiled ready-to-use premium air filter or oil filter for your next service. So thanks to the guys at ProFilter and Maxima USA for coming on board. And if you want to see the codes, sponsor deals on pulpamexshow.com. I have all the, uh, all the codes there as well. So uh, Jason Thomas coming up here shortly. we got some phone calls as well, Daniel. Um, let's, uh, let's go to line four. It's AJ. What's up, AJ? Quick question. So um, I'm just curious because 
Um, so what was it? Two weeks ago, I think Buzz Creek, mm-hmm. uh, Sexton and Roxton. That's when they were talking about their bike, right? Yep. So if you test and you set up the bike the way you want it, how mu- how many times can you keep blaming the bike? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. One hundred percent, Daniel. Yeah, it, I get bummed. I, I use the word bummed. When you hear a rider blame the bike because you set the bike up. Yeah. You know, and, and now, I, I, again, I have one experience on a factory team. It was for six weeks. It was a nightmare for me with the bike setup, but I never had a chance to set it up. It was someone else's bike that I rode. So that was kind of a different scenario where I wasn't happy ever the entire time because it was someone else's motorcycle that didn't work. But if you have an off-season and you're in season and you work as much as these guys do and you get the bike set up and you're like, oh, it's so good. I have a really hard time accepting hearing otherwise. You set it up, so it ends up being That's on you. Because like, because uh, Tomac, um, whenever I think, and I don't know whose press conference it was or what he said in the press, but he said no bike changes this week. It was just more on him. So that's what made me think. I'm like. If you set in the bike, you set in the clicks, you set in the well, yeah. whatever, everything and everything. You it, keep blaming look, the bike; it's kind of making you look terrible. It look it makes them sense. look really bad. To in my opinion, and, it's it, first off, you're not self owning the issue, which is always what you should do. Even if it's not, you should always take it on the on the on the chin. Hey, I, man, I did this. Or if the bike's running wrong, you say, man, bike didn't work right that way. I made some I made some bad decisions. Whatever, own it. And you always will look better, even if it's not fully your fault. But I, I just have a hard time with these guys. And the main reason why is I think there's a philosophy out there that these guys think they can get a 100% perfect bike. Well, that, that was literally I was biting my tongue. Okay. Yeah. I've been there as a mechanic, right? I've been, I've been uh, factory teams, two factory teams, privateer guy, longtime mechanic. If this isn't road racing. The track changes every lap. Every Dirt lap. changes. You'll never ever get a perfect working bike and if the bike kicks you in a corner don't hit that bump the next lap and if you keep or adjust your body yeah i just you'll never get a perfect bike it goes back to i think a a kind of like a theory in the rider's head where it's i'm looking for the perfect bike but that doesn't exist so if you kind of change your perspective and go i'm looking for a 90 to 95 percent perfect bike and the other five to ten will be on me i'll adjust i'll move lines i'll do something else if you at least have that mentality first you probably won't have the issues. Osborne, last time I was on, or one of the times I was on, he was on and said, I ain't changing stuff. I'll, I'll maneuver around some of the issues. And it's like, thank God when yeah. you hear that, because the perfect bike don't exist. So stop looking for it. Yeah, and again, yeah, yeah. It, things, things will change all the time. And the team can get you. The team has engineers and uh, uh, suspension guys and motor guys and real engineers. They'll get you 90% there, man. They'll get you real close. And, and you got to do the rest. Just to, like, just to follow up, um, as far as like the bike setup goes, so how much restriction like do the, does the team have like towards like the rider as far as like a setup goes? If that no, if there's even any restriction. Uh, well, there's some restriction. Like you couldn't roll out a year old bike if it looks yeah, a lot different. No, I, you know like, what I mean. I mean, just suppose like you went, you like Tomac. Just suppose he went like by thirty seconds, like the first moto, right? Yep. And he wants to make a bike change. Is someone going to speak up and say, eh, I don't uh, know if you should or not? Or yeah, is yeah, yeah. Push and pull. Yeah, yeah, push and pull, exactly. Yeah. The guy could, Tomac could be like, hey, man, I think we need to do this. And a guy on the team could be like, listen, I don't think we should do that because of this. 
but we'll do what you want, but here's what I think, and then the rider has to make that final call. The rider and then when get- you go on the podium and it don't work yeah. out, don't yeah. be blaming your bike because at the end of the day, I think the rider will get the final say on race day. He's not going to... Maybe they don't get the final say when it comes to, hey, I want that part. And it's like, no, we can't run that part. That was my issue is I didn't like the oversized kit forks. I didn't think they were necessary on East Coast Supercross. It, they didn't need it. The whole bike felt mm. rigid and harsh, and I wanted them off, but I wasn't allowed because of the contract. Yeah. They had to run these oversized 50 mil forks. I yep. hated them. Yep. That's different. But when you're on race day and it comes to clicker adjustments, sag adjustments, those kind of things, it better be on the rider. I mean, the rider better be the one making the decision. If not, that's a problem too. Yeah. So I, 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 but okay. I think there's a theory out there that you can get a perfect bike, which does not exist because, as Steve said, the track changes every yeah, single it's, it's, lap. I get frustrated when I hear the bike setup stuff. Like JT's argument a few weeks ago on the pod was ridiculous. That what Justin Cooper said, "Ah, my bike didn't work that well in the second moto." Come to find out, we know he's battling a thumb injury. And JT just bought it that the bike wasn't, gonna, wasn't working for him. And I'm like, one hour yeah. earlier, he smoked everybody. So you're, no team and no rider would make massive changes to their bike after a moto win. You're going to move some clickers because the bumps are bigger? Yeah, you're going you're to maybe but, look at the year before. You're going to go, okay, the track's drying out a little, so maybe we do this. But to, to claim bike setup after you won and smoked everybody is ridiculous. And, and now, again, thumb injury, right? So... Cooper's probably just doing that to like sort of take a take the spotlight away from his injury, and so. But JT and I were having it out, of course. Our our annual bike or daily bike setup mm-hmm. issue. Uh, I just don't buy it. I just don't. I will not buy that fight. If you want to tell me about taking a massive, a huge brace out of the frame, then I'm down. Well, that's a big change. And the reason why is yeah. you take that brace out. The entire bike feels different, so everything is going to work different. That that is a huge change. That's yeah, yeah, not yeah. two clicks on the rebound and, and add a little compression to the force. No, that's yeah, yeah, so. that's a we made this change, so now everything has changed. And again, these riders always talk about comfort. Comfort is always feel. That's what they're. That's what they should be saying. It's feel. It's not comfort. It's feel. And that, again, that comes in the off season and all the work you do to get the bike to feel right. From there, there shouldn't be that dramatic of changes here and there, and you should not be coming off the track after a bad moto and blaming your bike. It's okay. Uh, thanks for the call, AJ. Thanks, man. No problem. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Derek on one. Derek, what's up, man? Derek. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Hey, just had a question about uh, the Grant Langston deal. I'm not sure if you guys have covered it yet. I was listening to your uh, review show earlier, mm-hmm. hearing uh, JT and you guys go over that. Um, my question is, is uh, you know, given, you know, I understand companies having COVID restrictions currently, but I completely disagree with mandatory vac- uh, vaccinations from the government or private corporations or whatever. That should be individuals' decisions. So, um, anyways, my question is: Is if NBC, NBC Sports comes out and says to to their employees that it's mandatory, is Grant Langston now right in what he's doing? No. Why? Why would he be right? What do you mean? I, I know what you're saying. If, if they make it mandatory, what what would make Grant right in this situation? Because it wasn't mandatory. I, I now. just think I just think he sees the writing on the wall. And he sees that that's coming down the pipe eventually. So he's like, I'm just going to pull out now so mm. I don't have to face that decision in the future. But there's only two more races left in the season. It's obvious he didn't want to do the job anymore, right? Like, it's that's the bottom line, I think, is from what I hear, he almost quit earlier this year. So a lot of things going on. And I think he just didn't care about the job as much anymore. So he, he quit, right? So because it's just two more races. I, I fully get what you're saying. Uh, uh, sorry to get your name. I, I miss it. Um, 
Derek, I, I agree. You cannot tell somebody they need to get this vaccination, right? You just can't. Um, but you, you can you can enforce policies and procedures to 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 for people who don't have it. Uh, but I, I mean, I, I don't think GL. There's only two more races left, and then he can make that decision in the off season, right? If they made it mandatory. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It could have happened later. I just. Uh, yeah. I just anticipate a situation later on where he might be vindicated a little bit. I don't see. I don't see that though, Daniel. Do you see him being vindicated? If if I don't see how that's like, I feel like it's NBC's. NBC's right to to have these policies and procedures for good reasons. I think that's good reasons. And then I think it's Grant's right to be like, I don't want to do that. That's fine also, right? Uh, I don't see any vindication, but maybe I'm off here. I mean, Grant is right for him. That That's the bottom line, in my opinion. And I, can we get into it now? Because I'd, yeah. like yeah. I'd like to say a little, and then I don't want to go into any more of it. I really don't want to deep dive. Grant had to do what was best for him. Based on his family, his research, his feelings, his future outlook, his past experience, everything. As an individual, you evaluate situations that are in front of you. And you make the best decision that's going to work for you and your family. And he did. So I think he's already vindicated in his decision for himself. Because he made the decision and he seems cool with it. Like, so there's like no, Dark Side with his pony. Ex- just like that. If yep. Dark Side wants to rock the pony forever, that's on him. And he'll take the good and the bad that comes right. with that. That's same with Grant. Grant did what was best for him and to him he's right and it doesn't matter everyone else's opinion because no one's walked a, a minute in his shoes i don't know if you watched the second video today that he put up he I, talked I, about he I, talked I, about his son and his son having autism and his belief that it happened right after being vaccinated at two years old so you can't judge grant in a good or negative way because you don't know his life what he's experienced where he's from he's from a different country so he did the right thing for him end of story that's, for me, where it ends. This is an individual decision that everyone's going to face at some time based on their job or whatever. And when that decision comes, he, you process it, you make the decision, and you live with it. That's, just, that's it. My race tech rant of the night is not GL's decision. That's fine. He's free to do that. I fully agree with uh, kind of what JT was saying, where a positive COVID person can put everything down, right? And we don't know if Grant had that. And if you're not vaccinated... You can spread it a little easier from things I read. Not everything's 100% on that. Like everything, we got some misinformation bouncing around on both sides, right? But uh, my race tech man of the night, it's like, why are you coming down on Jeff Emick, you people? Fro had, Wygant said, 80, 80 DMs about what a bastard he is for taking GL's job. Oh, I didn't know that. Why? And why are you coming down on NBC? And why are you... Like, why are you calling Grant some sort of patriot for this? Like, that's the part what I don't get. That's my race tech rather than I scroll through the comments on GL, and I'm like, I cannot believe some of these people. Okay. Like, like, GL made the choice. NBC made a choice that is perfectly rational. Do you agree with that, Derek? Yeah, I, I feel like it's fairly rational, yep. GL said, okay, you made those decisions on rational reasons. I'm going to quit because I don't want to stay home for one weekend. That's also his choice, everything else, and then Jeff Emig steps in. How is that NBC's fault for, for a rational decision? And how is that Jeff Emig's fault who gets a call when he's in New Orleans and they're like, hey, do you want to come and race, uh, announce the outdoors? Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? They're losing their minds in this thing, man. They are fucking losing their minds. And, and, I, and it's sad. It's sad to see the attitude of some of these people, man. Like, again... 
I'm not talking about forced vaccinations. I'm not. Ta- I'm just talking about a company that's saying, "Hey, man, we think the vaccine will prevent the spread. We don't know if you have it, so can you stay home for a week? Come back in two weeks. Everything's the same." And GL said, "No, again, cool, no problem, GL." But then that's the part where I'm like, "What the fuck is wrong with you people?" Well, okay, two things. Number one, I didn't know about the fro hate stuff. I didn't, I didn't know any of that. So yeah. that's fro got that is a little a ton of hate. It's a little shocking because he had nothing to do with it. But what, why? Yeah. Um, but I would say the anger from the fans, and I could tell you right now, it's it's real. This isn't just online stuff. I got people called me and text me, and they're livid over this. The reason why it's not because of just Grant and this. That is a small sliver in a bigger pie of anger over a lot of things that are all, this is just part of That's it. That's fine. This but how can, like, you, how can you come down? Yeah, 100%. How can you, I get it. You're right. But what NBC is asking is what uh, Western Power Sports is asking, what uh, any corporation is asking. Like, right. hey, man, like Michelin. Michelin, Randy was telling us, too. If you travel, you got to quarantine because right. we don't quite know what's been going Be, on. Well, so because there's this- nothing wrong with that policy. But that's not what I think everyone's mad about. They're not mad about this individual policy and this individual thing that just happened in our sport with someone that everyone loves. That's, I don't think that's what it's about. It's a bigger thing. People are really pissed about this because this is one, they, they feel one domino closer to where it's going. Because remember, the healthcare workers, my brother is a healthcare worker and he is being forced to be vaccinated or he is fired and can't provide for his children. He went to college. He sacrificed his life. He was frontline during the COVID pandemic. And now he's being told if he does not get vaccinated, which is against his religion, very, my brother is very religious, believe it or not. For those of you out there who listen to him on the show, (laughs) yes, he has an explosive personality, but he's very religious. He's being forced to be vaccinated. I think if you prove it's against your religious beliefs. Oh, he's trying and they're telling him no. So you have teachers now. it's, It's getting... The dominoes are hitting one by one by one. So you have people that are frustrated over the entire debate of the vaccine and the mandates and all that. So I think this one just kind of exploded because this is the first time our sport has kind of had to deal with this. It doesn't make Langston eligible for a Purple Heart. He just simply didn't like a policy and quit. Pro- no problem. 100%. 100%. Cool. And th- and like, I, I don't have an issue with in any of those and things. And that's fine. And I, again, I think what people are frustrated by is the bigger conversation of what's happening in other industries. Well, be smart and now about it, it Well, now it, it's, it's moved its way into our sport and someone that everyone loves because who doesn't like Grant? Grant is awesome. Everyone likes Grant. And now Grant was the one who said, I, look, I see the writing on the wall. I don't like it. I'm out. I have my beliefs. I'm out. And the people look at him. There was no him. writing on the wall. There was no writing no, on the wall. It, it, the writing was just stay home for a week. No, I know. Come back in two weeks. Again, I'm vaccinated. Again, un, this is not Grant. No. This is yeah. the whole thing. The writing on the wall is where this whole thing is moving. And everyone's frustrated over that. And then this is the one that makes everyone go kaboom in our industry. Wow. If this would have happened in NASCAR think, and they would have pulled the NASCAR guy or, or it would have been the same thing, uh, our fans wouldn't have flipped out. It flipped, they're flipping out because our guy got affected by a, a policy that they believe is moving in one direction, not the other, and they don't like it. Wow. That's it. And again, so my, my thought on this is companies are going to do what they have to do individually. They're going to make decisions on what they do with their company. Listen, there's plenty and people of, are going to make the decisions on what they do with their job and their life and yeah, everything. There's and that's, plenty of jobs that you don't need to be vaccinated in. You can go. You're free to do that. And companies are free to make. I can't I can't carry a gun on a plane. I got to wear if I worked at Yamaha, I would have to wear pants. These are all policies. These that's why all, you and that's why you don't work right. at Yamaha. Well, I mean, in my underwear, like I'm talking about not shorts, like like these are all policies <laughs> and procedures that are all across corporate America. 
everywhere you go. And if that's what it is, you're free to go. America, freedom. I keep hearing about freedom. You're free to go get another job. Well, you're that, free to not take the vaccine. But that, okay. No one is forcing you to do any but, of this. But then if people stand behind Grant and they, so, let's say, support him and stand with him on his willingness to be done because of a decision he's made, I think that's what they value is him using his freedom to be done. The negativity towards Fro, that, I, got a, I got a problem with it. I, I don't like that. I, you might not like that he... I don't. God, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't get the fro thing. I, that, yeah, the, the no, negativity. That, that, I don't get. Fro said it was. Uh, but yeah. the the support for Grant for making a individual decision that lines up with maybe the way they believe this situation all is in general. I don't think there's anything wrong with him being a patriot to those people because he is to them. But being negative to Fro, I, I, I have a problem with. That. I'm going to try to walk into a convenience store without a shirt on. I'm going to videotape it. I'm going to get kicked out because I don't have a shirt That's on. Not and I, I hope mean, I'm a fucking Purple Heart nominee. <laughs> I hope and, I'm ready to go on the steps of Washington and, and you, get a Purple Heart for my actions because I'm a patriot. Because I wanted to go in and get a Slurpee, and I didn't have a shirt on. And you know that that is not even apples and oranges. We're talking... That's, They're not forcing him to get a vax. It's the same thing. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. They're not... We just finished saying, Derek on one, me and you, we all said this is a rational policy. We all said that. And so he's quitting over rational policy. Again, no problem. No problem with the policy. No problem with GL quitting. I just, do we need to give him a Purple Heart? That's the part in reading the comments. I'm like, wait, what? This is a policy. This is something that's very common now with this Delta variant that is spreading very fast. And, the, and, and so, like, let's just calm down. Know, that's but, all. I know, but half, half the country, or I don't know the percent, doesn't agree with it. So for him to take the stand for himself, doesn't agree, they feel doesn't like... Doesn't agree with what? The policy? The policy. A lot of people so, don't believe in the policy. So you think the... So we've not seen me. This Don't ask me that no, question. No, no, I'm no, not but answering that question. We, we, this, this thing spreads bad. We've seen this. It happens, right? It's in the pro pits right now. We've seen it. Mm -hmm. A company says, "Don't." If, if, if one person goes into the NBC thing and 20 cameramen get sick and they go to the hospital and maybe they're not surviving it, and guess who's on the hook liability-wise? NBC, Lucas Oil. They're on the right. hook liability-wise. that's why they make policies Thank for their you. company. That's because 100%. they don't want to get sued if you die in the hospital I, from something that could have happened. I understand this that. Is all a, this is all a... So are you telling me people are freaking out over that kind of policy? Because that right there, what I just told you, is a very real thing. It is, but I would right. say people are probably frustrated with the fact that that policy is... Uh, it's, a, it's a little rigid in some ways because Grant tested negative. So he's actually negative. He tested. He did not test ne negative. He did not. He said, I had to test sure. negative. He did not say he tested negative. Uh, I he did he, not take a test. I thought he nope. got it. I he specifically says, I had, to I had to test negative if I wanted to come. I thought he one did. Thing, so. One thing that I didn't understand is if Weege was vaccinated, yep. why would he have to be tested? That doesn't make any sense to me. He, well, does the vaccine work or does the vaccine not work? The vaccine works. It keeps you out of the hospital, right? It keeps you from getting this severely affected by this. So it works. But yes, you can still get it. And yes, you can spread it. And like I said, things I read says you're less likely to spread it if you're vaccinated. But there's a lot of gray area on that for sure on both sides. So there's all of that so, going on. The whole the whole thing's a mess. The problem is the messaging has been wrong from the very beginning. And, it's, Listen, and I don't know how it got political. It shouldn't be political because uh, both presidents said the exact same thing. So this isn't a... To me, it's not a political issue. It's purely an issue that some people don't want the vaccine being forced on them, and they feel that certain policies don't force it, 
but nudge you in a direction that you don't want to go. And they're standing with Grant because he does not want to put up with the policy or any of it. And for those people, he is a patriot to them for standing up and giving up his career, which he might have already been given up anyway, in order to say, no, I'm not going along with this policy. So that's why. But we've established you and I both think and Derek on the line both think it's a rational policy. We, we've all established yeah. that. It's a rational policy. It, it's a it's rational like, apology for the very, very liquid times that we're in because things change every five seconds with this thing. And that's the real hard, the hardest part of this whole damn thing is that things change every five seconds. Well, yep, absolutely. Uh, the government has fucked up many messages. The whole many thing. Times. Yep, the whole absolutely. time and the whole thing, which makes but, people but, do what? Go to the very edges of their beliefs and they sit there and they hardline on it. And when an entire fan base... Feels well, like because I'm telling you this Moto I, fan base is a certain I, way. I'm going into a convenience store with no shirt on. That's and not I, the and same. I want and you my know purple that. heart, and I want my purple heart. All right, I didn't That's want to get But yeah, I agree, Derek. We got to run. Bo- uh, yeah, bottom line. So because I want to, I, I personally will not talk about this anymore after this. Grant made a decision that is best for him. Yeah. The fans are going to react the way they're going to react. Some good, some bad. So Obviously, poor, most wrote. poor fro. Uh, way poor fro. The fact that he is. <laughs> way poor fro. I mean that he's just like getting. I just like the receiving end of like some, I, I don't get that all the way. Um, just lay off fro, people. That's my yeah, race tech my, 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 Lay off fro. The only thing that I would say about this, I'm, I'm bummed that he got hit hard because I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but people have the right and the freedom to believe what they want to believe and act and express themselves in a certain way for a guy who is representing their beliefs. There's nothing wrong with anyway. That's the beauty of America is everyone can make the decision for themselves. And well, line up that purple heart, patriot. To some, he is. And to some, he's a villain. To some, he uh, is an absolute villain. I don't know and how he could be a villain to anybody. For not getting vaccinated. There are people out there that uh, believe true, if you right. do not get vaccinated, you you're are right. an evil scumbag villain. So I follow some sports writers that are way over the top with that. You're right. So, yeah, so yeah. as I'm saying, people right. are going to believe what they want to believe, and they're going to express themselves the way they want to. Right. And for Grant, he did what was best for him. Uh, all right, Derek, we got to run, okay. man. Thanks, though. Thanks for getting us hey, into trouble you, tonight. Yeah, thanks for getting us in trouble. That's awesome. <laughs> thank <laughs> Have you. Have a good one, guys. See you, man. Good night. Uh, Fly Racing, uh, look, the 2022 line is uh, doing a good job. They worked on the kinetic stuff. They worked on the Evo stuff uh, after re- revamping the light stuff. The new Formula Helmet, Daniel, is fantastic. You're a Fly Racing rider also, as is Justin Brayton. My son is. Well, okay. Fly Racing family. Fly Racing family. Family first. That's right. Family right. first. Yeah. Uh, Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? I'm just listening to you uh, rant about something you can't change, and well, that that's not that's not the first can't time. Can't do anything about. That's not the first time. JT, but, JT, do you want to rant right now? Because I got one I for don't. you. No, I know I, I got don't. one on something else. Oh, okay, what do you got? I'm looking at the box score from Ironman 450 okay. class. Somehow, Curran Thurman's 25:22 beats the overall of the guy. Uh, let's see here, Bryce Hansen, who went 26:20 and actually got a point. But somehow yeah. Thurman beat him in the overall. <laughs> I wish we would have noticed mm. that uh, before our pod. That so, should not be the case. So hashtag AMA. Uh, Bryce Hansen got uh, beat by a guy with zero points. JT. I'm not surprised. The floor is yours. I'm not surprised. <laughs> this is par for the course. I'm just looking Great at the sheet and I'm like, why does it go we, four points, two points, two points, zero <laughs> points, one point? Uh, we have uh, X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs coming up, too, with, the, with Jason Thomas as well. Um, JT, Team USA, looks like uh, we're, September 1st is a big day. So what is the significance of September 1st? New regulations for countries in Europe. Well, 
So that the the EU already said that they will impose restrictions, basically uh, going back to kind of how it was. And I got an email today from Delta saying that I'll have to test and do all those things again. But the bigger point here is I firmly do not believe that Italy is going to require vaccinations or quarantine to visit Italy. I do not believe that will happen. So okay. if Team USA decides not to go, that's up to them. But, you know, I went to Italy months ago, and I don't think they're going to go backwards from where they were months ago. I just do, do not believe that they will do that. So do what they want. Whatever happens, happens. But I don't believe it's going to be a we-can't-go-to-Italy issue. Okay. That, those rules, when the EU hands those down, they are, uh, they are recommendations. They're not requirements. So each country is allowed to then right. decide their own fate, right? Germany has taken a pretty hard line, which they have all, all, you know, most of the time. England was in the same situation. Italy was not, um, and several other countries were not. Um, and that just from me doing a ton of research to, to figure out if I was going to be able <clears throat> excuse me, to go to Italy in the first place, uh, I read a lot of information, and basically they're at a they're in a situation where their business cannot handle that anymore. Like they they cannot go back to ten day quarantines because no one can go there, and then their their economy really suffers, uh, especially right now. Maybe if it was the winter time, maybe they would be more inclined to do something like that. But I I just don't see that happening right now. Well, tourist season's over. If you're if you're in the government of Italy and you want to do something, it, you know it's basically over. But um, Yes and no. Um, I mean, it's it's the fall in Italy. Um, I, I just my personal belief is I don't think Italy specifically goes backwards on their policy. How does that work for layovers? I mean, is I, I this is a just a really naive question, but if you're laying over in Munich or is there any kind of weird? Depends, um, and that's up to that's up to the airports individually and the countries individually. Okay. Um, but like going through Amsterdam, no problem. Um, you know, which is how I, I will go and have gone before. Um, you can go on uh, Delta has specific, or this is what I went on the first time, was called a specific COVID flight. Everyone on the flight had tested within 48 hours of boarding, uh, and then you would arrive, show your test, and then you had to test within 48 hours of returning. Um, and these were specifically to Italy, only to Italy. They were direct from America, and they were the first flights allowed uh, to the EU from America. So. Yeah, it's it's pretty intense. Like all of the the hoops you have to jump through, or and it's gotten better on that. Um, so again, based on those flights, those COVID specific flights, and all the all the things that Italy did to enable tourism to happen and get the ball rolling, that's kind of why I can't see them going down this path again. I kind of think they don't care what the EU or WHO says. I, I really don't think they care. Hmm. Uh, all right, we got a call here from uh, Dylan on two. Dylan, what's up, man? Yo, hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, I just wanted to say, man, uh, great show. And, uh, 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 yeah, man. Um, yeah, great show. I, I, uh, all right, hello? man, thanks for calling. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming in. Uh, we got, you blew uh, it! That's what you should do to the other Dylan when he calls. So, um... Daniel, do you Brandon? have do you have what? anything to talk about JT with to JT about? No, no. Moving on. No. What happened? That's bullshit. Okay. Oh, not nothing. 
Did I miss something? Are you holding out on me, Stevie? Are you scared? I, I came on and now you don't want to bring it up. Bring what up? I don't know. That's bullshit. JT, you and I have agreed on 99.9% of everything probably the, both of us have ever said. But there's he's just one something thing. here. It's got to be Jet, right? Is that, is that what you're going to come with? His name is Generational. That's his name. It's on his birth certificate. <laughs> I don't believe that's his name. It's on his birth certificate. Oh, it's, it's okay. on a birth certificate. Generational. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not going to. Jets only fans. Jets and only fans. Yeah. No, I, see, Steve wants me to Steve wants me to get feisty with you right now, but I, I can't. I'm waiting until Hangtown. I'm waiting until Hangtown, you, wait until Hangtown and then I'm going to drop an atom bomb on JT after Hangtown. I'm good. Like, I, I have no issue with how amazing Jets doing. Like, it's. Not about that. I, doing or is? nothing negative I want to say about Jet. Doing nothing negative. or is? Well, I think is is only going to be up to his future, right? He, he's going to have to play that out. That's the main point. But, I mean, he's riding phenomenally well. He hasn't ridden phenomenally well at every round this year. But more recently, he has ridden much better. And if he rides the way he rode this weekend and the second moto at Unadilla – uh, everyone's in for a lot of trouble for a very long time. JT, what about the offer I made you? If Jet closes out the title and wins Paula and wins Hangtown, I made you an offer. Are you going to take that offer? I don't remember what the terms were. Oh, boy. I offered to be light and let you come onto my side and be in the generational belief. If he closes out and wins, Paula... <laughs> oh, you're you're going to let him on. I'm going to let him on. Oh, if wow. you, but he's got he's to win the last two. If he wins the last two in dominating fashion, will you just say the words, Jet is generational? I, I just want to hear it one time if he does those things. Um, Agree. Do it. How about this? How about this? If he continues to do <laughs> the things he There's did, no deadline like, to that. If he continues... No, but I'm saying, like, if, like the way he rode at Ironman has not been the way he's ridden all year. I know. That is not the same guy. So if he rides like that, I don't have an argument anymore. But that's not what we saw all year. That's not what we saw at every Supercross. That's certainly not what we saw at several of the outdoor races where he was getting fifth. Got, you know, Justin Cooper was running away from him. That was more where I was making the comment. If he rides like Ironman, I will shut up forever. Like, period. I'll never, Steve. ever... Clip that. question that that take ever again no, i would not enough. do it because he would have earned it um, <laughs> i need more um no steve answer this in the group text when jet which has, one i mean with, we're, with yeah. the one the okay. one okay. when jet has had average it's the one for me it's my one okay yeah. i'm okay. you guys yep. are in a bunch of other ones i'm uh, in like 30 with jt and i need to get the fuck out of here <laughs> okay so yes. listen when Jet has an average weekend, you know, just a 17-year-old yeah. getting like thirds and fourths, just an average weekend, yeah, yeah. does JT not ask me, Daniel, how about Jet with a question mark? I, yeah, and, he'll say yes. that, or he'll be like, I don't see RJ Hampshire running James Stewart Kay. down. When Jet put on the slapping of the year this last weekend, did I say anything in the group text you to didn't. JT? No, you actually didn't, yeah. JT. This is you doing it right now. I waited till <laughs> the air. That's what's happening right now. <laughs> it is. No, again, this is a b debate. JT, you admitted that you believe he is special and that he you just hadn't seen enough and that you needed to see a little bit more before you were ready to take the leap with me. And that's all I'm saying. Is he showing the signs that he is uh, a little more than special? And again, my word that you might not uh, go with generational. He is he is rare. We don't see it. In fact, I think you guys said it on the review show. When they have to create a freaking combine because of this kid and what he's doing, you have to wait, modify what? our amateur program here to keep up with what that kid's doing. I feel like hold that's... On, wait, hold, hold on. You guys said it. 
Who said it? Said the manufacturers believe that what's going on in EMAX and all of that stuff's going on there is developing a better, and Jet that, is proof on, of the pudding. Say, <laughs> wait, you can't say they created a combine because of Jet Warren. I definitely I, leaped a little far in that right you, there. You sure <laughs> did. I did. Sure did. But because I do not believe Tim Cotter said, you know what? Jet Lawrence, we got to do the combine. Tim like, Cotter sees what, what I see, doing. and he said, we got to create a damn combine to fix what we're doing here because this kid's generational. That's what but if he's I, generational talent, wouldn't it? A combine, I don't think, is going to create generational <laughs> talent. That's generational talent, right? No. Or no. But I do have one stat that I didn't know last time we argued, and I do want to drop that stat, and I just want to hear your rebuttal. It has been since James Stewart. Since James Stewart, 20 years, since we've seen someone win multiple Supercross and multiple motocross races before his 18th birthday. That is not something that you heard since we talked, because you drop that every freaking weekend in our text messages. On the air. I haven't dropped it on the air yet. Yeah, you've dropped it on me in text messages like 17 times. (laughs) Is it it wrong? It's been 20 years since someone's done that. But, okay, my rebuttal, my only rebuttal would be that a lot of the the talented racers that have come up started racing much older than Jet. So the it's, it's a different situation, right? Eli started later. A lot of these guys started older. So whether that's good or bad or fair or not, it's not apples to apples. The other riders' career path choices doesn't take away that Jet still did it as a kid. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. But when you say a stat, find me another guy that, well, I, I can't because these guys were they didn't start at the same age as Jet. They didn't turn pro and weren't racing pro races in Europe at 14. Like, that's not... you got to be generational to do thing. that. Okay. I'm just messing with you. Um, but when he wins, Paul, if he wins, Paul, and Hangtown, I just want to hear you say it one time. You don't even have to say it on the air. You can record it in a voice memo, and you text it to me. I just want you to say Jet's generational. Once. If he, if he continues to ride the way he did this weekend and the second moto Unadoa, uh, not the first moto at Bud's Creek, and not, I mean, I guess kind of the second moto at Bud's Creek, not really, but he rides that way, where he's clearly the best guy on the track, even though J-Mart was catching him a little bit, first moto, he rides that way, where, where he just rides away from the pack, then I, I don't have anything, I, w- I wouldn't even say anything back to you, I, just, I would just nod in agreement. No, I don't want to nod, I want you to but say But it's the it. other rides, it's like the Southwick <laughs> rides, where he's just kind of middle pack. Those are the ones that make your argument very difficult. What does he have to do for you to say it? Uh, can Win we, everything like James Stewart. Can we move on? Can we move on? We got phone calls. <laughs> yeah, that's for you guys. fine. All right. Okay. Uh, Jensen's on one. Jensen, what's up? What's your question? Hey, guys. I uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, if we start to see Ken Rockton face these last couple rounds, uh, what do you think he needs to do in the offseason to fix those issues? Later that we see later in the season to hopefully get a title in 2022. What do you think, Daniel? Man, I'm so torn on the the Kenny conversation because if you look at the indoor and outdoor combined, he's got the most points. He's he's the he's I, been. I, I've heard this 14 times in the last two weeks because my buddy Clinton did one on Paul. Who cares? I know, but what I'm what Who I'm cares? getting at is that it's it's sad that he's looked at like such a disappointment because he keeps coming up short to Cooper, who is a Supercross, I mean, he's a two-time Supercross champ. He's unbelievably legit and the best guy in the sport in Supercross. And then Dylan goes nutsoid this summer, and Kenny's going to come up short twice, but really, he's put together an unbelievable year. You talk about fatigue. He's survived the whole year, and he's the best guy 
stacking points the whole year, and it's sad that he's going to be looked at as a failure again because he came up short to the guy who crushed the outdoor and the guy who crushed the supercross. So I'm I'm torn. Yes, he's falling short. He is fading late in championships. He's has these days. It sucks, but at the same time, I'm I'm I think this is the best probably years statistically number wise he's probably ever had. So I don't even know where I sit on the argument. He's incredible. But yes, he keeps coming up short in these individual titles. So I'm, I'm conflicted on the Kenny argument. That's it. JT? Well, the, the man's question was, what does he have to do to fix the problem? I don't I, think he really can. Um, I, I think the issues that he has are based off of, you know, 20 surgeries and immunodeficiencies and all things that probably aren't going to be solved. Um, I think that is just going to be something he's going to battle the rest of his career. Uh, his body just, I think, gets weaker when the conditions get more difficult. If it's hotter, um, I think his body has a difficult time coping with that. And that's, I don't think that's his fault. And I don't think there's a lot he can do about it. Um, and we've just seen it time and time again. So the answer to the question, I, I don't think there is much he can do. I, I think he's super fit. He's incredibly fit, right? If you look at him, you, I mean, the guy can run 10 miles. Like you see his Strava and stuff. It's like, uh, yeah, the guy's pretty fit. But I think his his body just gives out on him when the conditions get their most difficult. J, JT, do you feel? Let me add one thing to that. And I've done this before when you have an injury or you, or you know you're going to fade or you know you're going to have an issue. Do you think that he mentally on some days too goes, man, I know this day is going to end me and lightens up a little bit and you see him go, what he go four, three, three five. Three, I mean, five. he rode okay, but he didn't like hang it all out. Like almost like he knew, like man, this one could. This one's going to end me all next week. So he almost goes into not limp mode, but like 90% exertion mode. So it's, it's him knowing that he has those issues too that might play a role in this. Do you think that at all? I mean, it could be. I don't have a way to rule that out. But I also think, you know, he had a really hard day at Bud's Creek, and it was really humid there. Mm-hmm. Um, the temperatures weren't crazy high, but it was really humid. Like I was standing there just sweating, doing nothing. And you know, he wasn't. had those – Yeah. <laughs> Right? No, at, at Bud's Creek. Anyway. Yeah, he, said he had those huge battles with Ferrandis, and I think that took a lot out of him. So then you go back-to-back weekends, another really hot day, and I think he was going for it. You see that first lap of the first photo? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, unbelievable the way he can weave through the pack like that. So I don't know. I, I don't – you know, we're not inside his head, so we're 100% speculating, but – I guess there could be something to that where you just condition yourself almost to expect yourself to be let down in those conditions. But it didn't seem like the beginning of it. He was thinking about anything other than winning. Um, But the second motor, you could just see it. Like you can literally see the fatigue in his riding. He has zero intensity. He has no fight. He can't do anything with anyone. Um, So I don't, it's, it's really hard to say, but it's really consistent. On those hard days, the Sakamoto's, he just doesn't have it. And, and to answer the, the question, the original question, yeah. to be better, just going to have to find a way to be better at every little thing. Try to win a couple more. Try to manage those days a little better. You know what I mean? It's not like he's far off. He, he's hanging in there pretty okay, and then it falls apart. But win a couple more next year. Get a couple more thirds instead of fifths. And maybe instead of an 8-9, learn how to get a 6-7. I, I think all he can do is try to improve every little piece a little and hope that that's enough. I, I, I don't, like JT, like you said, I don't think it's a dramatic fix coming. It's just trying to squeeze a little bit more out of each day. Uh, thanks for the call, Jensen. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. JT, you have to, you have to, oh. Sorry, just one last thing. 
you have to figure with the the knowledgeable people he has around him. He, you know, resources are not an issue. Basically, if there's any doctor on earth that knows something, they have the resources to pay him, fly there, fly the doctor there, whatever it takes to figure this out, and they can't seem to do it. Did you? So, oh, oh sorry. Yeah, I should. No, go ahead. Did, did you hear that voicemail that I got that someone was trying to get a hold of Kenny? Yes. <laughs> yes. Why are you guys I laughing? Guy, I don't believe that guy should be let anywhere near Kenny, <laughs> just for the record. The, oh, I want to hear it so I got, bad. I got sent a voicemail from a guy that was trying to get a hold of Kenny. Didn't call me or anything. It just it was out in the out in the And Bogle. And, and this guy said, And Bogle. I don't want to give you all my secrets. I can fix Bogle. I can fix Kenny Roxon. It'll take three days. I want to be paid for this, though. I am not giving out this information for free. A lot of money, he was saying. And, like he was, yeah. he wouldn't give a number, but and, it was and if, a lot. If I, and if it works, you have to pay me. I, this, this was amazing. He wow. said, "I just need to get in front of Kenny. I know what it is. I know I can fix him." Like, who are these people? Oh, dude, right. Uh, all right, we got the X-Brand goggle tear-offs coming up. TJ, though, you want to talk about twenty twenty-two Supercross? Yeah, earlier y'all were talking about the combine, which kind of brings me to this. We, we come into Supercross futures. The other day on a producer Joe's podcast, he had a guy on there named DB who acted like he may know something. Maybe Supercross Futures is going to happen during the main event, like during the night show. And during I was just curious event, yeah. what we know about that. During the main, so like right on lap eight, they're going to pull. <laughs> they're going to release, <laughs> release the 60s. You know, like, like, or whatever. I didn't know what they were with the plan. They do it during the. The Monster Energy Cup. They're like, Triple Crown was cool. Let's try releasing the amateurs (laughs) mid-main. Release the 60s. They just open a gate. (laughs) It's like the wiener dog race. (laughs) The the wiener dog race. Mid-main. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. All right, thanks for thanks for calling. Like the Supercross Futures class. What's happening with the Futures? It's it's back, right? Or it's somewhat back, I heard? Like, I don't... I don't... I don't know what I'm allowed okay. to say. Oh, okay. Well, I don't da- know. Daniel, Daniel's in the booth next year. That's uh, TJ, not true, so he'll, he'll unless you know. know something I don't. But well, that's what that's why I said that's why I said on producer Joe's podcast he wouldn't say it. But I figured maybe Mathis, you could like you yeah, let something out. Yeah, I don't know. I heard I heard they're I heard they're happening, but I did hear that there's going to be a change to it. But I don't know what that means. I heard there. I, I asked about hey, futures is back, and I was told. In a for, in a different form or, or in a different way. Or, am I am I right, Daniel? You're way right. Oh, I, I am. Just can't okay, say yeah, 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 yeah. In, so, a, in a dramatic but honestly, change. But like, TJ, I don't even give a shit. So like, I just moved on. Like, I didn't pry. You anymore. will. Yeah. So I you'll just be covering on. it on the review show. Oh, I will be. Okay, yeah. fantastic. Uh, uh, that, that that tells me it'll be on the, the race night deal. It's after at ten o'clock when everyone leaves. They're sending them out. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, TJ. Thanks, <laughs> at Indy. Thank you, uh, JT. Did you vote in the poll? Uh, if Darkside should cut his pony off to like change the election? Did Darkside oh. cut the pony? Should Darkside cut the pony off to change his luck? I did not vote in the poll. Okay. Uh, I do think he should cut his pony, but not for a luck reason, just because it looks ridiculous. Okay, fair enough. All right. All right, okay. Uh, let's do the X-Brand Goggle Tarot, shall we? It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brand Goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Hey, you want to talk about X-Brand this weekend? What did Kyle Chisholm get? Tenth. What did Ben LeMay get? Eleventh. What did Ryan Serac get? Uh, where is he at on here? Twelfth. Yeah. All X-Brand Goggle riders. Private they choose tier- X-Brand because they don't get the big bucks. 
<laughs> no, they choose X Men because they work. And oh, if you don't, that's what I, re- I read that post. I thought it was if you don't wear X Men, you can't win. That or something too. Like that. What yeah. you say your your normal yeah. thing. If you don't wear X Brand, you can't win. Josh Strang, X Brand. What's Tomac wear? X Brand. <laughs> he wears an X Brand with, with, with a different strap. Hey, when he goes home, when with he goes home, he wears X Brand yeah. during the week. Yeah, he wears X Brand with a different strap. Some other small company. He doesn't wear Scott in the mud. No. Oh. Uh, all right, X Brand goggles. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Are you aware of him, JT? Uh, no, but I've heard. I heard rumors about a lot of COVID in Spokane. Yeah, I, I agree. I've heard the same thing. Uh, rapid fire. Here we go, Marks. Let's do this. Marks, you want to tell JT what the YouTube comment said? Uh, do you want me to? <laughs> Are you telling me? Oh, boy. <laughs> JT has said, uh, I like to get my life choice advice from the most lapped rider in motocross history. <laughs> To be fair, hey, to be I, fair, I mean, JT, you self-proclaimed that one time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I will wear that scarlet letter, no problem. Um, <laughs> but this gentleman, as I, as I always say to these people, if you want to compare motocross accomplishments, we can do that too. That's fine. Axer, uh, X brand goggles. Thirty seconds on the clock. Let's do this. Steve, was there a fallout between GL and Ping, or why did he stop doing the Whiskey Throttle show? I know he, you're tight in with Yeah, I'm super so. tight. I talk to Ping and GL all the time. Uh, no, he just told me he didn't have time. I, but I don't know if that was the truth or whatever. He told me he couldn't find the time. JT, do you foresee other significant industry employees losing jobs over not getting vaxxed? And if manufacturers, manufacturers or big teams start requiring vaccines? It's going to be interesting because I don't, think this is going to go away um i think we're only at the beginning of policies like this you know you're seeing the airlines do it um man there are going to be some really hard lines drawn here so people losing their jobs i think they're going to be they're going to be made to make a choice uh so i do think they will have the choice but if they choose to not get it yeah they might have to work somewhere else but the question was for our industry and i don't see it i do i I think I think big corporations with huge HRs that I don't think they care at all. They'll find somebody else. Um, now, smaller teams, stuff like that, that's a, that's a different story. But if you're on a factory OEM team, I don't think that American Honda necessarily cares about a mechanic that decides that he's going to take a stand. I don't think that's the case. All right. Next question. Hold on quickly. Oh. Uh, JT, uh, Myrtle just texted me. Jetson Lawrence is watching the Pulp Show right now, and he wanted me to relay a message to you, and it is eat shit. <laughs> what? He, I, oh, man. Yeah. He, hey, hey, hey. Just like Mumford. Hold on, hold on, hold just on. Just like Mumford. Before this starts a thread. Okay. I'm just kidding. He didn't say no. that. He is watching, though, right now. Him and Myrtle are watching, laughing. Okay. I uh, made up the eat shit part. <laughs> yeah, you can't because you can't paint a picture that I don't think he's amazing. I know. I know. It's... It, it's Okay. Who's a bigger fan, you or me? All right, Daniel. There you go. Uh, I'm going to be in the jet zone this weekend. So, fuck both I of you guys. I don't know if it's fandom or not. I just, I'm more wait and let him paint his own future. That's all. Like, let him, yeah, instead of trying to, to label him anything, like, let him do his own thing. Like, what? He's clearly his own man. Like, he is yeah, such a unique individual. Let him do like, his own let's thing. not put him in a box. Let him let him do his own thing. I'm letting him. Don't I put him in a box. I haven't put him in a box. In fact, the more pressure I put on him, the better he's done. So, All right. Next question. 
Daniel, where do you think you were on the list of guys to get called to announce the last three nationals with Weege? Hmm. Probably right behind Steve. <laughs> I was pretty far down, I think. <laughs> no one called me. No one called I me. Get, I didn't get a text. I didn't get a call. No one called me. I didn't me. get a smoke signal. I think Bondo like must have saw me on Beyond the Track and saw my beard and hair, and he's like, nah, he's, right. he's fine. Steve, is there anyone more Switzerland than Weege? Very neutral always, except when it comes to making or saving money. Uh, yeah, Weege is more opinionated on our texts for sure than he is on the shows. No, he's, he, you guys think I waffle. He's, he's the worst waffle he, out there. Why does he not take any flack? I, I put it this way. I know Weege very well. I've been in this group text. It's a, a pretty violent group text now for a while. That's just Paul. I have no idea where Weege stands on almost anything. I have no clue. He right. really doesn't give you much i don't know except when it comes to saving money that he he's not, hey seriously in person steve have you ever heard him talk about religion politics anything controversial like even Never. in person he won't do it yeah he i have i have will, i've spent more time with him but uh, i i agree with you but i i have heard yes i mean i have too and okay but i'm saying like normally if you if i'm at dinner with you yeah let's, let's get into it like within reason he he oh man he Rarely, the man can't work a Keurig. He can't, you know. He <laughs> so think about. He has to focus his time and energy. Hold on a second. On like Keurigs and coffee makers. How did you and, guys let the review show go on without hammering him on the job? He was he working at Six Flags or something? What did he say he did? The Batman stunt show. Yeah. How did you not? Dial in on that. You guys just moved on. Like I, I had to stop the the podcast. I was like, what? The, well, I, he worked at Disney World too. Yeah, yeah, he worked. At I Disney can't World. even. I mean, the flagging thing is one thing, but Disney World. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I think he met his wife at Disney World. No, 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 no he didn't. <laughs> no, he had a crazy girlfriend though that worked there. Yeah. Oh, and okay, what was okay. the Batman thing? I don't know, bro. We we had to move on. That podcast was getting too long. It was long, long but I, <laughs> it was like I, two hours. I couldn't believe you guys just like moved past that. I was in shock when he I poured heard that. gas all over his nuts because he couldn't yeah. see the, the gas hole. Like yeah. like that's just he couldn't work a curing. He can't work a gas can. Uh it was yeah. it was great. Right. You guys just moved on. Didn't okay. even acknowledge. Well, we'll what do he another. Said. We'll do another this week, Bod. We'll devote some time to this. To just we just passed. I just right. want to know more. Oh, it I sounds... did a, I go. I did a. It's two thousand and nine or something. But I did a career. Jason Wygant pod, and it's it's gold. Is it good? And is there more of that stuff? And there's this was even before the backyard wrestling came out, which JT witnessed <laughs> that. Oh my god! JT witnessed the homemade backyard wrestling tapes. You're lying to me. What? That is one of the videos that if it ever came out, your career is instantly destroyed. <laughs> yes. No you will way. never work in the industry again. <laughs> never. No like way. I tried to get one on YouTube. I told him I'm, oh. I'll edit it. I'll keep it safe. And he just... Yeah, can't we blur out? Like, can't we like do a no. meme and like change no. his face and put no. like, no. No, these, put, like these, Trump or Biden these, on his face? These Trump, these tapes could never come out oh, ever. <laughs> he and his three three buddies or two buddies was there four? I don't of them? Know, there was a lot of buddies. <laughs> Made backyard wrestling videos. <laughs> the best thing ever. You, I'll tell you some of these off the. Can air. I see them? I'm crying. I cry when I laugh hard. Yeah. I'm crying, but okay. can I see these videos? Uh, I think he took, I don't think did I think he delete them. I think he took them away from me. He brought the tapes to the house, and J- JT was in the middle of a sentence. JT just stopped and goes, oh, my God. Because <laughs> we had him playing during the show one time. It's just one of those things where if, if that's I'm on that tape, I immediately come to your camera and start smashing the VCR. <laughs> It's for okay. So anyway, it's all sorry. Right. Go back to the thing. But okay. All right. Crying. Cry when I laugh. <laughs>
right. to, uh, on our group text tomorrow. Oh, shit. Please drill him a little bit about this. I will. Okay. I want to do it now, but it's late. Right. All, All right. right. Go ahead. Uh, JT. Covered. I think universally, uh, GL was liked as an announcer. What made him a natural at it, and who would you like to see in that spot next year? So I think his job uh, to be the color analyst, you have to be very articulate, and you have to find – creative ways to explain what someone like Jet Lawrence is doing on a motorcycle to the average fan that's maybe never ridden before, or if they have at a very novice level, explain to them how difficult that is, explain all of the nuance and the subtleties and the things that he's doing that allows him to go that fast. Because if you don't know a lot about the sport or you don't know how to ride very well, all you're doing is watching going, how does he, how does he do that? I don't understand anything that he's doing. So for GL, I I just think he's very gifted at it. I think he finds the right words and the right phrases to break that stuff down and to share nuances. Uh, And and that's probably the most critical aspect is I've watched a lot, whether it's football or motocross or car racing, the best of the best go into detail. And they show the little things that make huge differences, and they really share those insights instead of staying on that really vanilla surface level. Um, so I just think he was I think he was really good at it, one. And I think maybe more importantly, he was willing to do it. He was willing to take some chances and share some info that maybe wasn't going to come across the easiest all the time, but he was willing to take a risk. Yeah, don't be afraid to hurt some feelings and offer your opinion. That's what I want to hear. Yep. I want to hear some opinion. You've GL yeah. won world championships, national championships. Give me some... Give me some of your he, thoughts. He had a gift about it, too, because he's witty. So he has a way of coming across right. funny at different times in the show to where it, it, he feels light even when he's kind of dropping something kind of deep. So I, he, JT, you said it best. He kind of had a gift for it. He really knew how to explain things in a way that was enjoyable. All right, next question. Daniel, Weege loves the phrase, you're paying, I'm saying. Do you side hustle any other announcing gigs or would you? Uh, I do arena cross and enduro cross, but those are for different reasons. I mean, Glenn Selig, who is you know runs Digital Realm, he does the TV for enduro cross and arena cross, and he's like means more to me than like barely more than anybody in the world. I mean, he's like more than your wife. Pretty close. Oh wow! Right there. Okay. Um, some days, maybe even more. Some days, depending okay. on the day. Uh, no, so I. I, I I would do anything that he would ever want me to do in TV, but I really don't do anything else, and I really don't want to. Um, even have like you ever the out- considered what? Have you ever considered doing the uh, the quad GNCCs like Weege does? No, I have not. Have you ever done any eagle hunting shows? No, we don't videotape the okay. things we yep. do. All right, fair I'm enough. sorry, we do not. Uh, so no, uh, Marks. I would say Moser. It's Moser. Uh, oh. Well, he asked it. No, but it's Moser. Think of him as a faceless... Moser's buddy. Faceless okay. pot. In all reality, I would do anything Thank for you. Glenn. I would do Supercross, and I would love to do anything in the NFL. And those are the only things that I would even have an interest. I don't want to do anything else at all. All right. Steve, did it benefit J-Mart to race injured all summer, or should he have packed it up earlier to get surgery and healed up for 2020? No, it benefited. At the time, my opinion was, go get fixed. What are you doing? Why are you racing? But I didn't know he would be able to dominate races right so because he dominated races he made a lot of money he he added to you know his, his his win total um and he was able to do all that injured so he was fine yeah i think there was no issues there i i asked him that question and he told me you know it wasn't that bad he can race you know what i mean and and, he, if, and we saw he could race and so. if he wouldn't have raced he probably would have been able to get a ride 
Well, yeah, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> All right. JT, uh, are we going to make it through football season without the Delta messing it up? I think so. The, the question will be what restrictions do yeah. we have as far as proof of, proof of vaccination, proof of test? Do they go down that path? Um, a lot of that stuff's coming out like right now. Like uh, University of Florida announced yesterday that they weren't going to do tests or vaccinations, but uh, I believe LSU is. So I think the NFL is going to follow suit. Like they're all going to have to make their own unique individual decisions. Uh, so yeah, I, I think we'll have a fairly normal season. Maybe just not at every stadium. You know, I think it'll be situational. I saw ninety-three percent of the NFL's vaccinated players. Different teams. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm more worried hot. about like fans, like full stadiums. Yeah. That's all. Uh, yeah, a, a meteor could hit the Earth. Football is not getting canceled. There's way too much money to be made. They they'll run it no matter what. All right. Next question. All right. Last one. Daniel, after spectating, what's your stance now on Loretta Lynn's, and do you plan on having your son take a swing at the ranch next year? Oh. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, I don't know. I, I. Good answer. I don't. I mean, I usually am not afraid. Okay, to, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm not okay back there. I was not okay back there when I was there. Are you kidding me? No. Um, I don't. I don't know yet. I mean, Jeez. my kid's gonna have to make some. He's gonna have to not piss me off for like six months before I even can. I, no. I, I don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> Next round gog is a choice of privateer heroes: Kyle Chisholm, Ben Lemay, Ryan Surratt, Josh Strang, dominating the GNCCs at times with X brand goggles. X brand. Uh, hey, by the way, we had Greg Adler on over earlier from ORW. We're going to do a contest. Follow uh, at ORW underscore race. Tag three of your friends. Tag Pulpamex Show, and we will give three merch kits away. All right, so uh, ORW underscore race. Tag three friends, tag Pulpa Mech Show, and we will give three people uh, some merch kits. So do that, and uh, that's on Instagram, and thanks, everybody, for that. EagleGrit.com, a uh, big part of, uh, of Daniel Blair's life, and uh, we've helped you sell some of that over the years. Big news in Eagle Grit's world. And JT, is, is this is symmetry. He's on the yeah. line. Um, honestly, like the biggest news in our four and a half years of exis- uh, existence um, Eagle Grit, as of, I mean, man, some warehouses might be already getting it. Um, Western Power Sports is taking Eagle Grit uh, national distribution. Wow. Um, Big news. Honestly, Big yeah, news. honestly, I, I'll be honest with you about this. I, I, I try to keep it pretty in the middle emotionally. It's ass. been a, man, that's pretty harsh, Steve. No, I, uh, yeah. Fuck my ass. Damn. Okay. Um, fuck my ass. Can I? <laughs> can I finish? That's my. All right. F- you know. Fuck you. You're fired. Okay. Okay. So, I am pretty emotional about it. Worked super hard. Um. And JT, you know how long I've been working at this and wanting it, and yep. just and, and it's not an easy process because you got to be vetted pretty hard and make sure you can do a lot of things if you want an opportunity like this. So. Um, yeah, Western Power Sports is now taking on Eagle Grit, which means every dealer in the nation, uh, pretty much has the opportunity now to get our products and sell our products and i am just blown away because it's it's just a big step in a, in a little business that That's awesome yeah started out with one little pallet with a couple cases of hand cleaner to be able to grow to the level of being able to stock six warehouses across the country with i think seven or eight items total uh unbelievable for me and my family and i am just grateful for everybody involved jt you are an intricate part of that actually you probably won't take credit for it but just point me in the right yeah. direction of who to talk to and 
who's in charge of what department. I mean, it, it, Danny Smith is a part of that. Um, Bob Siebler and then Kyle Kosberg. Um, I just, look, so many people involved that I'm very grateful for because this is an opportunity for me and my family to um, take a big step in life. It, it, I know it sounds a little bit more dramatic than you might think it is, but it's actually a pretty big deal for us. So I'm super That's grateful. a lot of dead eagles. That's a lot of eagles. A lot more yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so up. I will say this, though, if you're listening, because I get this from people all the time. They work at a dealership. Loved you on Pulp, whatever. Do me a solid if you can. If you work at the shops, get it in there. Give it a shot. The service departments can use everything that you guys sell in the retail side. All of our products are good for both. And, uh, yeah, give us a shot. And uh, if you're a customer out there, tell your dealer to stock it and, and give Eagle Grid a chance. It would mean a lot to me. So that's it. All right. Yeah. So Stoked. Fair enough. So no direct sales tonight. Hell no. Go get it from no, your dealer. Go get it from your dealer. and we can get it from WPS. Demand it from right. the dealer, Western Power Sports. I used your hand wipes the other day. I worked on Project 500, uh, and then at the end of my Project 500, I used your hand wipes, and they were fantastic. That's one of the items that made the cut. Yep. The, the hand cleaner, the hand wipes. We have a heavy-duty degreaser. By the way, if you want the heavy-duty degreaser because you think you want a degreaser for your bike, you don't. Do not order my pink degreaser. That's for the shops and the floors and stuff. That's not for not, bikes. Not for bikes. It's Not for gnarly. aluminum. No, or no. paint or anything like that. And then our Power Sport wash, our bike wash, and I think that might be it. And then some of the items like wall mounts and foam cannon sprayers yeah. for the pre- all that kind of stuff is included in it. But uh, yeah, huh? they, those are the items that made the cut, and I'm stoked. WPS carrying Eagle Grit. Wow. And I, and I can't help but, you know, did you really know JT before this show? Didn't I never, even, I never had met him once in my so life I ever. I brought you into the show. I brought JT into the show. You guys have made this connection. It's helped grow WPS. It's oh, helped this grow. This is where you're taking credit. Yeah, you know it's funny too. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Right. I was getting to there okay. before you rudely interrupted yeah. me, and, yeah. and so now yeah. I do. I get a small slice of this. By you're the way, fucking J- kidding me. J- JT Thomas Victor tonight refused to to buy pulp again. So <laughs> the price Shocker. is a little steep. Yep, it's uh, gone up every time I've ever heard it mentioned. Keeps yep. going up as yep. he keeps saying yep. no. Right, uh, Steve. I will give you this. I will give you a big giant thank you because honestly, you have pushed and promoted my company yeah um damn straight very thoroughly other than this whole beacon talent thing that has yeah there's, probably some, there's gonna always me, side effects f- with me not everything's yeah, always like, rosy i'll probably be in a yeah. lawsuit at some point right, over that right so um other than that thanks right. for everything else okay thank you you're welcome uh all right jt anything else for the night uh i don't think so i think we covered it in uh between a two-hour review yesterday and yeah we're dialed ready to uh ready to watch some more racing this saturday though yeah, Paula. Should we go? I heard the track's going the other way. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. I heard that like a month ago. I don't know if it's true, but someone said the plan was to turn it around. Right. So, Are you going to Paula good. or Hangtown, JT? Uh, I don't know. I'm definitely not going to Paula. Okay. Uh, Hangtown, I don't know. Come All to right. Hangtown, JT. I'm going to go and actually watch on go. site my first outdoor in like over JT, 10 years. JT, stay back on Sunday and go do the pod with Pony and Daniel. Oh, it'll be Saturday night after the oh, show. Oh, Saturday night after, after the, the race. race. Uh, I don't know. Okay. That means a no. That that <laughs> might have steered that, him yeah. away yeah. from the race. All right, JT. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Flyracing.com. Uh, please check out the latest and greatest from Fly Racing. By the way, this 8 o'clock hour brought to you by the folks at Vortex Racing, Dan- Dylan Ferrandis, running Vortex out there, the star racing guys, of course, championships with Reed and Stu back in the day. Uh, they got the aluminum sprockets. They got the uh, hard coat uh, uh, sprockets as well. Laser cut steel Vortex Racing sprockets. They got the uh, V3 bar. Wide range of bends and a 29% stronger than the competition. They put years of R&D and testing into the super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. They've got the different sizes for you for bars. They've got sprockets. 
Kyle at VortexRacing.com. Email Kyle at VortexRacing.com. Tell him you listen to Pulp, and he will give you a deal, man. Uh, it's that simple. Thanks to the folks uh, there. Thank you to FMF as well. FMF's doing a big part with the Three Palms track. You know Three Palms? Have you ever been there? Never have. Really, I, know, I know of it, though. Really great track. Three Palms. ESP.com. Go there for more information. FMF presents the two-stroke national September 5th. So what's that? Is that next week? Is that this? Is that week? Wait. At three? Oh. Three, September I, 5th. When's September 5th? I don't even know. This upcoming weekend. Oh, okay. All right. So September 5th, three palms, uh, two-stroke races. They got a bunch of classes. They got some prizes to give away. Uh, they are sponsored by motorsport.com as well on there. So, uh, yeah, big uh, big deal on there. Um, and so please go check that out. Three Palms, really cool track. They do a good job. And, um, yeah, it's awesome to have those guys on board with us, Three Palms, to promote this two-stroke race. So, man, two-stroke stuff, getting big. They just that 125 Dream Race was last yeah. weekend. Yep. Yeah, it was. It, it was uh, I think Hanny was up there. And Ry- Did Rhino get hurt? Rhino got there, hurt. Yeah. Up there. Yeah, Rhino got hurt. Had sur- surgery, I guess. Um, Marks, why do you keep sending me these photos of myself? What's what's going on? That that was to show you that I put the logo up when you were talking about Vortex. <sighs> okay. You're you can welcome. just tell me that. You don't got to do that. All right. Thanks to the folks. At- I won't apologize. All right. Thank you to Art of Sport. Uh, you've used some of the Art of Sport stuff, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Finally, uh, I've got it to you. So artofsport.com, you can get them at Walgreens. You can get them at uh, uh, CVS. You can get them at the Target. All products under 10 bucks. Learn more at artofsport.com. Artofsport.com forward slash PulpMX, people, to buy and uh, to save. Artofsport.com forward slash PulpMX. Appreciate that as well. Uh, Kenny Roxon's a partner in these guys. Uh, for the shampoo's great. The body wash is really good. The deodorant is amazing. I use the deodorant. I'm happier. I'm happiest with the deodorant out of all this stuff. So thanks to, thank you to those guys for coming on board. More than 7,000 five-star reviews. All right, let's get our next guest on the line, brought to you by the folks at Art of Sport. Uh, this gentleman has a very popular podcast down in Australia, talking to uh, Aussie riders and American riders alike. And uh, we're welcoming Gypsy Tales, Jace McAlpine on. What's up, Jace? How are you? What's up? Oh, we got a break. You're breaking up a little bit? Hey, you got me there? Uh, it's, yeah, we got you, but it's really, really choppy. Um, let me call you back, all right? Can we call you back? Yeah, try, right. try FaceTime audio. All right, I'll do that. Sounds good. Uh, all right, let me uh, let me try FaceTime audio with him, but in the meantime, i got to do all this on here. Let me just talk about things? Yeah, talk about things while I do this. All right. Marks, how are you? I'm Th- good. That, I, got, that- I got reprimanded at work because I'm not vaccinated, and I send pictures during the show. Wait, what? <laughs> during... Real work or this yeah, work? Yeah, just just now. You got reprimanded? No, it was a joke because he yelled at me on air. Oh, that's supposed to be off air, Steve. Can you guys not do this though? Can you guys? What talk- do you want to talk about? Talon? I got nothing. Short show. You're the. I don't know what to do. You're you're driving. I'm, what do you want me to steer from the passenger seat? Do you not have a podcast that you talk about? I have about? my podcast. Well, okay, this pretend is yours. this is your podcast. Ask me a question. And, and uh, what do you think about? Um, uh, we didn't touch on 450s this, this uh, tonight at all. Tell me about 450s from Iron Man. Jesus Marks, what do you gosh. think about Iron Man 450? Oh, my God. <laughs> it goes to me, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, what I was surprised about is, is seeing Ferrandis after the race, after the second moto. He looked spent. Really? Yeah, he looked toasted, and he was, like, reaching for water bottles that weren't there and, like, trying to get something and just Ooh. trying to Yeah, I heard he had to get an IV. And, and you know what? Uh, some on him. He was done, yeah. You yeah, know what I rough. noticed was Eli Tomac was really happy <laughs> on the podium. Like, he was, ah, I mean, he, you know how he is when, when he has a good one. He, yeah, he's pumped. He looked like a guy who hadn't won in a long time on the podium. He hasn't he, won in a long time. I know. <laughs> I'd say, and he looked fired up about it. So. All right, we got, we got Jace here. All right. 
Thanks for covering that there. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, great job. What's Jace. up, boys? Hey, what's up, Jace? How are you, man? Good, man. How are you? Good. That uh, sounds a little better. We can't take phone calls for you, unfortunately, through the FaceTime. But, hey, whatever. Australia, maybe they're busy, you know? Yeah. Nah. All good, boys. I, How are we all? Uh, we're good, man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. I wanted to save you to come on the show here because uh, Daniel Blair is in studio again, and he, you've done the Gypsy Tales podcast, DB. I did. So how was your experience with that? What would you think? Rad and weird. <laughs> Why was it weird? Because he was in Australia, and I was not, and we... Jace has a very good quality about his interview style. He makes you feel very comfortable, which is weird when you're in a room looking at a screen of him. Okay. And he's not there, yet you get 10 minutes in, all of a sudden you feel like you're talking to a guy sitting across from you, and he's on the other side of the world. So it was awesome, but it was so... It was just weird because I was looking at a screen and we had a great conversation and I I felt like he was right there, but he wasn't right there. Jace, I think that's a compliment. You made him feel like he It was was, good weird. Yeah, yeah. It was good weird. Right. Yeah, no, and uh, look, it uh, just deepened my uh, my man crush that I developed for Daniel Blair over the 2021 Supercross season. Oh, wow. Like yeah. Wow. You know, he was in the booth, too, at the final one. That was a big step for him. So, yeah. Oh, just, yeah, it really did things to me, too. And, I mean, we talked about it in the podcast, but uh, I feel like, man, talk about just, like, getting a crazy opportunity and then just absolutely nailing it, so... Yeah, yeah, he's done a good job. Well, congrats on you on your pod, man. You've done really well. I know uh, some of your fans and some of our fans have been going at it back and forth a little bit, but <laughs> so uh, which I think is funny. It's great on the on the YouTube stuff. Um, we we res- our fa- our guys respond back with carrots. Your guys respond with gypsy. Uh, uh, what, what what's the what's the tagline? G- gypsy gang. Baby. Gypsy gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got carrots. You got gypsy gang, and we go back and forth. It's great. Um, Where's the cat? What's the carrots? Uh, the carrots are here? yeah. The carrots are a rant I had about a month ago, two months ago, about some of the media in the sport, not you, uh, that uh, uh, have crazy theories crazy theories mm. uh, there's a there's this thing like the like algorithms and you could you know there was a video uh two weeks ago jace i don't know if you saw it it said eli thomas gonna ride a two-stroke for star next year and fuck yeah. i miss that then though <laughs> yeah it's videos like that and and there's and then i get hit up by fans saying can you believe this this is crazy he's gonna ride a two-stroke that's awesome and then i have to tell these people you're an idiot <laughs> and then we and then you know that that goes back and forth but no uh, man yeah, yamaha is bringing out new two strokes though mate yeah they are no that's a good point i get it so so i just i want to get you on because daniel you've done daniel's show and i know uh for for our listeners and stuff i think that they would find that interesting and i'm happy to uh happy to have you on and and i've, I've got to be honest right out of the gate the only problem i have ever had with you and it's i don't know you personally we've never met uh i know your podcast is doing well and, and that's awesome the only issues Dave, i ever had Dave, i'll stop you there before yeah yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> all right no, no, no. Thanks for- <laughs> i always i got my nose bent out of, i got bent out of shape because i felt like there's this guy in australia that has the american riders on and he keeps bringing me up as an example or, or the rider will bring me up but then you'll sort of develop delve into the into the conversation whether it's uh ricky whether it's anderson whether it's josh hill and there may be more but those are three off the top of my head that yeah i i get brought up as quote-unquote bad media right as dude i can't believe the media is so hard on you you know mathis said this and mathis said that and i'm always like hold on hold on like why am i the example like like i i understand the writer the subject is talking about media but you know to me 
uh, I'm just like, wait, wait, wait. Like, like I'm the guy? Like, how am I the bad media guy? And then I felt like, Jace, at times you're like saying, no, I'm the good media. That guy's the bad media. So that was always sort of where I was like, hey, man, who is this guy? But we have a ton of mutual friends. And, and you know, those mutual friends have always been, ah, oh, man, he's cool. He's cool. And I've been like, why is he why is he using me as an example of bad media? And then, you know, that's how it goes. So. Nah, I get it. Um, first of all, we have met multiple times. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, when when have we years. met? In hey, at the fucking races. <laughs> where? Seriously, and like ev- like every fucking race ever between like 2012 and 2017. Oh fuck. Okay. <laughs> My apologies. Yeah, My apologies. So, were you so, working for and, Verb or what were you doing? Uh, so I did a, a bunch of different stuff. I actually came over the first event that I ever did uh was parlor 2010 okay i landed i landed thursday morning uh in the u.s for my first ever time out of australia uh drove i had a, a chick pick me up from the uh from lax drive you straight to parlor press day i met uh verb west and ryan walters uh-huh. and then i i pretty much just like lived and crashed with those dudes for two months um but yeah so i did like I did that race, and then I did Motocross the Nations. I was filming for the NBC show that Wes produced, um, which was fucking an insane experience. Um, and then I just was, like, pretty pumped on the States, and then I flew back to Australia. I pitched to the JDR team about doing a web series yep. um, on them coming to America. We called it Coming to America. Um, and then, yeah, I just sort of just never really left. Oh, okay. All right. But, well, I apologies. I, I did not realize that. And so that's so now I feel like an asshole even more. So that's awesome. <laughs> no, that's so, all good. All right. I was pretty I was honestly pretty incognito when I was over there. Like okay. I, I definitely was around a lot of people, but I didn't really do the Instagram thing. I wasn't right. really wasn't really around around. Um, but I guess I was around in the background enough. But um but honestly, the first time I remember mentioning you on the podcast was the Josh Hill thing. And right. that thing actually like that did piss me off because when he said that he got called a stoner by you before he'd ever smoked weed and then he had to go on these drug policies and drug protocols uh, at Yamaha as a result of what you said, I was like, that's pretty fucked up. And I do stand by that. Um, so, I mean, I get it. I know that you've got a job to do. But I would say that as a journalist, if you uh, get a fact like that wrong, um, then I would say that is bad media. I don't think you're bad media, um, but I right. think there's been examples of bad media. What so. I what I did call I called him and Jason Lawrence Cheech and Chong, because <laughs> not from and honestly and not so much because of the weed stuff. Obviously, that's the connotation. But that's where it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But more because like they're just buddies. They were hanging out with each other right on nonstop, and yeah. Well, they call they, him yeah. Batman and Robin. Right, right. Well, so and then there's but, then there's but, no weed. Reference. But hold on. But hold on. You're telling me that Yamaha, a corporate company, was like, this Mathis guy called you Cheech and Chong, and you need to piss now. Like, what? Like, that makes no sense. Like, I didn't say he's, hey, Josh Hill smokes weed. I didn't say, you know, I called him Cheech and Chong. Yes, that's the reference towards weed for sure. But it was more like their friendship. And if you're corporate Yamaha, you're making a piss in a bottle because some guy called them Cheech and Chong on the internet? Like, wow. Hey, that is the effect of the media, though. Words matter. Okay. Words words right. do matter. And I mean, I know that there's definitely stuff that has come as a result of me just being a dude on the internet. 
um, where I'm like, fuck, that's kind of gnarly. Like, I didn't really expect right. that to happen. <laughs> You're like, oops, um, oops. So, yeah, oh, 100%. Like, dude, when I posted the video about you to see the comments and shit that I got, I was like, oh, fuck, I kind of didn't want that. But, I mean, yeah, so words do have an impact. And I think especially the, the thing, too, with the um, with the the weed thing is, I mean, we kind of actually do have a bit of a problem in the sport, like an opioid problem. Um, and I think not just our sport, like I think that's just a problem. Yeah, I think in it's general. society problem, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think anything that kind of pushes the like the Cheech and Chong, like any negative weed stereotypes, like I actually think that that sort of helps facilitate, um, you know, uh, and this was not your intention, obviously. Like yeah, I'm not calling yeah. you out as this is your intention. <laughs> but I mean, I think that any kind of negative stereotypes that um, continue to push that narrative. Um, they actually can become harmful. And I think that, I mean, I would be personally for more so like normalizing um, weed as an alternative uh, to, to pain medication and stuff like that. And I know there's writers that smoke weed. Um, so not to make this about that, but yeah. I mean, words words matter. Um, you are an influential guy in, in the media. And uh, to get something like that wrong to a kid, like that left the imprint on, on him, you know? Um, and I know that there's other guys where things get said, it leaves an impact. Um, but so yeah, I would, I would hope that I would get called out if I said some shit like that as well. So again, you're not bad media. That was an example of well, you doing some bad media. A hundred percent. There are things that I've said that I regret. I think we all have that in our life, but to me, same also, as me, but to me For also, sure. Jace, I would come back with, hold on. I don't care how old the kid is and, and and that's unfortunate but that's how we work in our sport i don't care how old he is mm-hmm. he is a professional athlete making hundreds of thousands of dollars and if he chooses to piss this away with poor decisions and mm-hmm. I, my job in the media is i, I listen i'm not going to be like oh he's 16 like I, my job is to report on the sport if a factory rider like Josh Hill, who at that time was underperforming right we all know that if he's underperforming and we all kind of know what's going on it's still fair game to me. Now, I'm not saying it's fair game to call him a stoner and, and he's a useless, you know, but it's fair game yeah. to come under criticism for for underperformance as a professional athlete. Yes, he's 16, 17, however old he is, but you are now a professional and you're in the ranks. And, and sorry, kid, that like there's ups and downs. There's also some tremendous ups with being a professional athlete, uh, you know, mm-hmm. money and chicks and fame and all that kind of stuff. But guess what the downside is? Dudes like me that cover the sport, we're going to wonder WTF if you're not performing, you know? So that, yeah, that, no, would, that would be my comeback totally. to that a little bit. Right. You know, so, yeah. And, and for a long hey. time, our sport, it, we're better now. And you're part of the reason why it's better. But for a long time, our sport was just a bunch of fucking guys that want to be bros with these riders. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So I, I'm not like, I thought, I feel like I came in and I changed the game a little bit where I'm like, look, man, I've been on the inside. I've been on the, on the tailgate with factory riders talking about the real stuff that goes on with riders and the real stuff that guys are doing and, and what happened. And, and I feel like I'm going to bring that to media as far as what I know and be a little bit more harsh than these guys that just want to take photos and hang out with dudes. I completely agree. And I will definitely say that you've been the best dude at that. Um, I will say, though, that if you uh, are going to come at somebody with, with shit like that, you just would want to have your facts straight. And I just feel like in the particular instance with josh i mean hey i was i went to josh hill parties 
like 2011, 2012, fuck that dude through some sick parties. Right. I would have not, I would have not questioned you on the weed thing until he told me that he'd never smoked weed right. uh, when you said that. So I would just say that uh, basically accusations like that without facts, um, I, in terms of your response, like, yeah, you're the guy that can call these dudes out. If you're a professional writer, I completely agree with all that. But as a journalist, you should want to have facts, you know, um, and not that you specifically called him out for right. ingesting THC, but you called someone Cheech and Chong that that's an implication um, that you've made right there. So I would just say, get the fucking facts right on that one, <laughs> especially that one, you know, because it's a pretty, it's gnarly, dude. Like, fuck, my parents still don't like the fact that I smoke weed, like even just on a parent's like personal level. Like it is gnarly. If, it, if that's a, if that's something that you want to imply on someone, then fuck, I'd want my facts straight. I was just going to say, I, the, the, the hard part too is when you're hanging around with someone who is not, afraid to probably admit that he was smoking weed the entire time. I don't think J-Law is going to go and say whatever. It sucks when you kind of get pigeonholed because of who you're hanging mm. with and then what? the results go south and then you know he is. So it kind of looks that way and that, that perception sucks too well, because then it opens up that door. Absolutely, too. but Josh has to make better decisions. He's a professional oh. athlete, right? Like Again, that goes back to like, hey man, you are a factory Yamaha rider. Get away from this kid. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, we all were. I we were. I was at Yamaha track when J Law would get out of his smoke box of a van <laughs> to jump on his bike. You know what I mean? So we're all like, hey, maybe, yeah, you know, maybe he was chasing some anti-inflammatory properties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe he was sore. Maybe uh, <laughs> he was definitely sore. He's putting in the work. Right? No, and listen, man. He wrote uh, after we get out of the smoke box of a van. He would, <laughs> it's he phenomenal. Would, he would put on some great fucking laps. Well, let's be real. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, so yeah, so that was the, the thing that with Jace, with, with you and I, that's where I was like, I don't know, man. And then like Anderson and RC and I'm like, this guy keeps saying like, I'm the, I'm the shitty media guy. And, and I make jokes about myself being a shitty media guy. I think we even had that drop somewhere along the line. But, uh, uh, you know, so I was kind of like just bent out of shape at that. Like, you know, obviously you're, no, sh- I, I yeah. get it. Right. I get it. Right. Where I'm like, Hey man, wait a minute. You could just be like, yeah, the media without saying my name. <laughs> Or whatever so uh you know but no man you've had uh your show's going well it's 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 uh it's doing well you're stoked with it yeah man it's um oh, it's just a it's just a project day eh? like it's a um something that i try and put as much work in as i can uh, i've got uh ronan that works with me now so there's like a little bit of a team of us and um yeah, I mean, we don't just do moto. Like, I don't know how familiar you are with this show in general, um, but we we don't just do moto. Like, the I posted an episode yesterday with an Australian senator, um, and he was talking about you know some of the kind of gnarly legislation that's going on here in Oz. Mm-hmm. Um, that that went out to a fuck ton of people yesterday. Um, the day like day before that, we released a show with the Olympic gold medalist in uh, BMX Logan Martin. So. Um, right. yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really, really, really cool project. Um, and at the start, to be honest, like I didn't really see it going the, the way that it did with Moto. Um, and I, I'm sure you get this a lot as well, but when I started getting like literally hundreds of DMS a week, uh, with guys sending photos of like bikes, they just bought on Craigslist and I haven't rode in six years and like watching Gypsy Tales made me pumped to get a bike and right. this has got me wanting to watch the races, that sort of stuff. I kind of was like, honestly had like a bit of a come to Jesus where I wasn't even really riding that much. Like I grew up riding my whole life and racing 
and I kind of stopped. I was doing just a lot of jiu-jitsu, wasn't really riding, and um, and the whole the gypsy gang uh, essentially invigorated, reinvigorated my love for riding and racing. And, and just once I started seeing that, that many people saying that they were getting back into the sport because of the podcast, I was like, fuck, I kind of... I feel like I kind of owe it to the sport that essentially gave me every, like if I didn't, I wouldn't have the podcast if it wasn't for motocross and being in America, doing what I did with the filming um, and living that, those eight years over there. So I was like, fuck, I guess I'm going to be the moto dude now and I'm going to try and keep pushing this. And I, I respect your, like, I definitely don't want to do what you do. Like you do a fucking good job and you do a gnarly job and it would take a lot of work on your end. Um, I don't really want to do that. I don't really want to be, uh, in that lane, but I do like the fact that the content that we make is more, or I try to make is more just like the feel good moto shit that kind of can suck in anyone, even if they don't, if, if they're not hardcore moto fans. And I think that the where your podcast is so great is it's like balls fucking deep moto. Um, and I think you do it such a good job of that. It's different to my lane. So I guess I've kind of just embraced the, uh, let's get the noobs or the dudes that kind of quit riding and let's get them back in. And then they can listen to gypsy tales. And when they really want to know about the, the ins and outs, they fucking tune into pole. Do you have an issue or problems getting riders? Like you, you've done more U.S. guys, right? And you're a guy in Australia. And I mean, you you know mutual friends like you know Wes or any of these dudes can vouch for you in a second. But do you have issues with getting these dudes? Are you do you, do you find yourself frustrated at times to be like ah like this guy's not answering back or I can't get this guy to because also too you got to get these guys. You do video stuff, right? Your your stuff is video. Yeah. So you got to get these guys to learn. I mean, they're pretty good now with the pandemic. They've all got Zoom now figured out. But you know what I mean? How hard is it for you to get guests? um it's not not too hard like we we wait so i don't really do the zoom stuff so we've got a we've got a setup in california um which i'm actually looking to to kind of improve that uh setup quite dramatically um but yeah man there's like so many dudes that are just waiting to do the show um but the the thing is they need three hours and they need to be able to do the show in person in california right um so yeah i mean it's not like there's i don't really have a trouble getting guys like there's a bunch of dudes there's actually a bunch of dudes that want to wait till they retire to do it as right. well um <laughs> but but yeah i mean the i think it's really just a waiting thing like if we did them on zoom or a call in i'm sure we could get um pretty much whoever oh so you um, have a, you have a studio set up where guys go to that's yeah that's yeah. what i was yeah. kind of saying yeah. so yeah. he's got a studio set up to where you're in the room and there's a camera, all the, the stuff, and there's a screen right in front of you, and it's like kind of a dark oh, room okay. with cool yeah, lights. Yeah, yeah. So you're kind of in this like uh, it's not like an interrogation room, but it kind of feels like you're in this like cave, yeah. right? Sure, right. And then his room looks the same. So I'm looking at him on the screen, and we're having this conversation back ah, and forth. See, I just thought it was yeah. Zoom no, it's and, a okay, it's yeah, a yeah. set location. Right, right, got it, right, got it. So yeah, and there's like a producer in the room. Shout out to my boy Jacob. Um, and then I've got a producer on this side, uh, which is Ronan and they're, te- they're like talking to each other and making sure the settings are all good. Like, yeah. oh man, yeah. it's, it's a whole thing. And I'm like, you know, I said, this is a project. Like that's pretty much just how I treat the podcast is just like this weird experimental project of like, okay, how fucking good could we make this podcast? Just technically like the lighting. I mean, the studio that we've got 
um, in Australia is pretty dope. Like I think it's probably one of the only studios like this in Australia. And uh, and then yeah, we're sort of trying to get the the US thing set up as well. That that's what was pretty cool. Like when we did the Rhino and the Deegan podcast, everyone was just like, "Wait, what the fuck? When did Rhino go to Australia? Or did he right, go here?" Right, like right. everyone, wow. everyone was just like tripping on it. When he invited um, so me was, on, when you invited me on, I was like, "I'm not going to Australia anytime soon, so I don't know." And then yeah, you're like. Yeah. Bro, it's in SoCal. Right, right. <laughs> so, oh, okay. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, I'll be well, because when you right. watch the video, right. it looks like two guys in a room together. Yep. It's it's inc- uh, it's incredible. It was awesome. I can definitely vouch for the guys that are retired. You know, I started doing these in 08, and the, the, some of the best shows I've done are the guys that are long out of racing, and they just have no fucks to, to give, and it's great. It's yeah. fantastic, right? So, uh, And also, like I said, and you've been there too, Jace. If you're going to Josh Hill parties in 2011, 2012, or if you're me and you're, you're going to uh, Chad Reed parties earlier, then you, yeah, you hang out with these guys and you're like, holy shit, like the stuff that's going on and the stuff they're saying, right? You're like, this is, this is great. This is gold. But we, you know, you obviously can't say all that stuff. But until yeah. they retire, then right, they'll until say they it retire. Again. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, yes, and right. Pe- people accuse me of the whole clickbait thing, and it's like, motherfuckers, trust me. If I wanted some clickbaity shit, we could be getting millions of views. But there's some lines that you just can't cross. Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, but, you know, Travis Marks here, I mean, we, we've done that stuff too where, you know, you're trying to get a video recommended on YouTube. And it's not even clickbaity. It's, 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 it's legit topics that are going on in this show, but, you know, that's where people It's creative it. titling. Yeah. It's, it's using creative titles to make people go, ooh, I want to hear that piece. Yeah. And yeah, clickbait is when you say something off the wall, and then it, nothing. Tomac is, is riding a two-stroke. Which then is there's nothing false. in it that actually right. has anything to do with the title, but you just. Yeah. I mean, I'll even tell you this: it's a funny story about clickbait. Our show, Main Event Moto, is just a pod, but it goes on Racer X's YouTube. It doesn't right. anymore, but it was. And we did a show one time. We called it Ten Days of Darkness," which was some like deep theory, <laughs> evil like plot. You know, like a crazy conspiracy theory, Jesus and we we titled Christ. it that as a joke. That show on YouTube got fifty times more than any other one ever yeah, did, right. purely because the title was Ten Days of Darkness." It had nothing to do with that, <laughs> and I was like, "What the hell? Why is everyone?" The, I didn't even realize it. All the doomsdayers were clicking on it, <laughs> and they're probably two minutes in, and they're like, "What the hell is this? Right. It's dirt bikes." <laughs> so that's clickbait. Now you guys do creative titling which makes i mean i see him and i'm like ooh, we, ooh i want to see that our biggest show though i think still is just tony lessie and mike genova losing their minds uh <laughs> you know in laser gate right marks i think that's our biggest youtube thing um on youtube yeah i don't know nah your oh. biggest thing on youtube's cooper and kenny you, you pulled the life card oh really oh yeah oh. that was me oh that, that was, was marks yeah me. that's all marks i don't do the youtube stuff <laughs> that's, that was, that, that's marks that was but, good you were, but, you were you were fond of that one huh jace but um what what happened? Who talked about their wives? Oh, Coop said it. Coop said Kenny's yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was, was it, so it was legit. Daytona? Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, right. yeah. There were, and that's oh, the thing. Like, oh, oh yeah. And, and people people don't understand like with the the clickbait thing. It's like even with the amount of content that I have to make, like we work insanely hard to try and keep up to the YouTube thing. And I just I don't think people understand that if you want to play the game and if you want to do well on a platform, like there's just X, Y, Z shit that you got to do. Um, and I think that, yeah, people can kind of get butt hurt every now and again about it, but uh, they're just not in the game. You know what I mean? Like they're not, they don't see, um, 
what it takes to actually make uh, to get views on YouTube, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, we we've we've put our show up there. This is our third year, I think, of YouTube and making our um, making our cha- our studio nicer and all that. And I we have found that there's a whole YouTube audience of motocross people that never read Racer X. They don't mm-hmm. they don't do anything detached with, from everything they, else, dude. They only get everything from YouTube. Like I did, I've told this story a few times, but I did these tech videos for Transworld in oh, 2010. I yeah. got into a guy at Anaheim like two years ago that was like, hey, man, I saw you. I, I, I use your tech tip videos. I'm like, oh, cool, man. He's like, what are you doing now? <laughs> like, he's just a YouTube guy. I'm like, oh, I write yeah. for Racer X. I got Pulp. Like, he knew nothing. He's like, oh, cool. Like, he just thought I was the tech tip guy from Transworld from 2010. And so when we what we discovered was, and Jace, you were in there already. We discovered this whole bunch of people on YouTube. That only watch YouTube for motocross news, and that is it. There's no crossover to, like, mainstream sites. Well, yeah. the thing is, too, man, is that you. I think that this is probably one of the other things, like a, another show where I definitely talk shit on you uh, and Jason Thomas <laughs> oh, as well, um, was the Johnny Hopper thing. Because I think that as well, like, I mean, I don't know where your headspace is just around it, but it's like you, you sort of just said it there. They get their moto news from YouTube. I think you need to stop thinking about it as Moto News and think about it as Moto Entertainment. Like, they're definitely, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, if you're holding, there's like, there's people on YouTube where it's like, they're not news, dude, you know, like, but there's people that are staying watching Moto and Moto is in the forefront of their brain. And it's like, for me, so like, I'm like, people will know and they fucking comment shit all the time, but like, I'm super into jujitsu. I can watch jiu-jitsu content online on my phone like 24 hours a day. And when I was a kid, I was obsessed with motocross. And I would try and watch motocross 24 hours a day, but that just wasn't there. Like I read every magazine. I read every Racer X. I read every Transworld. I read everything cover to cover. Like I wanted to live in that world 24-7, but there honestly just wasn't enough content. Um, and I think that nowadays what you're seeing with YouTube is that there is the ability for people to like immerse themselves in the culture of motocross and mm-hmm. dirt bikes. Um, and it's like, people aren't, people don't want the fucking news all the time. Like people want some trash TV, like people want to watch just bullshit and then people want to watch Gypsy Tales and then people want to get real info from Pulp. Um, so I think like that's probably but hold on, Jay. Um, you know. So I get that, but the 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 Hopper guy was saying that did Kawasaki take Eli's works parts away, right? Yeah, like, he's asking a question. Okay, but Jace, you would you know better? <laughs> you know better. Yeah. So to me, where does that? How is that responsible? Like, don't you have a responsibility as a YouTuber? As if you have an audience of some sort, right? Like you have an audience. Hopper's got an audience, right? So if you have an audience of some sort. Do you not think, and this is, I'm being legitimately, just you tell me what you, yeah, what you think. Yeah, yeah. Do you not think yeah. you have a responsibility to those listeners that, to put out the truth? And, and like that, that, like John, Hopper's question about that, that's not even a, based in any sort of reality, as you know. So, well, you fir- know. First of all, first of all, you should have watched the video because when you made your rebuttal uh, and you and JT, like I, that's one thing I listened to. Um, before he come on 
both of you stated like over and over again, I didn't watch the video. First of all, again, responsible journalism, like you should watch the video that you're talking about. But I think like, okay, I, well, I was DMing with him. I was DMing with him. So yeah, I, I did get the gist of things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would, per I watched the video and then I watched all of you and JT's reaction to the video. Um, and in just the, in the interest of like wanting to know exactly what was said, but to your point, I agree to an extent, but then I also think that I kind of like lean on the free market there and I go like, okay, well the market should decide in the way that you beat <laughs> a bad idea is with a better idea. You but, know what I mean? But the, so, but Jace, the market gets my DMS full of these guys, <laughs> full of these but fans. That's, good. that's, that's people that are fucking frothing on motor. See Jace, that's what Steve doesn't like. He doesn't like the fans that watch both. Cause then he has to hear I, their I, thoughts on the other guy that he doesn't. Stop! It's the, one, it's the ones that like both that he has a problem with. Like again, like if you have an opinion <laughs> on something, like I, you know, that's fine. You know, you 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 uh, you don't really understand the sport, and you have an opinion and all that. But to to question it and put it out there, okay. So do I blame Hopper? And this is something I talked about, I think, in another show. Do I blame Hopper or do I believe? Do I blame those people for not being smarter? As Jay said, the market will decide, and I'm just frustrated that the market has decided <laughs> that this could be a legit well, so, question. So then you just make better content. About, but why do I have to make a content about how Kawasaki is not taking Eli Tomac's parts away? Why should hey, I have to make know, that? Hey, do you know what's going yeah. on? Yes, I, I do. No, Steve, yes, they, I do. they did. They gave him back to him this weekend, and he won. <laughs> hey, that, that's what it looked like to me. So, but I will – sorry, wait. All right. yep. So I, w I will say, though, too, is, again, it's like words make a difference, right? So, like – Dude, Johnny Hopper legitimately was not going to make content anymore after watching that video of you and JT shitting on him. And it's like, I had a conversation with him, and instead of talking in that way, I kind of wanted to get to the bottom. I was like, why do you think this way? And there was like a constructive way of me calling out some of the opinions and some of his thoughts, and we kind of got to the bottom of some shit with him, you know? So... Anyway, he that's said, I'm like. He, his rebuttal to me was, you don't really know. And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> you know, because he put it as a question, right? He didn't say it was fact. He put it as a question. He was, an he was yeah. asking the question. And I'm like. Wait, so now people can't ask questions? What kind of tyrant are you, Steve? Oh, my God. <laughs> you can't ask that question. You can't say, is Kawasaki taking his parts away? You just but, can't. Wait, isn't it free speech? Hey. Yeah, but then I have to deal with it. Then it's my problem. Well, and I asked, well, I invited Hopper on heavy, my show. Heavy is the crown, my friend. Hey, hey, and here, here's where it gets really juicy because now it's all coming back to me. I remember this now. I think Davey Millsaps was on here, and he said yeah. something about him not getting the same stuff as Stu. Yeah. And I think yes. that was like, va okay, now it's all coming back. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what validated so, his Stu point. But Stu asked for that. Stu, right. Stu said, can I get a thinner tank and shrouds? JGR made a one-off set for Stu. Davey didn't want it. Davey didn't ask but, for it. I know, but that was yeah. used as a, see, I these guys don't always get all the trick parts. Look at Davey just proved hey. Stu got it, and he didn't. So I think that's, and I'm, yeah. And I'm having fun with this. This is fun. Is this not is oh, this I think not it's I feel like if you're going to go on a YouTube channel, get your facts somewhat in order. That when do like, facts Like Josh Hill smoking weed? But I didn't say he smoked weed. I did not say Josh Hill Chuck. smoked weed. I called him Cheech and Chong. <laughs> now, no, 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 but that but that but no, no, listen, we all know what the what the ref what the inference is, right? We mm -hmm. all know that. 
inference? What, yeah. Did I just fuck that word Inferring. up? Infer, yeah. Referring. Um, yeah. So we all, we all know that. But um, I did not say he smoked weed. I, I just they're, – they're buddies. They're tight. And those guys did smoke a lot of weed. So that's – yeah, that's different to me. Um, but, I, like, in this world of 2021, do facts matter? No. Uh, yeah, I guess not. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so but uh, Jace, that mate, actually led. I live in Australia. We can't talk sh- about shit right now. Yeah, yeah. Jace, that led me. That's funny you brought that up because I have a. And by the way, I invited Hopper on the show. I invited him to come on. He he declined and then never gotten back. Never got back in touch with me. I said, "Come on the show." I will call say. Him. So I will say he's a really really nice guy. Um, he had some fucked up ideas about the motocross industry and the motocross world um and he didn't write the, the thing too man like he didn't write anymore you know like he he definitely was had a bit of a issue with the industry um on the whole but i'm happy to report that after after he did the podcast he ordered himself a ktm 150 um and he is going to get back to riding for fun mm-hmm. and remember why he got into this shit in the first place um, and I think that uh, I think that him just getting out and loving moto might cure all these issues. Listen, and and for people who who came at me and said, you know, you just don't like competition, I'm like, what? Daniel Blair is on the show. He has a podcast. <laughs> Weege has a podcast. Mm-hmm. JT has a podcast. Uh, Michael Antonovich works for the rival competitor that I do. He's on my stuff all the time. Jace, you're on right now. Like, yeah, like that. I am not. I have, I feel, the biggest uh, podcast on the sport as far as the, the audio listens, and I, I'm not scared to have people on. I, I'm not scared to have Hopper on or, or, or Jace or any of these guys. To me, that's all fine. So that's not it. I'm not, like, scared of Johnny Hopper. That was something that I got. Yeah. Like, you just, you're scared of Johnny Hopper. Like, what? No, no. I told him to call in. You know? But yeah. I, I, so that's the part of me where I'm like, wait a minute. So that's funny you brought up Hopper because I was going to ask you, like, You've had some out there people on your show, and, and and for you, like for me, I'm not interested, Jace, in diving into Johnny Hopper's backstory and everything else and all of that. Like th- that's just me. And, and why so, and, can I can I ask why? Like because no, respect to, your opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, on this show, like this, like you mentioned it earlier, this is the cutting edge of moto, right? We're balls deep into moto, right? And uh, yeah. and so to me. Does my audience who, who, who watch the races, watch the Supercross, they watch motocross, do they want to hear from a YouTube guy that may or may not think that Eli Tomac doesn't have his parts, right? Um, yeah. So I think to myself, is my audience going to be into this guy? And with the guys yeah. like Hopper and other people you've had on, I'm like, no, I don't think so. And, and, and again, not slamming, you, you know, it's your choice and everything else. But so for me, I'm like, okay. I'm putting people on who are at the race, who work for teams, who, you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever, they're, they're, they're balls deep in this just like I am. So yeah. my question for you, Jace, was, and you've kind of answered it because, like you said, you don't just do moto. You just had that senator on or the um, congressman or whatever. Uh, you, yeah. You may, so, yeah, you don't – you're okay with doing that? Like you're more of a curious kind of guy where you're like, why are you saying these things, I guess? Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, for me, like the biggest thing that I've learned, I think we're at like 250 um, podcasts, so rookie numbers compared to poll. But um, man, the biggest thing that I've learned, like we, we sit down for three hours and I mean, I'm a deep dude, like I'm a deep thinking person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's just, that's my blessing and curse maybe. Right. Um, but for me, um, 
I've really figured out that everybody has a story and everybody has a reason why they think the way they do, why they say the things that they do. Um, and to be honest, man, like that show with Hopper was massive for so many people. Like I, there was fuck over hundreds of thousands of people that listened to the audio and then whatever it did on YouTube. Um, but man, there was so many people that messaged me going like, so essentially I'll put it in a nutshell for the Hopper thing. He, he spent his like pro career being a privateer with his dad, the pressures of racing and all the bullshit really fucked up his relationship with his dad. His dad fucking died and it left him really wondering about the choices that they both made of like racing together, blah, blah, blah. Like in his eyes, it kind of ruined the sport, ruined their relationship. Then he died, didn't really get a chance to resolve it. And man, like just by having that conversation, there was so many people that reached out to me being like, Hey man, like I'm going through this with my dad. I'm going through this with my dad. This happened between me and my dad. I'm going to call my dad now. Like, and this was, there was people that, it's not like racing like people that just have like a shitty relationship yeah yeah exactly um so it's like you just for me anyway like i've got like we just hit 20 million um downloads and and listens and it's like fuck you've got a chance to impact some people's lives with just like legitimate positivity and um you know some really great life lessons from from people um so to me it's like I don't know. It sort, of, it sort of makes sense to have those conversations. I mean, Mike Grondel was kind of the same, you know, like he's a, he's like an out there kind of like fringe dude, man. That guy like really made a lot of sense to a lot of people about a bunch of different stuff. That's kind of away from moto. So for me, yeah, like those conversations are, um, okay. Yeah, so like it, oh, it, it might not make sense on a, um, sorry, I'm rambling a bit. Here, no, fine. Yeah. It might not make sense for, for your show, but that's why I said, like, I don't yeah, want to yeah. do what you do. Like you do a great job with what you do, but I still think there's a lot of value, um, in guys like Johnny Hopper, Mike Grondo in particular, like, um, yeah. So I think, I think it's cool. He's got a lot of things to show, Daniel. Like Steve Mathis is a bad media guy. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, uh, no, I'm. I, yeah. Look, the show's going well, and 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 so that's awesome. And you're. Yeah. Uh, before we go, uh, Aussie Supercross off. Aussie Motocross looks like rescheduled or moved around. Like shit's yeah, bro, bad down there, bro. Huh? What's it really like? I mean, we see our on the media. We see you know Instagram here and there. What's going on? What What's really going on there, man? I am completely well. I'm pretty sweet in my state, so I'm in Queensland. Um, but yeah, man, like literally 50% of Australian population is locked down right now. I got I got friends that have been locked down in their house for 215 days. Like it is. There's some fucking weird shit going on there. The the podcast that I did with the Australian senator last week was like really really illuminating. Like I actually. Man, I put probably like 15 or 20 hours worth of my own research in before I did that podcast just because I didn't really want I didn't really want to have a politician come on and just like kind of talk a yeah, bunch of their own shit. Yeah, snow you over, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which, you know, it, it and that's it sort of starts happening um no matter how prepared you are, but I mean, in a in 2016 the Australian government took away our um right to protest, which I'm not sure what the counter argument is for that. Um and then there's some weird stuff going on right now in terms of the, I guess like our federal government 
can can and can't make certain rules based on our Australian constitution. Um, and then there's uh, certain state laws that can be made, which is similar to what you guys have over there. But basically, we're in a situation now where the federal government um, can't make certain laws, in particular around like mandating what's called um, medical conscription, essentially. Um, so it seems like right now the federal government is working with the state governments to fund the state governments making laws uh, that are unconstitutional. So, like, there's kind of some pretty yeah. weird shit going on. Um, and, yeah, so I'm lucky where I'm at. We, we've kind of gone in and out of these periodic lockdowns. Um, but, man, the people of Melbourne and Sydney, like, have just been getting fucked, like, wow. properly fucked. It sounds like a, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, the USA's torn apart right now, right? It's it's gnarly over here. Not, not, not on the lockdowns like you, but just just with everything yeah so uh, yeah it's yep. so divisive it's really divisive it's crazy and i don't know how it's going to get better i have no clue how we're ever coming out of this to, to somehow agree on anything uh, in the middle and and, <laughs> and i will say that while i'm on an american podcast on an american platform there was countless you can ask wes if you next time you text text wes there was countless conversations i had with americans about the Second Amendment and and certain rights around freedom and fuck I was wrong. <laughs> I was <laughs> now I've got to this point. Right. I was like, you know what? I uh, I was wrong. Yeah, you guys were right. Uh, freedom is not a is not a sliding scale. You're either free or you're not free. Um, so yeah, we're kind of we're kind of running into that. So um, yeah, I think I mean there's no way like we've got this event um planned we when the whole covid thing started we come up with this concept to do a, a mid 2k race where basically um it's any mid 2000 two stroke um and we're all doing like these full rebuilds um kind of similar to your 500 rebuild steve yeah um but yeah we got we have like over well just just on a hundred guys that have uh signed up to build these two strokes and we're trying to have this this race but it's like we can't do it you know and then so it's like we can't do that there's no way supercross is gonna run um the outdoors is crazy and man it sucks so bad because right now man we've got three dudes in australia that are just fucking murdering it regan duffy luke clout and kyle webster like regan and luke we we drove across to manjimup they had the 92 donations there um and we drove to Manjimup and like I've been to a lot of races, contrary to what you might believe, Steve. I've been to a lot of races <laughs> and uh holy fuck, those boys were on one at Manji. Um they've been killing it in the, the nationals and then Kyle Webster in the lights class is pretty much undefeated and is just like there's a of all the guys that I've met, like he's one of the most serious about racing and Right. out of anyone that i've met in the world so and to that, have three dudes and then the rest of our talented guys over here but to have three dudes that good that are that are, i think have a legitimate shot on the world stage to just be stifled the way that they are because of these restrictions it's a it's a bummer yeah but there's a lot of things in the world that are a bummer at the no moment. you're right you're absolutely right well we gotta run man um how do you say your last name mcalpine we were talking about this earlier yeah. Yeah, McAlpine. Okay, McAlpine. All right, got it. Um, cool, man. Well, hey, uh, thanks for the time. Uh, Gypsy Tales Podcast, everybody check it out. Appreciate it. Um, thanks for coming on and, and setting the record straight with some stuff. Uh, that That's good times. And, uh, yeah, good luck with everything going on. 
Thanks, Steve. Same to you guys, mate. And, um, yeah, talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, DB. Later, bro. Good to hear from you. Thanks, man. See you guys. All right. That's Chase McAlpine, everybody. Brought to you by the folks at Art of Sport. What would you think? It's good. Yeah. It was good. Now you guys will... Are we broken? Go on a, yeah, you'll go on a e-bike ride together. Didn't you? Did you and RC go on a bike ride or no? Did that not happen? No, we were we were trying to. You he were actually said to. he would. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, so who's next? Who do I got? I mean, I, I'm the fixer. Anderson. Oh yeah, an Anderson jersey right behind yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. He gave me a jersey, signed it, and everything. That was gonna be harder. That one's gonna be harder. <laughs> I think he's interested. Uh, I want to thank the folks at Manscaped. Of course, they've been on our show for a while. Popamex twenty is is Popamex twenty? That's code, right? That's correct. Yeah, Pulpmex 20 is the code to save with Manscaped. They got the 4.0. Compliment your summer body with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. They got a 4.0 trimmer. They got a weed whacker ear and nose trimmer. They've got uh, some uh, 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 really, really cool things going on. They got a, a flashlight on their 4.0 mm. Manscaped. They got a guard so you don't catch those delicate areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a lot of stuff going on and uh, help, uh, you know, basically help yourself out. Right? Groomed up. Do yourself a favor. Shave up down there. Yeah. Make yourself look all right. Uh, So when it comes to the Manscaped 4.0, there's only one man that I trust to fully give his review on all things Manscaped. Uh, This gentleman got one a little while ago, and we're happy to have him on. It's Chris Kiefer, everybody. What's up, man? Hey, guys. How are you? We're good, man. Listen, I know you're busy tonight. I appreciate you taking time because you you can't come up for the show anymore, apparently. So... um, (laughs) You know, uh, I, I don't want to take the you know take the limelight away from DB in there. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly, right. So, Pulpamex twenty is the code to save with Manscaped. I've, I've got I got one right here, Manscaped. It's great, Kiefer. So, yeah, they call this thing Manscaped calls their four the goat of ball trimmers. Wow, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, they do. So, I got you one. What, yes. T- please, you sent a very revealing photo this morning that I did not need to see. <laughs> Seriously, what is wrong with this guy? Like, Marks. What? Yeah, Why I, can't I, I just? I I'm you. just coming in hot and letting you know that I I am using I, the product that you gave me I, and to its full potential. I am here for you. But do we always need to come in hot? That's the yeah. Question, why are you coming in hot? <laughs> you come in I warm. Just feel, yeah. <laughs> No, there's no warm. It's, it's uh, yeah, all we know. boiling. We know. <laughs> uh, all right, and 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 so what? What? What you? What do you make, Kiefer? So honestly, you just said like trim. Like here's my deal. I DB. You know all the guys in the studio. I'm a big guy around there. I bick my balls. I get the shaft. I get the sides, and I don't have any problem. I don't get nicked. So I usually don't have a problem with. Manscaping. Did so, he, wait, did he just say you, DB? You know, he did. I don't know. You're going to learn today. Are you? What are you talking about? So you're full blown Jumanji down there? <laughs> I think you said you know, and then you said I blah blah blah. I don't know what you do. <laughs> I don't think you said you know like we all. I think yeah. you said well, you know what you. I do, and I don't know what you do. You want to see a picture? <laughs> no, of what he I does? don't want to see. I'll a show picture. you what he does. I think no, I get I it now. You. I got you. I got you. I'll send you so you know what <laughs> I do. Don't send me nothing. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. This this shaver, this 4.0 that you sent me, yep. it actually gets super close. It does. Because I like a smooth surface. Heather likes a smooth surface. Uh, you know, 
when I when I did this, I was expecting like the five o'clock George Michael shadow. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be like uh, your balls. Fully, your like, balls were had some freedom the day. Yeah. yeah. So like it gets really close and didn't nick it. I was really surprised. Uh, so so far, I've only used it once. I'm going to let uh, you know the turf grow back a little bit more, and I'm going to retry a couple things, little areas that I want to get into, and then we'll do a proper. <laughs> Uh, test, written test, because I still yeah. feel like this will be the yeah. best way to do it up on Pulp MX. I will try really hard to get the appropriate photos. For yeah, Pulp please MX, don't you know? put that photo from this morning or yesterday morning into the article. <laughs> Jace just said it, dude. You're balls deep in moto, Steve. Yeah. Here we go. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, it's been it's so far so good. No okay. no nicks, no cuts. We're, right. we're, we're heading the right direction. And you enjoy the, the light? Um, I didn't use really use the light. I had light in the house, oh, okay. so... Uh, Maybe next time I will dim the lights a little bit and set the mood and maybe go for a shave, yeah. It's waterproof, you know. I was thinking like a little like a little mirror. So if you guys want to get up in the in the rear area, you can kind of see what's going on. Maybe like a little <laughs> like a little mirror that'll be cool too. Dan- Daniel's uncomfortable. Daniel's good. Yeah, Daniel looks like he wants to get out um, of this conversation. I'm, I put my feet up, laid back, and started smiling. How does that look uncomfortable? Daniel, what? let me ask you what? a question. Um You've been in the hey, shower Dad, with your you wife before, off? right? I heard you twice just now. What? Uh, you've been in the shower with your wife before, yes? It's happened. Uh, have you helped her out with her situation ever? <laughs> this is not usually things I talk about um, live on a podcast <laughs> that has a lot of people. and But I will say, no, I haven't. She takes care of herself. I take care of myself. Okay. We, we do our All own right. thing. So uh, in, my, in my test that Great I'm about radio. to, you know... Um, do this with pulp. I'm going to uh, transfer over from the manscape and try, you know, hybrid little womanscape and manscape at the same time and see how that goes. Truly a test writer at heart. The guy, he can't do anything without testing it. R&D is built into his soul. Jesus, Kiefer. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go full bore with this thing, try both sides, you know, and, and see how it works for, uh, you know, the man and the woman. All right, man. Well, uh, good to hear from you. I, I want to keep this short if we can. Uh, short like... I really miss coming up there. I really do. <laughs> short like the area have down you, there. Have you seen this place yet, Kiefer? Uh, I have once, but uh, not since he re, uh, he kind of modeled it up a little bit. I haven't yeah. seen it, no. It's nice. How's it, how, how is it? Is Same it square like footage it. as the other house. A little bit more. Untrue. A little bit more square footage. Um, the security, hear, the security that he has here is nicer than the security at the last mansion. <laughs> hey, at least this time I could probably walk up the stairs, so that's a plus. Yeah, good point, right? So, all right, Pulp Mix 20. Kiefer endorsed, Manscaped. Full written review coming. <sighs> that's right. And, uh, yeah, Kiefer, good, good to know that it's working out for you. I saw the guest lineup today. Um, so DB's men and some fence as well. So Jason was on there. Yep. How'd that go? Good. I think it just happened. Good. I told him what I didn't like about what I didn't like about. And he Perfect. did the same. It was very yeah. upfront, open, cordial, respectful, and left good. I thought it was. I thought it was great. I think everyone liked it. I'm classy. <laughs> oh, I love to hear it. Hey, uh, just so people know as well, so if anybody wants to ride with Steve Mathis at Glen Helen tomorrow, he will be there. So uh, just uh, FYI. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Yep. I'm coming down, leaving, yeah, leaving, leaving early in the morning. Don't be leaving. Yep. Uh, I'll leave early. Probably, yeah, six. Like when I leave? Uh, I don't know. I don't know when you leave. Early. Uh, Jace Kessler, speaking of uh, Jace. 
My gloves. The 800. The 800. My gloves. My gloves. Can we, like, officially pass the torch over? Jacob would prefer you don't ever bring up his name with gloves again, ever. I cannot believe that he asked an official if he can go get his gloves. The official told him yes, and then he went back, and the official told him no. Wow. Question on that, because I listened to the review show. Isn't there something in the rule book that says, like, the head official has... Probably. Like some kind of a, I don't know if it's an overall, but final right. set. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you could take the, it into. The taking... race director always has the ability to, yeah, basically say whatever he wants. I wonder why they didn't do it. It's I would, like the, I would like honestly the, be curious to know why they didn't it's like the let contracts, him back. It's like the contracts that people sign to say either party could terminate this agreement at either time for anything. Right. Like, yeah, basically that's it. That's what I was just curious about because JT's point on there was you got to override it. If an AMA official yeah. tells you, yeah, go ahead, don't worry about it. And then it becomes an issue. I mean, especially if the guy got 38 the first moto, I'm like, okay, but that dude did 13th, 13th the first moto. That's so he's riding my blue crew this weekend at Paula. Yeah, that's right. And Sacramento, right? No, he's not doing Hangtown. I thought he did. Uh, he's not. Oh, okay. Yeah, who knew? So the one that you're riding tomorrow at Glen Helen? Yeah, he's riding at Paula. He's riding. <laughs> yeah, the block fine. of train starts for the Vet National tomorrow for Steve Mathis. Oh, I can't God. wait. I'm so excited. All right, everybody, Manscape 4.0. Get it while you can. Pulp Mix 20 is a code to save. Chris Kiefer tested. Stay tuned yeah. for the written review. Hey, maybe um, Kessler has some of your luck, and maybe at Paula he goes 13 DQ for sixth overall. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, thanks, Kiefer. Thanks, buddy. Later, bro. Have a good show, guys. Good luck See with ya. everything. All right. Yeah, good luck. Thank you, DB. All I right, that's Chris Kiefer, I, everybody. I fire him and his fucking balls. Uh Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Vertex Pistons, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Pro Filter, Skosh, ORW, FMF, again, the FMF two-stroke race of three palms, check it out, Atlas Neck Brace, atlasbrace.com, use the code uh, PulpMX to save, they got the new Vision Brace out that uh, some riders are wearing out there, um, Works Connection, PulpMX20 is the code to save the Works Connection. OGO Power Sports, Art of Sport, Get Data, Guts Racing. Love the guys at Guts, NorCal. NorCal's own Guts Racing. Andy Gregg. Uh, WUSA, thanks to W for all their help for wheels, vintage bikes, modern bikes, whatever you got. W can make you wheels for it. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Ride Engineering as well on board, Intense Cycles all on board with us, and uh, and Daniel Blair. Do we, do we want to skip the second commercial and just power through? Your show, but yes. Okay, we're going to power through. No, unless, do you want to stop for a commercial or power through? No. We're good. All right. We're going to power through then, everybody. What do we got left? We got the uh, X Brown Goggle. Or, uh, nope. We got the motorsport.com tweet at talent segment. Oh, so let's yeah, do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's my mom. It's the motorsport.com tweets at talent segment. <laughs> what do you think of that? It's awesome. It was on last time I was here. I was caught off yeah. guard last time. This yeah. time I was right. more ready for it. Right, right, right. Uh, before we get into the motorsport.com tweet of talent, it's uh, it's Darkside again. What's up, Darkside? He cut the pony. <laughs> oh, shit. That's David Bradshaw's bike. I just fucked up. Uh, Darkside, you are currently <laughs> losing the poll. The, the public has spoken. They want What's the, the percent? The, they want the pony cut. How? What, what is it? Uh, it is 79 to 20. <laughs> Holy shit. Dark that's size. Whole, that's the, more than Randy beat A-Ray by. <laughs> yeah, Randy, Ra- Randy didn't even beat A-Ray this bad for favorite co-host. Yeah. Twitter polls are bullshit. Oh, wow, okay. We can play, <laughs> we can play the intro again. What, uh, what's up, Darkside? 
Uh, Wrap-up show this week, man. Just uh, real quick, I won the Nick McCampbell from MCR. He's going to come on. Okay. All right. For Nick and uh, your future headlines guy, Jeb, he's going to make an appearance and see how that goes. So just, uh, yeah, I want to promote that for Wednesday night. Uh, want to tell you that I had to reach out to the Manscaped guys because in my move somewhere, I lost the uh, the little clipper. Man. I don't know what you call them. Dark the little side. shield the or guard. whatever. Again, his life's just going to shit. Between that and the Tomac no, no. time zone thing. Yeah, yeah, that side. was a lot bigger deal. But, hey, man, the Manscaped guys came right through, though. They answered the email within seconds and shipped another one out. So Did you have to pay for guard, it or was it the, free? Yeah, it was just a guard, the guard itself, you yeah. know, that goes on the end of it. Yeah, but, but was yeah, it free? free? Oh, for free? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How Dark cool side, is have, that? have you sent Steve any pictures yet? Don't. Please don't. <laughs> no pictures. No pictures. No. Uh, yeah, so we'll stay away from that. And then, yeah, no, no pictures as of yet. Uh, Dark Side's call brought to you by Skosh tonight. Speaking of uh, a great company, Skosh, they're innovators of award-winning consumer technology, power sports, car audio products, and accessories. Celebrating over 40 years in the visit, visit Skosh.com to get a 20% discount on their lineup of phone mounts, chargers, cables, clamps, mounts, power jumpers, and more. Pulp 2021 at Skosh, S-C-O-S-C-H-E. Skosh.com, I love these guys. I've got their chargers and their cables. And, uh, Daniel, you've got the little thing in front of you here mm-hmm. to charge your phone or uh, base mount charger mm-hmm. so it's really good thanks to the guys at skosh of course they've been a big part of everything uh, on the show for a couple of years so uh dark side brought to you by skosh what's up dark side boom bottle boom bottle yeah we're gonna we got a boom bottle up for grabs next week for uh, filthy phil and then troll and that uh and i think even a troll wins phil will just punch him and take it <laughs> so it's gonna be a great show dark side you pumped for hangtown i am pumped man I, you know what i'm most pumped about hmm Come on, you know what it is. In and Out Burger? No, I got those in Dallas. Dude, I'm going to meet producer Joe. What do you think? And then, so he's also coming on Pulp, but Kiefer won't get him a date. Yeah. So. Yeah, well. Big yeah. things are happening for Dark Side. Big things are happening to him. Kiefer is holding that one up. Maybe they should share photos and bond a little. And <laughs> they can come up together. <laughs> We're cutting it. We're we'll, gonna, we'll manscape together. We're gonna in cut Steve's the shower. We're gonna cut the pony off. Mm, don't do it, Dark Side. Don't listen. Don't listen to these people. Man, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, yeah, no peer pressure for me. Good. So hey, just real quick before I go, uh, TJ called in earlier and asked about the Supercross features that has been released, DB. So yeah. Duh. Then why don't They're you the- why don't you say what it is then, just in case, so I don't get in trouble. I, uh, I didn't know what like I was allowed a, to say. So the 250 class, the premier class, quote unquote, is going to have like a championship qualifier series, eight primary qualifiers that lead to a final. And is this where, on Sunday? Where, is this they, yeah, where are they happening, and when are they happening? Uh, I don't have those details right then. I don't remember oh. where. I think okay. it's it's at the finals, isn't it? Salt Lake. No, I mean all the eight qualifiers. Oh, I don't know. Oh, he don't know. I'm out. I'm out. You just damn near walked me into a trap, bro. I'm oh, out. yeah, you did. He almost, got, find he almost out. got you. Yeah. Guess what happens? You go to bed, you wake up, it's a new day. A few more days, weeks, we'll all know. There just we go. Let, I can't let, wait. I'm on the edge of my seat. The, I can't wait to see what they're doing futures. I can't. You can't wait. Steve's going to write. I can't. Fuck my ass. We wait to hear Steve's response. Like, honestly, pumped. I was pissed about the parking spot the Team Green got at the combine. Yeah. That's Are they going to happen in Steve's backyard or the mansion? Dark side, this house is the same square footage basically as the other one, so I don't really yeah, know what you're talking about. Ten percent bigger. It's eight thousand like the last plus house. Plus two hundred plus two hundred square feet 200, and a pool. And... Oh yeah, it's got a pool. Big deal. 
<laughs> Big deal. I fly over Vegas to land, and I see nothing but pools. Everyone has a pool in Vegas. It I don't seems have like. a pool. Tell him. I have a pool. You're not oh, middle Talon's class. Talon's got a pool. Why, why does Talon have a pool and I don't have a pool? Because pools are not that big of a deal, bro. This is ridiculous. Oh, Mark, I'm, I'm coming over, Talon. Mark, so you don't get paid enough by Steve. I, that's I know. Why. I know. I pay him a ton. You're ridiculous. I. Mm. He gets... What is going on the curtain? It's the dog. He's just... What's up? That's freaking me out. He's right okay. there. All right. Uh, all right, Dark Side. So Nick McCampbell and uh, and the, the Future Headlines guy. Jeb, yeah, Jeb. Man, Jeb. You should be good. All right, well, grab a listen, everybody. I have not listened to the last couple, Dark Side. I am far behind on that. Uh, so I have no critiques of the wrap-up show right now. That's fine. I barely listen to the Pulp Show. I just make it up as I go. Okay, fantastic. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Later, bro. All right, that's Dark Side, everybody. Uh, Ride-engineering.com. RM Army. Let's face it, Daniel. Most guys riding for the RM Army are on a budget. Oh, look, you should budget <laughs> shame RM Army here. Oh, my God. But what, what sponsor read is this? Ride Engineering. They okay. offer two uh, must-have products for 18-plus RMZ 450s and 19-up RMZ 250s, a performance link to get the ultra-sensitive corning machines balanced for better straight-line stability and bump absorption on a one-piece anti-twist bar mount to replace the flimsy OEM unit that's held together with 10-millimeter bolts instead of the 12s that Ride has. These upgrades will set you back 325 bucks, but you can save $65 by using the discount code PULPFAN20 at ride.engineering.com. Thanks, Ride. Good stuff. All right. These questions are submitted to at uh, Pulp Mech Show. And the guy in the corner over there reads the best ones. Motorsport.com. Again, thank you to guys at Motorsport. Go through the banner on PulpMX.com or PulpMXShow.com. And uh, help us out. Make a sponsor. Make a purchase and help us out. And great company. And OEM and aftermarket parts. And I've been using them to build the Project 500. And I couldn't be any happier. So, all right, Talon. From Bar 411 for you, Steve. Do you think you would have gotten back into riding dirt bikes regularly if you had never had Kiefer on the podcast? No. Uh, this one's kind of random, but Tim Slayton wants to know, what do you think the result would be if a factory rider did what Doug, Hunt, Doug Henry did on Henry Hill on a factory bike nowadays? The same. That yeah. was fucking huge. Nothing's going to That was nothing's so gonna big. help that one. Yeah. Oh, I still can't believe that. Like... When that video plays every once in a while, it'll pop up on YouTube or Instagram, whatever. I yeah. still can't believe that even happened. It was insane. From Beaks and Talons, hmm. how long will it take for live onboard footage for Supercross? My wife is the most casual fan, but every time she sees the onboard footage, she comments how it looks so much gnarlier. Live onboard? I mean, I mean, they want to do it, but Daniel keeps shutting it down. I told him no. No, I. But what's I'm, I'm a little off on this, but what's the GoPro rule now? Like, the amateur stuff, you can't you run it. Pros are the same way now, too. Pros can't either? Yeah. No. Yeah, so the answer is... But you could mount it other places. I guess you could, yeah. but I don't know. Oh, so you're saying live on board to where, like, mid-race, you can all yeah. of a sudden see the leader and what right. he's... That'd be cool. I, I just don't know. Technology, I have no answer for that. How hmm. it works. Great. Really good to have you here. Yeah, sorry. Couldn't bring technology answers. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll do better next Love time. Love technology. From Lax Defense Coats, uh, thoughts on the combine, and does the format begin to help high-level amateurs transition better? I don't know anything about the combine. They need to do more. I like it, but more. Need more. Six of them or so. Six or eight. So you can get the kids around the country, you know what I mean? Like, Iron Man was good. It's Indiana's somewhat there, yeah. but 
you need a you need a west, a couple of center, a couple of east. They they need more of them. I think they're cool. Uh, the Moss Nine Twelve wants to know when a moto dad follows their grade school kid jogging while riding in the truck. Have they officially turned into a Lessie Two Point Don't know what you're talking about. You did you, that. Did you write that? No. You did that. Well, my kid, he wants to. He's like into it now, and he wanted to run, and I'm not gonna let him run by himself. So I just follow him in the car. I just cruise around in the neighborhood, and he runs. How about a treadmill? I'm not going to go buy a treadmill when oh. you can just go run around the neighborhood. I can okay. follow him in the All truck. Right. That's super weird, but okay. Moving no, on. And no, the answer to that is no. That's just yep. me watching my kid run for his safety. That's all. All right. From Nick657, he wants your thoughts on uh, Mumford's comments about Master Pool's bike being way faster in your uh, pulp cast. Did what you catch say? that? Mumford said what? Mumford made a comment about Master Pool's bike being way faster. Yeah, I don't know. What, what am I supposed to do? Like, yeah, what, what I want? He wants to comment on it. Yeah, just your your thoughts. Well, Master Pool weighs 105 pounds, so Master Pool's bike is going to look really good no matter what. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. I, I don't know. I, yeah, Mumford's pretty frustrated with his bike right now for sure, but he's also a bigger guy. But man, he went eight eight. Like, I don't know, eight eight. I think what it is when you have a couple privateers that are all scraping for know. for some, you know, hoping that they're the next one to get the gig. You got Schwartz, Mumford, Masterpool, all three being great at different times. So probably a little competitive privateer thing where they're trying to yeah. flex on the other one to show like, hey, I'm the guy that deserves the next shot or something. So I think it's fair. Just being honest. I don't mind it. From retired Bubba, what single digit number could the jet in danger zone go for next year? Uh, five and eight. Yeah. Yeah. Five, eight, four. four won't unless yeah. Blake just tells him but right who, if we can't get a hold of blake right. the AMA's but dylan didn't dylan had a chance to take a single this yeah, year and he didn't do he it he took so. 14 so i i think he i think he sticks with it and then it would be jet either five or eight and i don't know which one i have no idea whatever merch thinks he can market Wait, whatever one myrtle says to do <laughs> probably from jimmy g how much of Cody Shock's late season success can be related to a thinning herd and how much is related to him emerging as a legitimate rider? How much better could he be on factory equipment? I think both is the answer. 50-50. Yeah. Uh, both of those answers are uh, are both correct. And how much better can he be on factory equipment? Uh, I don't know. I don't think much better. Well, I, what I can I tell you again about factory equipment is unless you have the time to get it right for you, it's not that much of a benefit. Just because it has trick parts and it's faster and it has this and it has that, Whoop-de-doo if you don't get a chance to really develop it for yourself and fine-tune it. If he was to hop on a bike right now, if he was to just today grab a factory bike, someone else's, Kenny's spare, and go race, he would do worse. Now, if he had a month, he would do a lot better. But just hopping on someone else's bike, I mean, these guys complain if the clickers are off, you're going to hop on someone else's bike and be better just because it's factory. Now, a 250, it's different because of the power. You hop on a factory 250 on outdoor, you're going to get a bump from the power. 450... He would need to fine-tune the thing to really make a difference. Otherwise, it would actually, in my opinion, set him backwards a little bit if he didn't have the time. I uh, I got a DM about your – are you coming up with any stew, eagle stew? What? Yeah, are you coming up with an eagle stew at all? Stew? Like yeah. like to eat? Yeah. No. Okay. I'll, I'll tell this guy. Okay, tell him no. Okay. Like we, might, we might go with like a silicone spray next before we go to eagle stew. Okay, all right. Okay. Oh, I'll pass that on. The voice of the drunken people. How many 250 kids does Freezy kill this season? Well, we touched on that, yeah. All of them. 
Or uh, just his coast. From Fish171, DB, how many actual CCs is in Evan 65? Oh, boy. 65. I mean, he's not old enough to really feel the benefits of the big bar I'll eventually put in, but right now, 65. Uh, Chris wants to know if we think we will have an A1. I think so, yeah. Yep. It's Vapor740 has a future headline. Jet blasts off with the 250 title, or Jet... You didn't do the or good enough. Or Jet takes Jagged Drop to lose 250 title. No, Jet Jet takes the title. I mean, hey, to be fair, the Jalik Swole crash at Southwick, those can happen at any time to anybody. So as much as his on-track riding has been perfect, or not perfect, but great, Generous one role. little dumb-ass thing could ruin it for anybody. First yeah. turn for Jay Coop at Paula could be done, or Jet. It doesn't, as much as we want to get ahead of ourselves because the way he's riding, way too many variables in the 250 class to just say it's over. There's, there's weird stuff that happens, and they got to keep it clean if they want to get it. Right. From, I think Dylan has it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think that one's done. From Incarcerated Izzy, Steve, was the caller last week about J-Law actually J-Law? I don't know. People said it was. Marks? Dude, it sounded a lot like him. It sounded like him. Why would he call the show? A. I don't know. Trolling, why would, don't why know. would he remember a random interview? Because it was the only one. It was probably yeah, the only how's one. How does he remember? The, uh, you know. Dude, I don't know. I, I didn't think J-Law it J-Law has done a lot of chemicals. <laughs> this is not to be debated. Did you check the caller ID? I, it didn't go far that back. It's a long story. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. What kind of technology are we using here? I don't know, man. I got caller ID. Right now, we got caller ID, and then I go to check it, and it wasn't there. I checked both phones. I think it was him. He star 67 to you or something. Is I, it 67 I, was the one where you block your number? Yeah, 67. Yeah, he star 67 to you. I don't think it was him. I think it was him. Okay. From Colby Ray Cheese, do you think that the heat was a big reason that Eli won Ironman? First race with some real heat, and Eli was the only one that didn't look smoked. Dylan was struggling, like you guys said. You touched on that. Uh, Kenny was struggling. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Eli's a bad dude, right? So, From Mike Dizzer, Steve, do you practice what you preach? When is the last time you had Race Tech service your blue crew? Well, when I got the stuff put in it and never. It's only got 20 hours on it, so. Not quite there yet? No, I don't think 20. I think I got 20. Six hours on it, twenty four or twenty six. That's not enough for a suspension oil change. All right, a few more here. Uh, Jesse three one eight. Do you think AP is getting a raise for next year or staying the same? Expectations were very high coming off the two fifties. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's probably around the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last one. Okay, tits. <laughs> <laughs> we're just running out of we're running out of good questions here. Uh, you answered a lot of them earlier. Brett CL seven seven five. Did DB not get the call to fill in with Weege because of all of his MX success would overshadow all the other guests, or was it yes. karma for all the innocent eagles used over the years Both. to keep his hands clean? Both. They uh, they thought that my analysis might be off due to the fact that I sucked at outdoor <laughs> and sort of watched them. It's very well said. Uh, all right, that's motorsport.com. Tweet at Talon. Oh, that's horrible. We barely talked about 450s tonight, by the way. 250s are what's going on right now. Yeah. We did. Uh, did we even say Chase Sexton's name once? No. Till now. Savachi? No. 
Bogle. Someone said Bogle. You had a voicemail about Bogle. I could fix him? Yeah. Heart Raff? Chiz got talked about. Oh, Chiz. And LeMay and, and Surratt. Uh, Jason McAlpine, Phil, Fichter, Adler, Dungy, Brayton. Best interview tonight, DB. <sighs> Dark side. Really? He was on twice. Yeah, he was. I mean, when, f- when you come back for round two. Yeah. May as well be called the fucking dark side pod. Yeah. I mean, he, he brings it. Uh, I Actually, I thought that this is unfair. They were all, I mean, Brayton's always like a perfect interview. Yeah. Dungey's always like a perfect interview. Um, Phil, to me, is, I, I probably had the most fun with the Phil talk for yeah. sure. All Phil's right. great. Always. Mark's talent, favorite interview tonight? Um, I'll be different and say Dungey just because I thought it was better than a lot of the Dungey interviews we've had prior. I think, I, think he right. was, I think he was a little more open. Um, so I think that I think that went well. well. Well, usually that happens when right when he gets on, you accuse him of trying to take the job of the guy sitting straight across. Yeah, from you. yeah that's good. Usually yeah, that yeah, lightens yeah. the mood up yeah. a little bit. So yeah, good that, job. That, that's that's what we do at Pulp. Yeah, we pit everybody against each other. It's yeah. Uh, I was going to say Dunge, too, but I'll go, no, I'll go Jace. Just to, you can say I just, it was a good interview for him. He was more enthusiastic than normal. Had a lot to say. Okay. Fair enough. Good show, Steve. Okay, goddamn. Great work. Thank you. Thanks. Yes. Both time Your somebody, mom said the same thing. Somebody, find that somebody gives me some credit for something. Thank you to Arthur Draper. Visit ArthurDraper.com. He only gets paid if you get paid. There's no risk to you, Daniel. If you've been in a motorcycle or car accident, call Arthur Draper. He's a friend of the show. He'll take the time to know you. And he'll take the time to talk to you personally. Could have used him a couple of years ago. Yep. Consultations are free. You just need to call. ArthurDraper.com. Thanks to Manscaped. That's a wrap. Because of Manscaped, you saw things you... Yeah. I don't want to see anymore. Didn't want to see. Thanks for coming up, Daniel. As always, yeah. good job. Thank great, you. Great job in that co-host chair. So uh, this will be your last one for a little while, I think, because, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, what is your plan now? Like with two more to go, and then what do you? We what take you, the rest of the we take the whole fall off. We'll see you in January. Yeah, we'll see you in January one. I'll yep. come back in, okay, mid off season or so. Okay, late October, early November All or right. something. Fair enough. Sounds good, man. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you for the support with the codes and the sponsors and all of that. Thank you to Swiss Core Moser. Thanks to Pookie, of course. Uh, Talent. Thank you. Hey, thank you. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Marks. Eat dicks. Don't hack me, bro. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening again, and uh, we will see you next week. Might have came the earliest he's ever, ever come. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and... I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.